Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hey everybody, this is Gordo. Just a couple of little messages before we start the show. The video version of this is going to be up on YouTube and on the BitChute channel, along with all the rest of Season 7 and loads of true crime episodes. There's 40 plus episodes we've recorded over the last few months. And if you want to watch those uh, early, you can go to patreon.com slash those conspiracy guys, get in there early and watch them. Or you can just wait until they come online. Uh, we have all of the stuff from inside the TCG Towers was recorded, including, you know, uh, recording their vlogs and all this kind of behind the scenes stuff. And you can watch this one too. The recording schedule is also back on. We're, we should be releasing, fingers crossed, hopefully every single Monday. I'm editing like a motherfucker right here, uh, putting all this stuff together and getting them up and in Spreaker and you know ready to go uh, so you won't be without TCG uh, for the next eight nine months this one was recorded midsummer 2018 and there's loads of appropriate examples from cultural Marxism that you'll hear us talking about that may be a tiny bit dated I guess if you're listening to this brand new right now we missed out on stuff like Alex Jones getting deplatformed the whole Brett Kavanaugh thing most recently Megyn Kelly getting kicked off NBC for saying something about blackface some shit like that like loads of examples of censorship that we'll talk about we were talking about stuff like Roseanne in this episode that I guess would be appropriate to the time we recorded it. But uh, if you want to hear the stuff in the meantime, fills in the gaps and uh, some more kind of technical talk about the Frankfurt School, you can go and check out the live show that I did in the Sugar Club on the 9th of October 2018, uh, where 180 plus sound motherfuckers came and we all hung out in the Sugar Club for the night and talked about conspiracy stuff. Uh, you can go and watch that video if you are a Patreon, and it's exclusive to Patreon, so you won't see it anywhere else. Patreon.com slash Those Conspiracy Guys. If you want to head over there and watch this, about two hours of a show. Uh, it's just me on stage with some info, questions from the audience, having the crack, you can go and watch that there. There'll also be a live chat on this topic where you guys get to join in as well if you're Patreons. You get to join in, have the chats. Uh, you know, we can talk about this, uh, you know, identity politics thing, this culture Marxism thing. I want to hear what you have to say. As you listen to the show over the next five hours or so, you'll hear my point of view. I'm changing. I'm wavering. I'm changing my mind. Uh, me and Colette and Emmett do have great chats about this, and you can too. On appear.in, you can join in. 12 people at a time. If you are a Patreon subscriber, you can book your seat, and uh, I'll be putting the links and all for that up on Patreon, and it'll be happening in the next couple of weeks. I'm packing up TCG Towers, boys and girls. The studio is over. We're moving out of this house on the 31st of October. It's done we're done here we're moving out into a halfway house before we head off to america uh, i let you know all the stuff about that if you're a gofundme uh, donator or indeed if you're on patreon you'll get all the nitty-gritty you'll know about the dates we leave you know where we're going to be uh, don't be sending me messages asking when are you going to be in this place when are you go i don't know i don't know yet uh but i definitely will be trying to get to everywhere so uh if you're a patreon or a, or a gofundme subscriber you should be getting information on that or if you join the discord so get into that motherfucking discord uh, it's one ring to rule them all if you're in there you get to find out everything you 
You may also hear some advertising audio during the show, depending on whereabouts in the world you are. I've left little musical interludes where they're going to pop in, uh, just so it's not so harsh on your ears. I got some reports from a couple of people saying, what the fuck was that thing? Uh, you weren't <laughs> expecting it. So Spreaker doing dynamic ad insertion now for us, and uh, it's extra income for, for those conspiracy guys to keep the lights on and help us to get around America. Uh, everyone's doing it. All the cool kids are doing it. Smoke fags at the back of the bike sheds. So uh, dynamic ad insertion is now part of the show. Uh, and just so you don't get uh, shocked when they start talking about Geico in your ear or something like that. So uh, enjoy the show. We are back, baby, every Monday. Fingers crossed. Every Monday we're going to try and get these shows out. I'll have another true crime for you first thing Monday. And on into the future for the next 40 weeks. So enjoy the show. On this episode of Those Conspiracy Guys, we talk about the zeitgeist of political correctness, identity politics, and radical social thought that saturates the current media landscape and partisan discourse. A system of criticism of social inequality and progressive philosophy called cultural Marxism. Often seen as a racist or anti-Semitic term, the inception of cultural Marxism, or cultural Bolshevism as it was known, came from what is known as the Frankfurt School made of students at the Goethe Frankfurt University who specialised in social research. These sociologists and philosophers used the writings of Karl Marx, Sigmund Freud and others to analyse current social paradigms and these writings have been the stable of liberal politics for almost 100 years. Famous proponents of the Frankfurt School would be Theodore Adorno, Herbert Marcuse and Antonio Gramsci. And as the Nazi regime enveloped Germany in the 1930s, they all had to flee for safety. They found refuge in the college halls of the northeast of America and began to write and teach what we know today as critical theory. Elements of these writings have spawned certain political and philosophical movements like postmodernism and now political correctness. And this generational procession of these ideas through the university system has empowered students in contemporary humanities courses to protest and advocate for civil rights. Others see this protestation as snowflake culture and seek to undermine the agenda of the liberal left by labelling it the now derogatorily perceived moniker of cultural Marxism. There is also a backlash against language and a policing of content and behaviour in the form of trigger warnings, microaggressions, safe spaces and censorship. One point of contention is the emasculation of certain men, known as beta males or cybys, which is a trend of the left online. And the conversation about toxic masculinity and feminazis rages in the streets and on the internet. Protest culture and online pressure to adhere to a certain code of conduct laid down by big data forces, sympathetic of liberal politics, makes it difficult to have a balanced discourse on these topics online. Legislation and policy changes in online spaces have also hampered discussion and mass censorship of conservative ideas on the internet has drawn these people out into the open to show their support in the streets. This invariably leads to clashes and socialist protesters and people who support the deplatforming of conservative speakers both in real life and by brigading their employment or media publications online. The socialist agenda seems to be supported by powerful elements in the government also in the mainstream media, and because of the long march through the institutions promoted by the proponents of this so-called cultural Marxism, they're also supported by college professors who are indoctrinating, encouraging, and then activating college students to these types of political behaviours. 
the left versus right paradigm is now reaching critical mass. And we discuss the different elements of these political thought processes, the physical results, and the history of their inception, and how their applications can mean an almost irreversibly divided society and a growth of a pair of partisan political paragons. Is cultural Marxism just an outdated racist term used to undermine the liberal ideologues? How do we know which side is the right side of history until it becomes history? Have the teachings of the Frankfurt School been co-opted to hypnotise college students into accepting and promoting socialism? Can identity politics be a force for good in the current progressive climate? Or is it just a tool to gain control through subjective policing of language? Are straight white men the enemy? And are they justifiably defensive that their old way of life is under attack? Is deplatforming your political opponent just creating more political division by the creation of cultural echo chambers? Is the right trying to undermine the politics of the left in order to keep the 1% status quo and leave equality behind in a selfish bid to retain power? Or, inversely, is the left trying to undercut the political support of the right by indoctrinating young people towards supporting socialism in an effort to gain power for themselves? So join us, co-conspirators, as we put on the MAGA hat of exploration and try to understand the sympathetic concepts of the liberal left, while also draping the rainbow flag of debate around our masculine shoulders to discuss the deplatformable topics on both sides that really need to be talked about. That costume will confuse them. <laughs> this time, on Those Conspiracy Guys, we talk about cultural Marxism. Welcome to another Those Conspiracy Guys. My name is Gordo and this time we are talking about uh, cultural Marxism and identity politics. Ooh, uh, a topic definitely of the time, uh, some contemporary shit going on in the media, in the news, in politics and uh, probably in your life at the moment where this cultural Marxist ideal or this uh, critical theory, postmodernist ideal of identity politics, sexual politics, uh, race and racism, uh, conversations on you know, actions towards immigrants. Like, the shit is all around us at all times, like a fart fog uh, in an elevator. Uh, and some people feel it's oppressive. Some people feel it's it's going to be contentious. And this one will be contentious. So in, in the mode of uh, cultural Marxist and, and progressive uh, uh, kind of practices, uh, this is a trigger warning. If you are of, I guess, uh, the, the left-leaning political side, you're going to hear stuff that you might not like from my mouth um, if this means that you're going to not listen to the show ever again so be it this is what I feel right now if you come back in a year's time I might be different if you listen to the shows from two years ago they might be different so I mean uh, the whole thing about this is not to judge harshly or be harshly judged we're talking about this stuff now trying to get this stuff out discussing what's happening it's happening every day uh, so this is the trigger warning <laughs> to some stuff that you might not like or some some kind of topics that we, uh, you may think I might not be qualified or my guests might not be qualified to talk about because we're white or because we're Irish. Uh, but I mean, it's stuff you can find on the internet. So join in uh, with, with comments and questions. Uh, email me info at those conspiracy guys or get us on any of the social media stuff. If you want to, you know, add comments, corrections, any of that kind of crack, 
and uh, I'd like to welcome to the studio my guest for today. First, we have he's back. He uh, his golden voiced, uh, a beautiful timbre. Uh, Emmett Quinn. Oh, really? It's just a voice. It's uh, yeah. Uh, we we mixed you up with Ed Salmon one time before. You were you that's were on right. the show with Ed, and you thought we were playing it back, and you're like, <gasps> yeah, yeah, that's right. Voice loveliness. Yeah. yeah, I did an impression of Ed, and when Ed listened back to it, he thought it was <laughs> he thought it was him. That's what it was. He thought it was him. That's what it was. It was the best compliment I ever got. For yeah. an I get lots of emails. I get lots of messages saying that how much do you enjoy your. Your creamy tones. Wow. Yeah. I enjoy my creamy tones as well, but in private. (laughs) And for the first time, uh, we have uh, Colette Shannon. Welcome to the show. Delighted to be here. Welcome to the show. Um, Colette, you you give us a little bit of background as we go along and tell us what you're you're talking about. But we've had had many an old chat about these kind of things before. We've had a a few tete-a-tetes. Yeah. We disagree on some points. You'd be politically... I'd be to the left. To the left. Yeah. All the things you own in a box to the left. Uh, well, not all the things. There'll be some things and there'll be other things that would be uh, probably more towards the centre or whatever. But yeah. yeah, I'm definitely to the left of you, Gordo. That's for sure. Yeah, we're going to have rows. We're going to have fights. <laughs> there might um, be some jarring rows. For the first time today as well, uh, we are streaming live uh, on YouTube to uh, YouTube. Uh, but it's just a functional, a functional stream just to check it out uh, with the Patreon people today. So I'll be putting out clips from the show uh, from the studio it's a work in progress. I've been working on this stuff for a really long time. I apologize for not having as many shows out over the past few weeks as I would have liked. I'm working on TCG TV. I'm working on some stuff. And I'm also working on myself, um, mental health-wise, uh, training-wise, learning how to use all this equipment. And I'm out doing projects all around the town, trying to figure out how I can uh, produce 12 feature-length documentaries as we travel across America uh, for, uh, for about six or seven months uh, from October of this year. So, uh, yeah, apologies again for, for not having as many shows out as possible. And uh, there is a slew of true crimes and uh, new bigger shows, including the end of season six uh, with some big hitters. There's also some true crimes coming as well. I have loads of guests, loads of comedians from all over. I have a load of uh, uh, podcast compilations and collaborations coming in. Guests from other podcasts and stuff coming in. So uh, this summer is going to be busy. We're going to be recording all of season seven over the next nine weeks. Uh, yeah, again, apologies for the, the lack of output. Uh, but we're back on board now. So, guys, culture and Marxism, we're going to talk about where we got it from, what we thought about it before we got into it. And, like, how do you feel about the political climate? Now, it seems to be very volatile. As a straight white man, I feel a little bit kind of tentative about talking about stuff, even. Yeah. Um, That's uh, even genuine nerves about talking yeah. about on this show today about this subject. Yeah, I have a little bit of butterflies. Yeah, because I was saying just before we came on air, it, 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 it's still I'm still being educated by all of this. You know yeah. what I mean? It's something that never uh, crossed my mind from, and I never talk about it from mm. one end of the week, month to the next until uh, friends bring it up. A yeah. friend will always mm. bring it up and, and kind of uh, talk to you about it, and then then you f- suddenly find you have opinions. You're and forming something. opinions kind of as you go along. Yeah, you're and, forming it perfect. Yeah, to, to be wrong in, in some cases when you're learning like and i think it's important to be open to learn when people are so definitive in certain social media say for example twitter where everything's put forward it's very definitive and if you, if you don't speak that language or that kind of code that moral code that's already been firmed up on then you're wrong and you're ostracized and so you have to be so careful you feel like you're treading water sometimes trying to to get your point across and i think that especially now getting on here and talking about it and, and we have varying opinions you're yeah. kind of you're working your way through it. It's a really you're trying to navigate a minefield nearly. Yeah, like. yeah. On Twitter, I, I I think now that it's 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 more of um, 
a, a pylon type situation where if you are not on board with all messaging, the, the, the memorandum has been passed down from head office that this is the way <laughs> things are from now on. Some kind of a, a I don't say cultural Marxist because it's not, but definitely a progressive mm. memorandum passed down from head office to say this is how we talk about these things now. Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll tolerate no I'm dissension. Not both Thank sides you. you. Yeah, and if we, <laughs> but, and, yeah, and if we don't, if we, it is. Well, it, I mean, both yeah, sides yeah. too. But like, to be honest, the people on the right are a little bit more able for free thought. They're a little bit more able to come out with their own stuff rather than toe the party line. Um, you can have you can have right wing, you know, on, uh, online commentators who are saying, "Hey, maybe this thing." And a lot of people are like, "I never thought about that that way." But mm-hmm. there's a lot of left left wing people online. They're saying. Um, maybe this, and they're like, "No, burn him!" No, this, and only this. Yeah, like I saw Graham Linehan get yeah. absolutely fucking rimmed yeah, online yeah, yeah, yeah. because he's talking about transgender and about about gender constructs and and gender definitive uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, labels, mm-hmm. saying like, you know, if you're if you're transgender man to a woman, y- you can be called a woman, but you're you're actually a man, and and people mm-hmm. are going, oh. Oh yeah, no, you're not allowed to say that. And then he's just like frantically defending himself, you know, on Twitter, batting off all of these. I think like leftist trolls, leftist. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, and eventually, probably detractors. sometimes a lot of people will come out and say, "I'm really sorry. I didn't mean that. Uh, this is what I meant, and I totally agree with you." And then they go offline and go, nah, "I just said that to make them go away. Just to make them go yeah. away." Or the Roseanne Barr thing, like mm-hmm. Roseanne came out with some stuff and she went, uh, um, "What was your one's name?" Vivian, something I can't remember. Michelle's name. friend, Michelle Obama's friend. Yeah, it was the aide to, to yeah. Barack, former aide to Barack Obama, and uh, Va- Valerie Jarrett. There you go, good brain, well done, brain. Uh, Valerie Jarrett said, um, said some shit online, and Roseanne Barr was like, "Oh yeah, you look like you know a Planet of the Apes," and she was talking about her haircut. Apparently, yeah. talking yeah. about her fucking haircut. Talking about her haircut that it was like this bob looked like the the, the main uh, actress from the original Planet of the Apes movie and then you find out that this woman is black and then Roseanne Barr is like she doesn't look black and everyone's like oh she doesn't look black oh mate what a choice of words come on Roseanne and she's like well I thought she was a Jew and you're like oh that's all right. that makes it better that's and she, she, she's tweeting these things. See, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah. If, she, if she just said it out loud, like, yeah. oh, she didn't. Oh, she didn't yeah. look back. You know what I mean? It's like, no, you actually thought it. You picked the keyboard up. You punched in the letters. Yeah. It's like, stop. Too late. It's too late. But it, yeah. it just, it just, it, it showed me how easily the world can react on a, on a, on a pinhead. Yeah. Twitter Over can these, react. Twitter the world, is, is the world, a ABC, the network, ABC, immediately, within, within an hour, within an hour, mm-hmm. had officially cancelled Roseanne's show that was getting 30 plus million viewers mm-hmm. online. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 they were all... Not, not great reviews, though. Not great reviews, but 30 million plus viewers. Yeah. And, and they were going, uh, this is brilliant, you know, uh, uh, a real American family, people talking about Trump the way they do in the houses. Yeah. This is old Roseanne, like yeah. brilliant, like nostalgia wank for the right wing or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Roseanne's a very vocal supporter of Trump. There's no other reason why ABC would cancel it. It's not, well, it's not as if it was doing poorly anyway and they said some shit and you're like, right, get out. Mm-hmm. This was a stance made by that network mm-hmm. because of leftist media pressure to cancel her for saying something shitty about an ethnic minority. And I'm like, I can't really fault you, but at the same time, you're putting a load of other people out of jobs because of Roseanne saying some shit. Yeah, yeah. And I know some people had already quit and they had... Um, they had some of the cast just immediately saw that shit and went, no, I'm not in anymore. Fuck that shit. I'm out. Oh, I didn't know that. I like, yeah. like Laurie I mean, Metcalf. Before ABC like, decided yeah. to cancel. But the pressure was on so much 
well, they're that a commercial entity and they have the right yeah. to, to, to do what they want if they, they do. feel it'll impact their profits and they're her. libertarian now well look, look they, they have the right to do that I mean they do. in a libertarian society obviously that's what America is I think for most parts and, yeah. and I think that um, what she said was apparent and to be honest I wouldn't want to watch someone who'd speak in that way and she has a history of these kind of comments she, she started out, I mean, supporting Israel. And then, you know, she's a bit of a, a crank history on Twitter if you go back to her. She Twitter is feed. Jewish, though. Well, and then she then she went against Israel and said that they were Nazis. And then it was saying that... Um, There's pictures of her dressed yeah, as Hitler like she, cooking Jew cookies, like like in an oven. Didn't she have a pop she's a at comedian. Us, she's Ireland? Something oh, did about hiding Nazis in Cork or yeah. something like that. It yeah. was some weird... Tweet that she said, I, and I, then I, what I, happened I, I, is she goes, "Oh, sorry, I was on Ambien, I was on sleeping tablets, and uh, I'm stressed out, and I'm a sixty, I'm a sixty-five year old woman who's like working really hard, and I was really tired, and uh, you know, and then and then Ambien tweet said, back the side and effect said, to our drug yeah. is not racist, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't really? get racism for taking drugs, so it's th- it's those kind of scenarios that are popping up. Yeah, you may experience some racism <laughs> and lightheadedness. <laughs> M- mild racism. Side effects may include. <laughs> Side effects may include. Uh, Side effects may include racism against mulattoes, Negroes, uh, Italians, oh Itais, Japs, Paddies. Like it just, it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense that you would take somebody out like that, put them in the square. Like it's it's Nero's circus. What's happening now online is Nero's circus, and not even online in real fucking life. It's Nero's circus. This business of, yeah. of racism. Yeah. Uh, uh, racist actions and then racist reactions. Because to me, someone like me, someone of a, a certain age, this is all brand new in that like idiot. But it is though. in my day, in, them in, black, in, them uh, black guys didn't never got in, so in uppity. Human, in human history, so far, well, I don't think we've experienced this type of uh, division uh, that's so visceral. Yeah, and uh, we've never had minorities band together and stand up like this before in in yeah. in human history, or yeah. if we have. It was, you know, towards the end of a an era of civilization so that ended up in, it's, it's in all day, every global day, it's destruction. Everywhere. Yeah. Are you yeah. talking about the shutting down of people uh, speaking or the isolation of people who speak out? Is that what you're talking about? We haven't had that so strongly. Uh, no, just like the pylons and stuff. Just the, the the fact that there's so many people involved, like you know, yeah. globally. It seems that way. I suppose because we're all. It does, does it connected. just seem that way? Is because it's we're all interconnected now with the the national. Well, I mean, are you are you actually that connected? Are no, you no, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, see I, I feel it so much more yeah. because I'm black. You no, I feel it so much more because I'm like a guy in a room yeah. in, a, in a fog of his own nuts, yeah. in a mm. nut fog, that is living on the internet. Yeah. And I'm in the conspiracy world, in the conspiracy community, which is, to, you know, when we're going to talk about cultural Marxism and the, the term itself is a conspiracy theory term it's yeah. regarded as, you know. It seems that it's everywhere all the time. Yeah. And I kind of, like... I, I, I'm aware that it's everywhere all the time, yeah. but I'm just not involved in it, like, every, all I, the time. Yes. Yeah, I think I, it seems that way because that's where you are existing. Sorry, but I, I think that in reality, if you go around and you're talking to people, it's just not that... I don't think it's that apparent. Yeah. I think it's an echo well, we chamber. We live in Ireland. We live in Ireland. We're very, very much removed. Low, very low uh, ethnic minorities. Yeah, or so even if there are that. ethnic minorities, they kind of stay to their own. There's a younger demographic of mu- a much more multicultural Ireland yeah. from like age 16, 17 down. Yeah. Because these are the kids of immigrants who came here in the 90s and late 90s and early 2000s. They all had kids and they're those kids are going to school together and race is not an issue. It's not a thing. And there's no such thing as like, there's no such thing as like, you know, racist attacks in schools or bullying based Mm -hmm. on race. I mean, gender and sexuality is probably more 
noticeably fragmented in Ireland than race would be, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely, yeah, because yeah. I, I keep saying that I'm part of a generation that, as you say, it was the early early 90s. There was no black lads, no queers. That's it, okay. It's no it. black lads, no queers. There was definitely, That's the like, way we grew up. The multiculturalism wasn't non-existent, but it certainly wasn't, you know, as it is today. Yes. For yeah. a generation. So you you grew up and you got into your 20s and then, and then it just, it, this this started to happen. But as you say, they, they now have kids and those kids go to school and it's just not an issue it's anymore. So an there was issue. one generation yeah. that had to, I won't say deal with it, but just experienced it for the first time. I think it was my You job. almost we, walked around going... You know, I remember the first. I remember the first dude from Nigeria to come into our school, yeah. and everyone was like, "Would you look at him?" It's crazy, but it's true. You, oh my god! And it's only it's only human, like you yeah. Like, you know, it's, it, it's different, and it's Ireland. It's different, and it's Ireland. That's exactly yeah. it. You know, and we don't yeah. we don't even seen like Phil in it. <laughs> right? Do you know no. what I mean? Or Ray, uh, Ray Sharkey or something? Yeah, Paul yeah. Pomegranate. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. Like. <laughs> We had no experience. There was nobody here. A huge here. amount of affection for them, also, by the way. And well, still, well, this to is this it. Day, we had nothing but love for them. Nothing yeah, but love. Nothing love. They for didn't you. come here as slaves, as well. I suppose yeah. we have yeah, to yeah, acknowledge yeah. The, all of those things. You see, we don't have we don't have white history, privilege. So. And a lot of times, like I hear, you know, people talking about like Abishur oh, Irish. You know what I mean? We're we're Sound we're, we're the blacks of Europe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're the fucking blacks of Europe. You know what I mean? We're we're ostracized and we went over to England and there were signs there saying no blacks and no dogs and no Irish. We're at the bottom of a list <laughs> after <laughs> dogs, after dogs and black lads. Yeah. And you're like, mm, doesn't really work the same way. There wasn't an Irish Holocaust, no. like the famine and all that stuff. Like, sure, we can feel oppressed. And if you want to fucking pull your tits and feel oppressed and be like, oh yeah, I'm a victim. You can find evidence to do that. For you can find evidence to Irish Irish slavery yeah. to West Indies, exactly. Or, 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 yeah, because there's lads in like in Barbados, yeah, and, and they sound like they have Cork accents, yeah. yeah. And I think some of the Jamaican accents and some of the the patois from yeah, that area definitely does have an Irish twang to it. It mm-hmm. sounds almost like a, a very like a, a Midlands bog sort yeah. of thing with <laughs> just a little uh, lilt to it, except that they were like. Talking about barbecues and shrimp and sunshine. Yeah, they're no, like not going to foot turf. This is not in my vocabulary, man. Yeah, do you know what I mean? We're going out to Ballyhanas for the horse show. You know what I mean? I'm going out Wag to the one. bog. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to the bog. I'm going to foot, to foot the turf now. Me going out to foot the turf. Give me that twenty twenty mm. bag there. Me going me to ten ten twenty. Me going to fill it up for the turf for you know. <laughs> I'm going to go footing, turfenting, <laughs> right? I love it. I love it. Ed Salmon and his, and his brother have a, a, a reggae band and they're called the Cool Dudes. That's right. And uh, they're, they're Offaly's premier uh, a reggae band. You should yeah. definitely check them out. Uh, you you should uh, now be aware that they're, uh, the only format available is cassette tape. It's in cassette tapes. <laughs> You'll have to have a cassette tape player. Uh, and have such hits as this, that, them, there, these, them, does. Oh, That's how you talk to cool, I suppose. <laughs> like really, really good stuff. You check it out. But yeah, it's, it seems that in Ireland... We're in your vicinity. We, <laughs> we don't have... We don't have that much experience with... We don't. Diversity. Multicultural. One, one generation. We have travellers. We can say we have travellers. We have yeah. gypsies And they've here. been treated horrifically. Horrifically. Yeah. And yeah. only... Was it last year? 2016. Yeah. They were classified as an ethnic minority yeah. right. in True. Ireland. Right. And, and not a minute too soon. Yeah. Mm. They're being discriminated against. Mm-hmm. They are being ostracized. Mm. They are being culturally and uh, 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 religiously and economically and, you know, all the other elites mm. uh, uh, put to the outside of society. Mm. Like you can't, if you're a traveler, you can't do an awful lot of stuff that normal white people in Ireland take for granted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even even not like funerals and, and weddings, which, you know, there, there's... Like typically, 
they have a reputation for being rowdy at funerals. If you ask anybody to explain, anybody like, you know, a, a traveler wedding, they yeah. will say, oh, well, it usually ends, it erupts in, in violence. Yeah. And then the one of them would go up to this, the bar owner, bar manager, and give him a big sweaty wad big, and big say, wall about, sorry wall about money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, even growing up in a small town needing dairy, like... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember being in Wexford and there was, uh, like, a, a, you know, a traveler wedding in the in the hotel... And pubs and shops all around the town start shutting down for the day because they know that the thing's on. And you're this, like, this would go, this would sweep through the town. To that the there town. Was, there was there's a traveler. There's a traveler, there's a traveler presence. Yeah. yeah, you know, so be on your guard. With the result, they were banned from a lot of hotels and still are. And, and, and you just accepted it as a kid. You went, or if, yeah. you, if you if you were a traveler and you're ringing up a hotel to make a booking for a function, yeah. and you're like Ward or O'Connor mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know uh, any any of the traditional uh, yeah. uh, uh, traveler names, they're like, oh no, we don't have that for you. Mm. You're like. Really? So essentially, all were being judged by the the actions of we would a few, I suppose. And you know? similar, similar. Ah, oh, the few bad eggs. You, yeah, the few bad eggs. eggs. Well. You can similarly talk about that, like uh, that for any ethnic minority. You're mm-hmm. talking about, uh, uh, you know, rape gangs in the UK, grooming gangs in the UK, or you have like roving raping gangs in, in <laughs> Germany and Austria and Sweden, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, the, M- M- Molenbeek yeah. uh, in Belgium. You can't even go into the place because a few lads bet the shit out of a few journalists like uh, a couple of years ago, like. These things that are based on sweeping generalization of a group based on the actions of very few. Mm. And, and the th- only thing I can think of in Ireland is how, how we treat travelers. Now, mm. it's, it's, it's not, re- it kind of pales in comparison to yeah. how black people, people are treated, treated in America. America. And, and now uh, Muslim people but are being treated in Europe. Of, but yeah, of, it's the uh, mistreatment of a minority. Mm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Undeniably, I think. So that's mm-hmm. how we'd identify, just on that basis. Yeah. And I suppose travellers as well have a word used to describe them in Ireland, which has entered into kind of colloquialism here and is kind of roundly accepted. So it's kind of like an ex- it has been an accepted racism for a long time. Yeah, it has been. And you'll come up against a lot of, uh, you know, opposition if you go to like a respectable dinner party. I know I did myself and brought up the word of uh, that, that I just referred to there mm-hmm. and said that it was it, the last acceptable racism in Ireland. It was roundly um, derided for saying that and saying that it was just they basically told it was justified based on what we've spoken about yeah. because you, you know and, and you it's grew just easy for you, you and grew I think up it's a, it's, yeah. they don't question it I, I I don't know how you can justify being so like liberal when it comes to other minorities but yet it's the it's accepted it's our settled privilege yeah it's, it, you know, exactly yeah. And, I, and I just I find that really you wouldn't know disgusting. you wouldn't know you're your countryman you wouldn't know <laughs> yeah yeah you set, wouldn't know about what, what we go through uh, I tell you now settled privilege settled privilege you have settled privilege now I tell you I'm going to be yeah. joining up them LGBTs now we're going to go walking <laughs> Go travel pride now. I tell you, we're going to go walk around here now. Yeah, I'll start you up as well. It's hard to explain, but it's part of our culture to uh, suppress that ethnic minority. It's of just course. how it is. Now moving <laughs> on. <laughs> what? <laughs> tell you about suppressors. I've a fucking gun with a suppressor on the end of it to beat up in your moat now. Two minutes. If you keep on giving me any guff now, I'm telling you that, boss. Don't fucking mess around with me. A lot of people aren't going to understand you at all. <laughs> no, I know. It's all the Americans are like. Yeah, what's is there going subtitles? On? <laughs> what's he talking about? Yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it, I can't it, even play tennis professionally because <laughs> I just stand there going, "Why won't you serve me?" <laughs> I love it. I haven't quit everybody. But yeah, it just it just seems that uh, like w- I feel that I'm not a, from from the environment and from the atmosphere that's going on online right now. I comment on some stuff on Twitter and I get some shit back and I'm like, yeah, but I'm allowed. I have words and I'm out. Mm. I'm allowed to with a brain. Can mm-hmm. I not say those things? It's, it's called, like, dare I say it, dun, 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 free speech. Yeah, but but it seems now that there is a war on free speech. There is a war on free thought and the people that are the only people that are fighting this war are the people who are on the right who feel ironically oppressed by this progressive leftist thinking 
uh, and they identify in their cultural Marxist bubble as an oppressed minority of free thinkers and free free speech advocates. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have dudes online like um, Sargon of Akkad, uh, most recently, very famously, uh, Count Dankula, who who taught his, his pug dog how to do a Nazi salute yeah. and then ended up going to jail, uh, uh, going to court and then having to pay a fine. Mm-hmm. And he could have been imprisoned for, for an internet meme an internet yeah. joke. Yeah, you know? which was, again, like, unprecedented. So no, never I, before. Never before. And But there has been 3,400 people prosecuted for hate crime and similar, you know, internet maladies mm-hmm. in the UK uh, over the last uh, uh, two two or three years when yeah, the, these yeah. laws came yeah. in. Posting, so like, posting something on Twitter and then finding yourself in prison. Like, the, the police in England are putting focus on finding people who are posting shit on the internet. Mm-hmm. That seems to me crazy. That it is. Crazy. I always say that. What's your gut reaction when you saw when you heard about that? When you said, "I just say it just seems nuts." It's it's crazy. Nuts is it, is it nuts and it's crazy because it's brand is because it's new and yeah. you're just still trying to get your head around it. I mean, that's like saying, you know, I was walking around some town in Montana and I seen a black dude in 1941. You're like, "How did you get up here?" So you know, it's the same kind of like your gut reaction. Eh, are you not from where? Do you get lost? Like, yeah. it doesn't feel. Right, because it's never been done before. Mm, so yeah. it's like, what do you expect, you know? Yeah. But because the internet is there and because it's a unilateral communication tool, mm. that means that people from all over the world are able to interact. People are able to give their opinion. And it may not be, may not be that educated or it may not be that from a place of experience. Mm-hmm. They might have read some stuff online. They may have <laughs> watched a bunch of Jordan Peterson videos or they may have, you know, seen a YouTube clip or two and said, I like that message. That suits me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say that again and again. Mm. And block other people's messages, block other people's opinions. And it has created what we've talked about before uh, at length. What I ended up doing my thesis on in college was fake news and, and the echo chamber phenomenon where online you're, you're only listening to 90% of the stuff you look at online is from, from your own point of view. And you're glad to have it. You're like, yeah, I love this. And it's almost like a, you will probably get a dopamine release and everything yeah. for, for your uh, virtue signal. Well, I, I wrote about that in the thing that, that uh, uh, phenomenons like Pizzagate and stuff like that, like when, when you get a load of people agreeing with your theories, you are getting a hit. Mm. You are going, I love this. Mm. I feel brilliant now. People are looking for pe- their tribes. Like, yeah. I mean, and it's not your tribalism. Yeah, it is absolutely tribalism. tribalism, but it's, it's tribalism to the, to the right. You've got these guys calling themselves alt-right or whatever, and then you've got People I don't think anyone's calling themselves alt-right. Calling themselves being called. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, it's other people naming right. your yeah, well, it, movements, you know. Or mm-hmm. We've had alt-left as well uh, yeah. flung around. But like people want to belong to some tribe and they, they want to learn the code of that tribe so they can fit in with that tribe. And, you know, and they're perpetuating this kind of dogmatism, which isn't getting anyone anywhere. And you're talking about an echo chamber. I mean, how are we ever going to have progress if people don't cross divides and talk to each other? If Absolutely. all you do is reaffirm your own little beliefies, I mean, what kind of progress is that at all? Watch, watch other videos rather than Jordan Peterson's. It's okay yes, to watch I Jordan Peterson's say. videos yeah. and not along, but, you yeah. know. Well, he has some valid at, points. Look at yeah. something else as well. I think, I think that feminism is probably, feminism and LGBTQIAA, PP2SAA, which is as long as it gets. Um, I, think, I think that now as well as the Black Lives Matter stuff, um, is probably the most prominent in mainstream media mm-hmm. and in everyday, like, 24-hour news cycle. There's always a story yeah. of such and such a thing has happened, and it's because of either race or gender. 
like when we get into cultural Marxism, hmm. when we get into talking about the, like the Frankfurt School and the creation of these theories and how it's perpetuated down through university and how basically these fringe communities and like like Colette said, like the, these tribalist collections of people start to appear online almost indigenously like they're like oh yeah you like that thing oh cool come on let's go and play over here in this <laughs> in this place and reddit is a is a great place for those kind of communities to grow 4chan as well mm. um a little bit less so because it's like more anonymous and i think that as it grows there are more and more divisions being created and there's this uh, intersectionality which we'll also talk about in a while where people will go well i'm this or I'm this and this. Mm. And it's a, a further division of these people based on their political ideologies. Like at the start, Colette, you said like you are socially left, but you're yeah. you're right leaning on a lot of stuff like like fiscally or economically. Mm-mm. Would you be? No. No? No, I'd be quite left. I'd be, well, Centrist. you're, you know you're libertarian on like, a few <laughs> things. Like you're like. It depends what you ask me, really, I think yeah. a lot of the time. You uh, you're mean? like, well, that's their right. I'm probably a bit but of if a... you're a proper leftist, <laughs> quote yeah, unquote, yeah. proper leftist, you're going, they, they're comp- ABC are compelled to cancel Roseanne because it's the right thing to do. Where you're like, well, they can or they can't. Mm. They don't have to. So you are kind of like leaning, leaning towards center right on that one, you know? Well, it was probably just speaking a language that could be understood. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't agree with shutting people down just for what they're saying. Okay. I don't agree with this, like not engaging with someone because you disagree with them. But at the same time, I don't agree with just like taking advantage of free speech um, to, to perpetuate hate. What a horrible thing to do with such a great right. Why, if you're given this right to speak freely, would you choose to give, make your, like your dog do a Nazi salute? Because you know, it was funny. Well, it's not funny. I don't think it's funny at well, all. Well, it's the juxt- but, uh, see his context, and that's what Count Dankula says. He goes, "It's it's the it's the context of the f- the story." Goes, this pug dog was adored by his girlfriend. Yeah, and she's like, "He's the cutest little thing, isn't he? The cutest little thing." She yeah. was annoyingly in love with how cute this dog was, and he went, "I'm <laughs> going to show her oh how cruel God. this dog can be for a laugh." <laughs> yeah, and he thought it the worst thing that it could possibly be, and a cute little pug dog. Turned into a Nazi. So it didn't reflect his views. Not at all. Oh, right. Okay. I oh, didn't God, know that. No. Sorry. No, 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 oh, no. right. Okay. Sorry. I, did, I didn't int- know that. But that's okay. the thing. A lot of people would see, hear what you heard. It goes, Pug Dog doing a Nazi salute. What a cunt. How yeah. dare he corrupt that dog? <laughs> also, the gas right, the Jews as well. That was, yeah, well, he did was, say that a bunch of times. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he, it was it was a thing where he was going, gas the Jews. And then the dog was going, Burr! Like, because obviously, if you're, if you're, you could say anything to a dog yeah. and then give him a biscuit. Yeah. And then if he hears those sounds, he's going, biscuit? Like Pavlov's, Pavlov's dog. Absolutely. Uh, right. So th- he, he did it because he thought it was funny, but a lot of people just didn't think it was funny. A lot of people did think it was funny. That's comedy. No. Uh, yeah, that's how comedy works. Yeah. Some people will laugh. Some people will just and go he was, He's a dank shit poster. Like, he is in the depths of meta comedy in these, and we'll talk about them later on, these subcultures that exist online yeah. that are swimming in meta like so the, the memes are so dank mm-hmm. that like it'll take hours to explain a joke if you're not already informed on all the previous setups for all those jokes as they go along or the characters and stuff if i was to say to you yeah uh, uh it's wednesday my dudes mm-hmm. would you know what that means no. i just think you were friendly and telling me it was wednesday yeah that's the thing like yeah. every wednesday like a little fat frog on reddit says it's wednesday my dudes right. it's not it's not funny it's just the thing it's like oh yeah that's the thing it's like a poster in your mate's house it's and you language. know what's always there it's a language that people communicate in they hang in there cat. Just, yeah yeah he was just communicating in that language but people took took that thing and went nazis jews <laughs> gas no 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 it's offensive yeah. The and the court ruled, offensive. the court ruled it was grossly offensive mm. and fined him. 
The dog was the innocent party here. <laughs> yeah, the dog, the, away, dog. the dog got away clean. He was like, yeah, dad. yeah that worked out perfectly. <laughs> lovely, lovely. Now I get back to the love. But it was all girlfriend. about context and it was all about, it was all about, um, Mm-hmm. you know uh, the attempt at comedy and you can be like Roseanne tried to be funny mm. and wasn't like um, yeah. Kramer for what's your man's name yeah Kramer. Michael Richards Michael Richards did that thing and he was trying to be funny because he was being heckled by a black lad in the front row at one of his shows yeah and he went off on a tirade in the balcony and, dro- uh, and dro- was it up on the balcony was it mm. and then he dropped a load of N-bombs and it <gasps> but he, he but he ins- it was an insanely angry way oh dude it's it rough crazy. to listen to and he, he, right. he ruined his career, basically. Yeah. Right, you know? I didn't know that, yeah. So, so it's the context of how those things are put out that's getting manipulated now. And because there's such a a, a vitriolic like backlash always waiting to happen, like a coiled spring mm. mm-hmm. online. It's like you're as a comedian, you're on stage yeah. and a, a mistimed, ill-conceived you know, yeah. joke doesn't go down well. 50, 60 people in, in that room go oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and you go well, well no no too too soon or something like that yeah. yeah but this is it on a global scale yeah like I, I just think that it's fair enough for us to say sitting here in ireland okay i mean i think that it, we would probably laugh or scoff at something like that yeah because we have people in power who i suppose because we're a small country we're a little bit more maneuverable we can get them in and out of or whatever anyway our political representation isn't so too like extreme i'm sorry as in yeah. the states where, so as in, in the States, I think people are a lot more sensitive about this because they're being ruled by someone who agrees with very questionable kind of ideas. But this lad was in Scotland. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, but listen, what I will say is that, uh, welcome back to but the UK. The UK, I think, is, is, is more, uh, it doesn't have any free speech legislation. Yeah. In fact, it has more hate speech legislation now. It doesn't have any uh, uh, protections for people's rights to talk mm. you can be silenced mm. and they caught this lad and they made an example of him mm-hmm. and it dragged out for months and months like your man's doing this like more than two and a half years now i think it is so from the day the video was released till like maybe two months ago when he got his mm-hmm. his sentence and he had to pay his fine and he's not paying the fine he's appealing it and mm-hmm. he's got a load of money online and there's loads of people like graham linehan and, and, and other like famous people are are trolling this guy back to say how shitty he is or whatever yeah but it just seems too, like too much. Mm. It's too much. Yeah. It's for, an for that little internet joke. Yeah. But it's just making an example to show like, don't fucking do that. Yeah. Nobody else do that. You saw what happened to him? Don't fucking do that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Based on this new theorem of restrictions of, like you said, free speech in the guise of protections against hate speech. Like when you, you hear the arrests of people who did post something on Twitter and now they're doing a little time for it. You're yeah. like, whoa, all right. Obviously you didn't agree with what the person said and it was horrible and it was threatening. And mm. Like threatening people online. Mm. If you're saying I'm going to fucking murder you yeah. Yeah. and I know where you live. Yeah, that's yeah. like threatening people in real life. Yeah. But in real life, right, yeah. if you're in the streets mm. and someone's outside a pub and someone says something to you okay. and you're like, I fucking kill you. Mm. You don't get arrested for that. Mm. Or uh, I, I think I said there online a couple of weeks ago about De Niro, you know, I said, yeah. if you threaten the American president's life, you will certainly land yourself in hot water. But what happens if you invite a t- theater and TV audience to have sex with him? Hashtag fuck Trump. Yeah. <laughs> fuck Trump. Is this is that okay? Just to say that? <laughs> <laughs> the fist pump. Yeah. 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 Fuck Trump. <laughs> Uh, 
Yeah. I got nothing else going on in my life, so fuck Trump. Yeah. Oh, I need a bit God. of recognition. It did, yeah. Yeah. But, but it's see, John Leguizamo did that. How much did yeah. he achieve by doing that? Like speaking to his little, um, you know, what what do you say? His little Cohort. bubble. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, I mean, it, was, just, it was a little bubble. You know but what? he was doing that before the election. He was doing that after, yeah. just when, before the inauguration. He threatened the punch him and everything. Yeah. It's easy know, for like, him to say in his bubble, in his rich bubble, like, you know, the reasons why people vote for Trump are because, I'm sorry, of liberals like him who just don't understand people who are really disenfranchised and we're looking for some way out. So you can understand how... I can Trump understand how Trump power. got into power, yeah. but I, don't, the, I think the logic behind why a lot of people voted for him is skewed. Mm. I think that the, what they were looking for was probably more a more just and fair kind of treatment like of poor people, definitely. But, but poor people they were going for the wrong guy. Poor people are doing a little bit better now since Trump came in. I, I, I put that out to the audience. What is that true? People? Is that is that not true? I, I heard something about Which that one? online. Black unemployment, is, somebody that, said, is that an all-time low? Yeah, somebody said, look it up. Look it up and see what what positive stuff uh, Trump has done for yeah. America domestically. I'm sure yeah. there are some. I mean, all we get is, 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 is yeah, foreign stuff, yeah. you know. Uh, foreign policy. It's the same with any American yeah. president. I couldn't tell you much about Obama, was uh, what he no. did for America domestically, because it's nothing to do with me, you know. Mm-hmm. There's an average, but apparently there's an average somebody said, he's actually doing, he's doing well yeah. average of thirteen hundred dollars uh, uh, in April in, in, for e- for each person uh, for tax returns. I read online, so there was yeah. tax cuts for certain uh, income brackets, and an average of thirteen hundred dollars yeah. came Cut. back to American family yeah. homes. Yeah. yeah, with like, and that's you know, across the board, like across the majority. Board, yeah. yeah, yeah, like that. That's a that's all you want from your president. I think if you are you a know, working class, I need just cash monies. To do yeah, this thing, that's, that's like it. a fucking, that's like a holiday, and they they get to go to Hawaii, yeah. on, or they you just, know, you know, or they just get to worry a little less, <laughs> yeah, sleep better at get night, get the kids braces so their teeth yeah. don't look like a vandalized graveyard, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or I hate just to think how much old... braces cost in America. Though. Yeah, they're all on the plan. They're all on the plan. So uh, just before we get into it, then for 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 our usual, uh, uh, those conspiracy guys carry on because that was like a, a kind of a general. Uh, introduction mm-hmm. when you hear the term culture of marxism or any of this kind of stuff for you guys mm. before you start to research in this like where did you stand or what did you think about these kind of politics so we'll go with colette first oh here we go <laughs> <laughs> well basically i suppose i see it as just a, a, a conspiracy theory really created by people who don't want to acknowledge that there um there are some structural inequalities that are you know ma- making life difficult for a lot of people maybe not for themselves and so they use this as a theoretical field to basically extrapolate from people asking for the for you know a little bit fairer treatment that this could end up in some sort of communist dictatorship if we if we allow these people these rights this is the way this is heading and i think that it's really just a way of shutting down the conversation because it's a difficult one to have um and that's where i stand on it i genuinely it's a fear-based narrative used to shut down um difficult conversations that people don't want to have yeah, it's, yeah. It, seems, it seems that they're using old germ, pre-war German rhetoric, yeah. bubbling it up and then papering that over like uh, uh, modern identity politics. Yeah. We're not so saying there's so no so problems with identity politics. Those, I mean, there, are. there are, but but it's not the but same problems as we had entirely. in Frankfurt in 1929. Like yeah. it's not, Mm-mm. it's not the the Juden are coming to 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 take us over, and we have to have this uh, uh, cultural Bolshevism uh, and, yeah. and and anti-Jewish Far uh, sentiment because there is still an anti-Jewish sentiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, people are still criticizing Absolutely. Israel. I, I I would say, well, you, now you hang know, on, anti-Jewish anti- 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 Go home to where you don't come from, but but. 
that anti-Israel sentiment is filtering down into the Jewish population and the people who want to hate Jews are going to use that as a fucking reason to give out about them. Yeah. Like, I've no problem with Jews. Yeah. At all. Nor do I. I'm like, you're grand. Yeah. A lot of people give out and say that it's their, they're the method of control. They're the ones that control the media. They control everything and they're putting all their stuff. Like, you're like, but also dude, 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 relax, relax, dude, dude, stop, 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 stop. Really? Really? And they're all like, well, yeah. Are you sure this this is not just some sort of an entertaining conspiracy theory? <laughs> yeah. We all dig those. Believe me, yeah. there's a whole show based yeah. on yeah. it. But you don't actually believe that, yeah. do you? Because if you do, that's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so when you when you went in to look into it then, like, mm-hmm. was there anything that surprised you that you went, like, this has changed how I'm viewing it? Or, or it's much more structural like you said, you came into it looking like it's a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. And did then you, after, what? Did, like after we've researched a little bit of stuff here now, and I'm going to tell you about some of the history uh, of, of actual like cultural Marxism, as it's called the term. Mm-hmm. Did you change your mind on any kind of Because I did. I had, a, I had a few kind of uh, 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 blue pill moments, as you'd call them. I, I, I came into the show today with Express going, I'm still like, this is probably going to be the most difficult on the fences I've ever had in yeah. my time on this show because I genuinely am mm-hmm. still learning about it. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Colette knows the off the You know, we do an off the fence. I do, yeah, on the fence. So yeah. you're going to have to. It's, it's terrifying. <laughs> I, we, we, may, we may sway her. <laughs> I, have a, I have a drawer full of red pills behind you there yeah, she wants to <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah I just don't know because it's, I'm still learning about it you know when people talk to me about this cultural yeah. Marxism and all the identity politics and it's like I'm learning it for the first time you mm. know I'll agree with you on that when I read more and more I thought okay there is kind of a very powerful argument being put forth here by the people proponents of cultural Marxism that would you could look at it you could read it and you could say actually Maybe there's something to this. Yeah. The faults, the faults in modern identity politics and intersectionality and some parts of feminism and some parts of the LGBTQ community's activism mm. are toxic. Mm. As toxic, though, as some of the o- o- opposition, some of the, mm. the, the, you know, the men's, men's rights and men's movements and, you know... Um, uh, male and white centric opposition organizations are, are just as toxic but because it's seen to be righteous and because it's seen to be right and moral mm. but then you have to look at who's writing the moral book who's writing the rules on morality and it seems to be the left and uh, so it's easy to, and to questioning, questioning that even a little bit is a, is a no-no most even, more recently has been and yeah. sometimes you, you, you might question it out of curiosity because you're genuinely if you're like me yeah uh, you know just kind of going really is that the case of course that's the case and you're a straight white man yeah so, so how, how yeah. did you feel about like you had you heard the term cultural marxism emmett before no nope, never heard of it never uh, heard of it before really? at all never heard of it I had, uh, th- now this is now not not like just before you asked me to do the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying like maybe more than two years ago. More you had two it. years ago, yeah. I, I'd certainly not heard of it. And I have a friend who is incredibly well versed in all this sort of thing. You know, he said to me one day, "Have you heard about this thing called you know cultural Marxism?" And I, I said, "No." But some of the stuff is like I know where you read that, and I can tell you why it's wrong. And here's the thing: why it's wrong, yeah. change your mind. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people... Whereas could, I, I, can't, I can't do that yet. I'm still... I, there's I'm a still lot of people who are like that. They'll read the thing and go, that's my it? thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. my thing. I'm going to fucking... Yeah. And, and Jordan Peterson and the 12 Rules for Life and all this kind of stuff, yeah. th- that's putting out stuff that goes, yeah, clean your mm. fucking room. Clean your room, mm. yes. Clean your fucking room, mm-hmm. you stupid lobster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, antidepressants work on lobsters. <laughs> but yeah. it, just, it just seems like there's a lot of rhetoric 
mm-hmm. on both sides. Mm-hmm. And there, there, there are people from the left who are using, I get thought experiments and theorems that are 60, 70 years old that have been reconstituted for the modern day. They're using really exclusionary language and very organization or very uh, institution specific language, right? Uh, lots of isms and Some lots people, of. Yeah, on the, on the left. Well, I mean, the people who are talking on behalf of the left in the public sphere. So mm-hmm. people who are debating, people who have uh, YouTube channels, people who are teaching other people mm. are teaching them this stuff. You, you're talking about identity politics associated left. Isms. What, like there'll be, be people on the left stuff who about multiculturalism, who stuff don't about global like politics. Identity politics. You know, yeah. you'd have trade unionists in Ireland. Sure. Trade unionists in Ireland, I suppose, would be the equivalent of what they call Bernie Bros or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Brotalists. I mean, there'd be guys who who have absolutely no time for identity politics and believe that their politics were, um, you know, kind of sacrificed at the altar of identity politics. So they they classical would, liberals. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. so they're liberal. They would they would view people who espouse identity politics as their only politics as liberals and not really on the left but somehow society's moved so far to the right that that's now the radical left and so where are these guys who are like trade unionists and all this kind of thing and they're further they're i don't know where they belong on the spectrum but they're they're gone, they're gone to the more mark. center yeah and this is the phenomenon of the it's, overton window yeah. which is this window that that goes up and down the scale of accepted yeah, yeah, views yeah. and accepted talking points mm. where alt left being like Mm. crazy multicolored painted unicorn transgender black mm. disabled jewish people mm-hmm. and then on the right hand side you're talking about like tiki torch handling mm. like orange skin white yeah. cloak wearing, wearing yeah. fucking every, every know, time i take one of KKK those lads there's always a test that will pop up on on some sort of social media platform where do you lie, where, scale? Where, do you oh, lie? Yeah. where do you lie yeah. and every time i take it i'm slap bang in the center i'm like oh, oh man I, i'm uh, actually i'm actually like slightly left of center when i do those um the, uh, what's this uh i side with.com is one of the ones you do and i came up around the election time mm. and, and jill stein was my girl every time i took it was fucking Jill Stein in the Greens, and I'm like, oh, oh no, I thought she was a libertarian. No, no, that was the she, other guy. she's she's green. Yeah, it's uh, like, oh, yeah, I'm left libertarian. I would have thought it was, I thought it was a bit more right than that. <laughs> yeah. Shit, but yeah. it, like, because I'm all about like healthcare and uh, uh, like Center, I, I, centrist, yeah. left leaning uh, me, yeah, pretty much. I and think. I think that's a totally totally normal and and I, that's and what it feels like. It just be, it yeah. feels normal. That sort of everyone uh, should be happy. Everyone should be healthy. Everyone should not have to worry about getting an injury yeah. and then they're losing their house. Yeah. Everybody yeah. should be able to have the opportunity to get a job, yeah. Yeah. but not be compelled to uh, hire someone that they don't want to hire if they own a business or, or oh, have oh, yeah. a job. No, you, you are hired because you're um, you're qualified for the yeah, job. Meritocracy. You've got the skills. Yeah, you should, you should not be discriminated against based on your gender, your race, your religion, or your sexuality. Even in a positive way. Even in a positive way, yeah. you shouldn't get a job over a straight person just because you're mm. fla- you're fabulous, mm. right? Unless obviously it's, being fabulous is part of the job. Yeah, if you're, if you're straight people can z snap too, you know. <laughs> if you're auditioning for one of the guys on Queer Eye, you're probably going to have to fit out the job description. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it just and I love that show by the way. It gives me life. It gives me <laughs> I life. Love queer. I cannot wait for the I second season. It. I'm going to watch it. Claire's on the Camino at the moment, so she's away. When she comes back, we'll be like right. Yeah. Wow, so you're, <laughs> you're queer partner's eye. in a foreign country and this is your idea of sneaky porn. That and um, The Handmaid's Tale, which we'll talk about later oh on as God, well. I, I'm not allowed to watch those now. I'm, that, every time I see a trailer for that, I'm like, oh God, will I ever watch that show? Yeah. Probably, it just looks horrible. It's it like, looks it's like 60s Ireland, though. It's fairly well, close. It's like, not far away. Not far away. 
Wow. Written by Margaret Atwood in the late 70s. Yeah. And never made more into relevant. a movie in the yeah. 80s with Miranda Richardson. Really? Yeah, you can you can get it all in one succinct movie. But the second season that was gone on. And, and seven Miranda Richardson. They're after writing extra stuff. And Margaret Atwood is the script supervisor and ah, she's helping ah, to, ah. to produce like it. So George like George R. Martin. It's her thing, yeah. You should, you should, if you haven't watched it, folks, you should get onto it. The Handmaid's Tale. We'll talk about it later on. So as we go forward then, we're looking at cultural Marxism, the definitions therein. Mm. But like we're talking about someone who's center, someone who's less of center. I feel I'm I'm right of center, but actually, in fact, I side with dot com says I'm slightly left. So you're talking to three potentially left. moderate, yeah, moderate. leftists, yeah. I guess. Moderate leftists. Just yeah. so we know where we're coming from when I'm going to say some of the shit we're going yeah. to say, because someone look, look how we almost apologetically <laughs> said it. No, sorry, guys. I, hi, I'm Emmett. I'm, I'm moderate left. <laughs> <laughs> Is that okay? Is that okay? <laughs> okay just trigger, Fred. I'm, I'm slightly left. But um, like culture Marxism itself, like as Colette said earlier on, it is a term that's that's used apparently by right wing media to judge the critique of Western civilization by what we now know as uh, the Frankfurt School. Mm. And uh, this frames culture as being imposed by a capitalist or neoliberalist culture and passively consumed by the masses. Now, that's the phrase that struck me, passively consumed yeah. by the masses. Yeah. When I hear that, I just think of the biggest hypnotist in the room. Yeah. Television. Yeah. You are passively just consuming of the masses, and, and, and we have been yeah. doing for decades. And to be honest, the mainstream mm. media movies and yeah, that. mainstream media are putting out these ways of the way life is. Like yeah. whenever you're looking at a fucking TV show that has a de- some some sort of a depiction of how American high school is, yeah, I, I, I'd be almost sure that it's absolutely not that. <laughs> I, I remember yeah. I had a, a friend years ago. I still she's still my friend, obviously, but. Uh, she genuinely came out like in, in her late 20s and said, Do you know what? She said, I was genuinely uh, sold this romantic. She, she was like, yeah. she couldn't wait for the romance, the going up the aisles, the perfect family yeah. and all that because it was sold to her, she said, through television and movies. And she bought it. And one day it just dawned on her that that wasn't really the case. It wasn't that perfect. It was never going to be that perfect. No. no. But she couldn't believe for a person who was... <laughs> Oh, Colette, Colette, no. Colette, Colette went, no. <laughs> wow. We look back at that. Oh, yeah, yeah, the moment when Colette's so heart like, broke. But she just, she just went, she went, I'm a no. smart person. <laughs> yeah. How did I allow myself to get a little mm. brainwashed like that? Yeah. You know? But I, th- I think, look at porn, like big, fat, veiny dicks and oh, bald God. sacks hammering oh. off of fucking. <laughs> like pneumatic drills. Like, pneuma- like meaty pneumatic drills hammering off of vaginas that look like a rat that has escaped out of a drain pipe do you know or it looks prepubescent and and imp- yeah. impossibly immaculate um that is just as toxic for men as rom-coms and stuff like sex in the city are for women mm. because it gives both people an absolutely irredeemably incorrect view mm. of what the other sex want need expect and enjoy, and, and enjoy. Mm-hmm. like entire like there's young lads at 15 doing porn moves and having sex yeah. like at a 45 degree angle yeah because they're, ma- they're making room for the camera <laughs> and you're like no dude just get get up to your nuts and guts like get right in there why have you got your uh, a right hand on your right ass cheek yeah you know mm. like why are you why are you splapping around why are you spanking her ass has she ever asked for that? Did you ever ask? Is that okay to do? Did you? Did yeah, you feel? Yeah. Do you know, like the 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 mentality of consent in young men 
has to be now taught in schools. Mm. And there's a great video that I'll share as well, uh, the cup of tea analogy. So Claire does does this stuff. She, she, she works uh, uh, with young people. And this is a video that she shares often, the cup of tea analogy. So it's like, do, do, you, you know, you ask your, your girlfriend, does she want a cup of tea? And she mm. said, yeah, I love a cup of tea. You make her a cup of tea and she drinks it. If you ask for a cup, you ask, do you want a cup of tea? And she doesn't want one. She said, no, I don't want one. You're not going to go make her one, are you? Mm. And if you do make her one, you're not going to make her drink it. Mm. Or, she, or if she's asleep. I think, I think I've seen Pe- that. People who are asleep don't want a cup of tea. Are yeah. you talking about consent? Yeah. 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 I, I think. I've either seen that video yeah. or I've read the. It's a great yeah. analogy. Great analogy. It's a great analogy. You could do it with anything, but like a hot dog would be a little bit more incendiary <laughs> of an image. But it just seems that like to be able to have to teach young boys that. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. There's no, there's no. <laughs> There's nothing for young girls to go, fucking manage your expectations there, young lady. Mm. Manage your expectations. Don't uh, don't lean out too much. Don't be asking for too much. And I make criticisms of how I perceive females in the world. In, in the past, in my comedy, like was quite misogynistic when I was doing stand-up like years ago because I was only having bad experiences with women. And then I, sometimes I get someone coming up and Coletta said it a few times. Claire said it when we first met. She's like, who are these women and what do they do to you? Yeah. Where do these women exist in real life? And I was like, they fucking exist, man. Tots. Uh, that hoe over there. Like, those women exist in real life. Maybe not in the multitudes, but a person the way I was kind of attracts those people because I was maybe manipulatable or I was vulnerable in some kind of way. And I had somebody to go, hey, you, give me that thing, you know? Likewise for women, you know? As well. You absolutely. Know, there are assholes everywhere. But I know gender. those assholes yeah, who are yeah. men because they're assholes overtly to me. Mm. Yeah, because they don't have to get that now to me, so they're like, oh, "I fucking rolled her up the hole and smell me fingers." Mm. Like, yeah, fellas are like that with fellas, men, mm. women, black, white. There's always that, the possibility it, of an yeah. asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but the, the the other side of it is then you can't expect women to expect that thing that like Emma said, his mate went and went. It's not a fairy tale. It's a fucking shit storm. She couldn't believe it because she she felt that she was genuinely manipulated by years of it, you know. But it's the mass media, it's the liberal media going, this is the way it should be. And over the last while, through news, through TV, through movies, through Mm. comedy, Mm. what's acceptable in comedy? Mm. Like through sketch shows and this kind of stuff. Like Amy Schumer, for all her faults, brought up an awful lot of issues around how society views women and Mm. female sensibilities. And that, we'll talk about later on as well, like, the term male privilege like i didn't believe in it i no. kind of i kind of understand i don't fully ascribe <laughs> to male privilege i'm not like yeah definitely fucking smash the patriarchy but like i understand how you could see the world is built kind of for men or or when you accept the advertising industry the clothes industry the makeup industry you know uh, advertising towards like shopping and groceries advertising towards uh, image uh, hair products, skin products, mm. t- like all parts of capitalistic culture from the time of Bernays is all aimed at women. And yeah. it was used against women to manipulate their sensibilities. And then in a crazy like sex role reversal, they started to use those insecurities and those vulnerabilities against men by first instilling them in men by feminizing them. And then selling them the products that they were selling to women just in a male form. So skin moisturizer, hair moisturizer. Like people are going like, yes, your teeth are shit, oh, yeah. your hair is shit, you're too fat, your clothes are shit, 
your fucking nose hairs there look at your stupid eyebrows sort your fucking beard out mm. sort your arse hair out your cock is too short your cock is the too list long is endless endless but men are now feeling way more vulnerable in the last 20 years than they did for 100 years before that but even when they want to sell them a diet drink though they will call it Pepsi Max yeah, yeah. everything has to have an X in it yeah. or some Mac sort of 3 yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and then Mac 4 and then Mac 5 yeah. and stuff okay, nine that's fine, blades man. yeah it's like you're fucking shaving with like an A4 pad of this bloody balls. Just 95 blades. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I think that m- both people are being equally attacked mm. by this. Profiteering. It is. Yeah. That, uh, Passively consumed media. It, it is. It's, it's money. Profiteering in the end. Yeah. That's mm. it. That's behind all of it. The oppo- needs. The opposite of Marxism. Even the ABC mm. sacking of Roseanne. It was like, no, profits will go down. Yeah. No, money, 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 money. But it'll only go down... For the people who weren't watching the show anyway, because there was no liberals watching that out of that 30 million people, none of them were liberals. Mm. So they weren't going to lose any viewers if they kept it. Or if they were, they were watching it like, (sighs) yeah, Yeah, scoffing maybe. Um, Like uh, Howard Stern. Like the people who hate you, Howard, they're listening twice as much. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, they want to hear what this bastard has to say next. But what do you think about about, like the fact that men are, are being manipulated just as much as women and the mass media is indoctrinating people like? Well, are you talking about in the the selling of products to people? Like in the in the like the, the culture that's being uh, uh, imposed as a, as like a, a neoliberalist culture, um, we're we're passively both sexes and mm-hmm. all races are consuming this on mass. Mm-hmm. Like neoliberalism is the method of control du jour, mm-hmm. and we're all going along with it because we believe the shit that's in you know, on, on the television, in the internet. Like, do you yeah. do you watch ads and go, I need that thing? Oh, absolutely, I do. And and you know what? Like, I used to live in Japan and they used to have hand... Oh, shit. Hand, yeah, for four years. And they had hand cream for fat fingers. I mean, you're getting right To down, lose weight on your fingers. Your, they had cookies to increase the size of your breasts. They had little pipe cleaners for cleaning your ear holes where you put your earrings. I mean, where does where does it end? Wow, how many that's things, how that's many things do I need? There. Yeah, like these just... companies are going to the nth degree to to part you from your money. And what I've done actually is, I just I don't buy magazines. I haven't bought them for ten years because they just make me feel bad. And then I flip the page in, and in see what, what I can buy. In what way? Well, I mean, because we very rarely get a lady's perspective. They, on. Well, these are those conspiracy guys. Conspiracy mm. guys. And I'm going to change it for this show. It's those conspiracy people. people. <laughs> Thank you very we much. We identify as those conspiracy people, <laughs> <laughs> and our pronouns and are Zim they. and Zonk. Oh. Uh, uh, so yeah, like when you're looking at a magazine, I, how do you feel like? I'd say it's the same way guys feel when they flip through a magazine. Like you're presented with all these ideals, like you David Beckham with his washboard stomach and all the women are fawning over him. And it's the same for like these ideals of womanhood and, and you're presented with these beautiful, like impossibly thin women. Um, and then the next page, they go through a woman's fridge and they pick out all the things that are good and the things that are bad and they mark her out of 10. You know what I mean? And, and so like you're constantly... That's so crit- depressing. You know, I don't look at these depressing. magazines ever. Neither, so no, I've never looked you know? at them. And, and, and just picks, picks women apart, just like I think some... Maybe men's magazines are less... I don't know, probably less obvious than women's, but... I, as far as I understand from women's magazines, though, yeah. is, is there not like an element of self-flagellation, but also of like encouraged scorn? Oh, where yeah. where they'll go like you hate yourself flip the page now hate this bitch yeah well look it, at the flat look she's at the award ceremony but look at the flab we caught a sneaky picture of you know adele's back fat oh those those yeah. uh, magazines they're just low rent low crap. my lord yeah. take a break give me a break yes. chat but, but, all of that crap. people buy them like cellulite in shots multitudes and, i know and they're like 
Oh yeah, I'm looking at her fucking look at you can see I her flaps. I feel better about myself now. Uh, yeah, yeah. But then on the next page, tried it. it's it's giving you the yeah the dig yeah. as well. So you, you feel shit, yeah. and then those other people on the magazine feel shit because you feel good for you know. Well, it's like kind of, of you know women. split women up. You know what I mean? Like make them make them at each other's throats, and then they're not going to be kind of you know bigging each other up. But I think we, women are moving away from that now, and they're moving more towards. Hang on, this is actually nonsense, and this yeah. is just trying to sell me something, and I'm not mm. listening to it anymore. It's actually bullshit. So with that in mind, <laughs> because I wanted you to go there. Yeah, yeah, with that in mind, yeah. do you think that for the longest time, women have been quote unquote under control because of those kind of intersectional splits and the self-loathing and the self-hatred and the subjugation of who they are essentially and fundamentally as people from mainstream media magazines tv movies all Mm. that kind of stuff that they've been kept down by this imaginary well not imaginary but this uh 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 uh, ineffable patriarchy what i would say do you not think that well what i would say is that now men are suffering from that and are being put down in that same way and women are rising up against it and marching and doing all this stuff. But men are being subjected to this belittling and subjugation and the boils and cancerous polyps that are popping up because of that inner turmoil and inner disease. They're popping up in, in young lads in school shootings. They're mm. popping up in communities like incels who are advocating sexual violence against women. They're mm. popping up in, uh, you know, uh, rape gangs and mm-hmm. uh, uh, lads killing themselves mm. and uh, you know, middle-aged men fucking murder suicide in their whole family. Mm-hmm. Like that's happening now because, you know, when women, when women feel, no, not because of feminism, because of mainstream media using the tools that they used on women that women are now fighting back at, <sighs> men are being put under this kind of pressures as well as having the old classical, like you got to provide for your family and bring home the bacon and do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And as well, they're being told by mainstream media that, and by women that men ain't nothing but shit. Mm-hmm. Well, let's look at mainstream media and ownership, okay? So in the United States, they don't really have public ownership. They've been, what is it, NP, whatever, radio. I don't know. NPR, yeah. NPR NPR, radio, which is very marginal. It isn't really looked at. So they they don't have, there's, if you, mainstream media is owned by corporations. What do corporations exist to do? Increase profits. So how do I increase profits? Create needs. So it's not about like some sort of overarching ideology. If anything, the ideology is profit. So profit is going to, it, it, it's indiscriminate it's going to look at you and it's going to look at me and it's going to try and make money off of, of both of us and and that's what it's trying to do so i don't think that these these things have come up in cells etc in the opposition of women's uh liberation or women trying to to forward themselves i think it's always existed it's, it's um, coincidentally it, synonymous with women fighting back life is it's getting now harder. showing that men are kind of behind in that fight because women have been battling this stuff for yeah. 60 70 years yeah. since mm-hmm. since the time of like the war and it's all like get out and fight while your men are in germany you get out and do your thing and be rosie know, the riveter fireman yeah rosie the riveter like let's get out and fucking uh, a league of their own and all that kind of stuff so since then women have been put into that place where you're like oh you like your gams are not skinny enough there sweetheart to wear my brand new <laughs> uh, uh, nylon stockings. Yeah, sheer, sheer stockings. So maybe with the women rising up against their folks and on the men to make more money off the men. And putting more pressure on the men. But I think that there's a lot of bad talk about men in general as a general group. By who? By mainstream media, which predominantly is supporting the left and supporting 
liberal politics. I think because you're pro something doesn't mean you're anti everything else. So if you're being pro female and introducing women to the sphere of the media and you're st- if you are sensitive to seeing a lot more women or people of different colours in the media, maybe it's because they weren't there before. Maybe you're noticing it because it didn't exist before. And if you're offended or upset by that, well, maybe you should look to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that actually, you know, women being in the media is an offence to men. If you see that as an offence, if you're, if you're taking it as she's taken my place, well, maybe you need to look to yourself. Nobody is actually attacking men. The people who are attacking them, I mean, take them with a pinch of salt. There's idiots everywhere. Mm. But I think what equality, we, we have more space to work together towards equality. I know men have a lot of issues. And in Ireland, for, say, for example, there's suicide rates. There's, you know, inequality of men getting access to their children after divorce and stuff like that. Now, how can that be explained? We have 77% of TDs in Airdal are men and that's actually at its lowest because prior to that it was you know women's women's representation is 23 percent. that's 40 40 percent up onto the 2007 election why weren't they where was the solidarity for men then in the decades when we were a majority when when there was a majority there still is a majority 77 percent men tds where's solidarity there why didn't they bring in legislation that helped men when they're when they're going to course try and get access to their kids 83 percent of judges were men up until the late 90s why weren't they advocating why weren't why weren't they giving men access to their children why weren't they providing mental health you know structures that that could assist men you know this this bothers me just as much as as it bothers men Mm, but to frame it in the context of feminism as as if to shut down feminism that's where the issue for me arises and that's where the arguments of cultural marxism grab on yeah because that's what they use yeah are those arguments that i put forward going this and this and this and this Mm. they're all cultural marxist arguments to detract from feminism in order to bolster mm. masculinity. Or if you're not used to seeing ethnic diversity or gender mm. equality, is it just because, you know, it wasn't there before, like you said? Yeah. And again, the generation of the kids going to school with each other from different cultural backgrounds yeah. will grow up and go, what the hell were you talking about? This is just the norm, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, it, and, it, and people can see that in a negative way because some people say, yeah, well, what you're saying is, you just want the, this generation of old white guys to fuck off and die so we can move on. But it seems that there is that push against men, an active push against male, pale and stale. There's a, there's a, there, there's a, a talk going on in Ireland is, is, in the next while. How about put, yeah, McGill. Oh, right, okay. uh, and there's this, like it's, um, what was it, 91% men are speaking at it? And it's a financial summit or whatever. And I see, like, I, I don't even follow McGill. I follow nothing to do with it. And yet this shit is all over my feed because people are sharing it. People I know who are left-leaning are sharing it going, yeah, pale, male and stale. Let's get a, a yeah. proper, accurate representation of, of women at this seminar or whatever. And I'm going, okay, I get it. But also, why pale, male and stale? Why are you after old white men and why do they have to go? Why, why you know? I understand you have to make room for the. There's a whole thing about radio representation. Yeah. Uh, there was only maybe like two uh, female uh, radio hosts in Ireland yes. in the prime time slots there at the end of last year, and then um, uh, George mm-hmm. Hook yeah. said some shit about you know rape, yeah. rape and a, like a woman like she was looking for it, she was yeah. asking for it, and he he ended up having to leave, and then they, they, he was replaced by a woman, and there was this whole big you know uh, uh, applause, mm-hmm. and it was. You know, we, we toppled, we toppled a, a ch- big chunk of the patriarchy. In the shape of George Hook. Yeah. Like it, it was celebrated. It was celebrated when George Hook got fired. And yeah, for all that he was and all that he is and all that he says, mm. like the things that he said, are they worth firing over? Probably not. Are they, are they wrong morally? Yeah. 
Mm. Are they are they wrong? Like, yeah, is the concept that he's coming up with is that incorrect? Uh, I, I I don't I don't know. I don't think yeah. so. Is it the ramblings of a misogynistic? Like, yes. is it just an old, <laughs> uh, just an uh, old, old man or dinosaur? Yeah, yeah. He I mean, has his audience, and there's obviously people who want to, who agree with him. News talk is generally very right wing, so I don't know, understand yeah. why people are so surprised by that. Because the people who are listening to his show agree majority with, with what he says. Yeah. Um. Does should he have been fired? I mean, I don't know. It shutting him down gives kind of gives credence to the fact that people are just deplatforming, as they say. Yeah, that's people with any opinion who who doesn't have the same opinion as theirs, and I think that that's dangerous to do because it drives them underground. It gives them a victim mentality. It gives them something to point at to say, "Look, these guys are trying to shut us down because what we're saying is valid," and they're scared by it. And that's not why. It's because it's offensive or whatever, you know. And I I I think that that's a slippery slope then to go down. So you don't think there's there's any sort of a, an unwarranted attack on masculinity going on with this? Because we talk about it in more detail now. I'm just trying it, to get a feel. I think for people it. are confusing women looking for for you know certain rights with it taken from the table of men. That that that's what I need to catch on to. That kernel we need to explore later yes, on. Yes, it's taken from because the there's a lot of people that think that. Yeah. No, yeah, equality, not the suppression of the other sex because yeah. it's about time. But there's an equality awful lot the of videos that I'm watching online yeah. of people I, who support uh, feminism and who support LGBT rights who are on the left mm. who are like, kill Donald Trump. Yep. I K- see it. Kill all white men. Mm. White men don't exist for me. I, white straight men, I like I'm not white, I'm not straight and I'm either a gay or a woman. So white straight men I don't want them even existing in my universe. So I don't what? want them in my sphere of experience. And there's so, so, so many That's very sad. online, yeah. on videos, who are producing media, who are doing interviews, who are being interviewed, who are just like, we don't need men. Mm. Let's out of society. Like some Amazonian thing where they're like, you know, put them out. If you're white, you cannot talk. If you're male and white, you definitely cannot talk. And it's this like, I know the term reverse racism doesn't exist because they've mm. changed the terms of racism. We talk about that later too, but it's like you're not allowed to criticize your own silencing. So mm. I think there is something there and it could be a very, very small, <laughs> very, very small cohort of that political that, ideology. That's what, that's that's what I wanted to know. Is, it, is how it just me is it? searching for that? Because I'm searching for that stuff it, for shows like this or to, to be in that conspiracy and kind of mind. If you search for it, you'll find it. Yeah. And if you, if you only search for that and ignore yeah. everything else, then that becomes your entire reality. Exactly. You don't go yeah. out there and meet some real women who are like, yeah, sure, just take it out and I'll touch it. Do you feel <laughs> yourself personally, do you feel like you are, you know, under, under attack in some way? I don't feel that, but I feel as a conspiracy theorist, if I mention something like cultural Marxism, I get spanked. I get mocked and then spanked. Just online. by mentioning it, whether by, you disagree by, with it or not. By arguing against the points that I think that we're going to go through now, yeah. the points of... of, of you know, liberal politics that I don't believe are valid. Mm-hmm. And I'm all for equality, but I'm for equality and meritocracy. I'm not for like, you know, people getting something just because they've been part of a victim group that was like made up uh, uh, because of societal norms or out of societal norms, like some kind of weird caste system that now because of liberal media pressure, those people have got a, like a leg up in society. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Well, you, you, I don't like We're going to get into this because I want to yeah. talk about equality of opportunity versus equality of outcome. We do, we do um, that I know we're going to yeah. do that and that kind of links back to what you said but yeah, no, I, I see where you're coming from but yeah, there is... I don't, feel, I don't feel the need, right, to... I watched the new Deadpool 2, right? Yeah. 
and your one Negasonic teenage warhead turned out to be gay mm. in the mm. movie. And she had a Japanese girlfriend. <laughs> like, totally superfluous to the script. Yeah. Made for a couple of little jokes where uh, Ryan Reynolds would go, Bye, Yuki. Hi, Yuki. <laughs> you just kept saying like, that. Hi. Right? Even when he... Yeah. And your one was, like, giving hugs. She was at the start, giving a hug and a kiss. At the end, in the balcony, they were giving a hug and a kiss. And it was completely superfluous to the script, to the story. Like, it seemed like uh, an SJW... You know, salute to sexual sexuality diversity or whatever mm-hmm. that you just had to have it in there for no reason, and it didn't actually serve a function. Mm. I know what you mean in yeah. any way, yeah. mm. but they just wanted to have a box ticked, like yeah, LGBTQ, A A I A P two A P P plus tick box ticked. Like we don't we we've covered contrived. that thing. Not so supposed. It seemed very contrived. Yeah. It seemed very artificial and unnecessary. Yeah, but I didn't want to go online and go and your one's gay. Why the fucking blah blah? Loads of people did feel the need to do that, mm-hmm. and this this underrepresentation for so long mm-hmm. is now being over recalibrated. overzealously recalibrated, yeah. overzealously overrepresented, and being there's SJW shit being slammed into everything. In. You see it in a yeah, movie, no and you go, oh, or the fe- yeah. we'll talk about female remakes now in a minute, like the Trust female Mr. remakes of stuff mm. for no reason. Oceans, no Oceans 8 uh, uh, came out and people are reviewing it and reviewing it well. But then, of course, the other day they said, Yo, why do the reviewers have to be men? It was like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you just give me five minutes? I need to get some air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. That's, that, that's, that's the thing that, yeah, that, was, yeah. that came out the other day. That was, question was raised. Yeah. But, but why why you have to go do it? Why not just write a new movie on a yeah. new thing, a new franchise? Like yeah. make up something great. I actually agree with you on that. I, I find it a little bit kind of. I internally groan when I see like this remake of a. Ma- I don't think it's feminism. I don't think it's anything to do with feminism. I know we're trying to gain, like women are trying to gain back some representation in the media and in movies. Yeah. But we don't do that by replicating men. We do that by doing our own thing mm. and by creating yeah, their own. Absolutely. You know? we're doing our own thing. I don't have to, you know. Because these are good enough to be able to do your own thing, but you're not going to do it and have men like it as much as women because you're going to do it with women's sensibilities. You, did, you didn't go through your whole life going, you know, you had favourite actresses. Even yeah. as a kid, yeah. you'd watch the, the Bionic Woman and yeah. you'd watch Wonder Woman and you had a favourite actress, you had a favourite comedian, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you, had, you had all that. Yeah. You didn't all of a sudden go, oh, right, you're pretty good at some stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. If that is the case, that's incredibly sad. Like that woman yeah. who played Mrs. Doubtfire. She was brilliant. <laughs> oh, that accent was incredible. Brilliant. Gender yeah. appropriation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, it just... Yeah, it, there you go, see? There's a lot, lots of these things you just won't get, won't get made I'm going to create that one. I don't know if it's a thing. Yeah, well, that's a good new meme <laughs> from Clay. But I, I, ju- I just think... I just Oh, gender misappropriation. <laughs> <laughs> My boobs are on fire. <laughs> but it just seems that, like... I don't know. It, it, it gets very complicated and there is so much... It's so deep and it's so thick that you're like... <laughs> you sifting through the And once shit. you get into it, then you're yeah. like... Oh, 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 like you can't... You, can't. You, you can see the shoehorning in by, again, as you yeah. say, by a corporation, by... So and, its, and its sponsors and all that because they're oh, like, yeah. it will affect our profits. Cool. So we look, have look to put that in there. Tale. Look at the fucking Handmaid's Tale. Mm. Written by a woman. Mm. Most of the episodes directed by a man and a woman together. Mm. Starring a woman who is amazing. Oh, yeah. Right? There's no need for... Mm. Mm. 
The shoehorning. There's no need for shoehorning. The fucking shit is in it's the not fabric natural. of yeah, the script. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. in it already. Yeah. If you're going to remake stuff, go back and make shit like that. Another Margaret Atwood book that was made into a miniseries, Elias Grace. Mm. Or Alias Grace, whatever you want to call it. I saw it as Alias mm. Grace. It was yeah. Alias yeah, Grace. Yeah. Like, amazing. Yeah. What an amazing uh, 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 eight-part series. Like, amazing story. And it's all about her and mm. her power as a powerful sexual woman. being, a yeah. powerful or, or, woman. Or God, God, Godless on Netflix, Western series. True, actually, purely uh, female town, town because yeah. uh, all the men. Godless, got, is that yes, what's called? Yes, yes, nine part. Every episode is like a mini movie. It's yeah. great, really, yeah. really good. Like, there's no and need you don't, you're to not sitting there going. It creates remake. resentment as well. It does. It, Ghostbusters I, had, had that, that trailer had the most <laughs> downvotes of any YouTube video of ever. Yeah, of ever. Yeah, on YouTube. That was crazy. I just wanted to stand up and go, will you stop fighting over <laughs> Ghostbusters? Yeah. What is the matter with you? Yeah, what yeah. is happening to us? Me and Claire watched it. Yeah. And I was like, I'd really love for this to be good. And it was awful. Yeah, mm. I've heard it was awful. It was I didn't, really I actually not actually good. Didn't like, it, yeah. Yeah. As a movie standing on its own, not good at all. Yeah. No. I, mean, I don't George, like Leslie Jones, you know. George Miller drink, got, got a, a writer in to re- remake Mad Max. Yeah. And uh, she specifically said, I'm putting a feminist twist on this line. I'm going to be really like, it's going to be... Furiosa. Um, yeah. Furiosa and uh, all, all the, the, the kept women, as it were. Yeah. But, but Charlize Theron was brilliant in that, and it turned out to be a brilliant movie. Yeah. yeah so... Incredible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's no need for artificially shoehorning so in those right, things. On a political spectrum, though, as well, didn't Justin Trudeau just say, right, it's going to be 50-50 in my cabinet, and that's it? And he said yeah, to Leo, and, the reason was, and he said to Leo, I advise you to do the same. Yeah. I advise you to do the same because it's politically expedient. Yeah. It was like, okay, everybody everybody qualified to do the job. Everybody is the best they can be at that, 50-50. Wow, that's amazing. We need to get women in at the grassroots first. I mean, we, women need to be encouraged yeah. into, this, into this life. And then when you have a pool of women to pick from, and, and you know what I mean? Women need to put themselves forward but, as well, It's not going to happen this year or next year. Like that's the problem that everybody wants that instant gratification. They want a 50-50 cabinet now. Mm-hmm. I, but there I, isn't the people to do that in six, seven years when there's some girls who are, you know, in uh, uh, 16, 17 in school now. Yep. Yeah. When they've gone through college, done their political science, did, did some, you know, done some stuff in college, done some activism involved in politics. Mm-hmm. They go up for election. They're like 26, 27. Then they get elected and they start their way up the ladder. Then you're talking about 10 years time, 50-50 of uber qualified people yeah. both men and women we're, we're, we're but still you can't just go out and round up I'm not sure all the men are qualified at the moment no, to be honest with no, you no, no, I'm not sure not. it takes much in Ireland to, to be a TD it just takes a few opinions and maybe a, still, a flat it's still going to take time and a few bob we're, yeah, still, a few bob. we're still at a stage where uh, a, 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 a black guard maybe remember the guard of Shia Khan makes the news and yeah. people are talking about it going wow did you see that just yeah. two Chinese ones and a black one <laughs> that's right <laughs> that's exactly it I and mean, yeah. we were still at that stage in 2018 so yeah it's it's trickle 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 but it'll get there again I, I remember that generation the, that we talked about earlier grow up I remember um, doing the joke about that years ago on stand up about the, the the first Chinese guards and I was like is that like an exchange program is there a lad from like you know wandering around Beijing yeah, like, is a lad from Gort <laughs> wandering around Hong Kong going jeez jeez pure shiny around here the lads are all real fat they're running around real fast I can't tell the difference between any major pull that bicycle over to the other side <laughs> Where'd you get that bicycle? Can you, can you see cycling around there with that uh, anti-pollution mask on your face? Hmm? Huh? I've never seen nothing like it. Take the thing off when I'm talking to you. Take it off when I'm talking to you. What do you mean? I couldn't see your indicator because of the smog. Where are you heading now? Huh? Where are you coming from? What's the, where are you coming from now? I can't understand you. Pull the vehicle you. over. Yeah, yeah. 
but it just it just like, this is a forbidden city what are you doing here <laughs> for, for Ireland to have to have those things on the news it's a little bit kind of, um, I feel a little bit embarrassed I'm like it, oh, it's crazy it was I saw it in print I believe yeah, yeah. Now, I saw it it was You're just like, a picture but it was like hey look check lads, it out like, oh my god you're so yeah. diverse crazy <laughs> sorry Max is probably like uh, I really didn't want to be singled out like that so thanks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now everyone, everyone's going to fucking know me hey it's you <laughs> my Instagram following has gone through the roof <laughs> Um, so yeah, back to cultural Marxism. So like cultural Marxism itself, we're going to talk about it now and get down to it, right? Um, cultural Marxism is the framework of traditional Marxism that's reconstituted from economic terms into cultural terms. So we all know Marxism is the birth ideology for socialism and communism. Uh, and cultural Marxism is also used uh, in a derogatory way to label modern progressive people as communist or socialist. And to be honest, some of the stuff that's online, people who are out protesting, who claim to be leftists, claim to be progressives, mm-hmm. They're all about that fucking communism. They're all about the hammer and sickle, waving the red flag, pictures of Lenin, going, I want the socialist utopia in America. I want Bernie to make, like, uh, you know, uh, democratic socialism, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, universal healthcare, universal wage, like, you know, free education. We want that. Without the fear of House (laughs) Un-American activities coming up again. It it always seems to be people who are, like, under 25 who think that's the perfect way to live. And I myself probably at in my early twenties were like, "Do you want to be great? Everything, and do you know how much I'd like to pay? Nothing, because I don't want to do that. Only small it's cash." C- Citizen Smith. Do you know it seems it seems like a great thing until you get it. Do you know Venezuela like eating out of bins? Oh, that's such an obvious though. But choice. it is though. It but is. You can you can put degree. you like, can put you know socialism I mean? in a functional society, but you're not going to be able to overthrow a neoliberalist government. And install a socialist, uh, uh, a socialist operating paradigm, and have it function properly, and have industry still work, and have labor unions still work properly, and have hospitals and schools and all that shit still work properly, because the frameworks, the money, the the money flow, the, like the currency will collapse, everything will collapse, and it seems that leftism, progressivism, communism, nihilism, all of those things now are smushed together into what conspiracy theorists and others call cultural Marxism because Marxism by the time the 40s came around even 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 earlier but like by the late 40s everyone knew like yeah um, Marxism is really shit it actually doesn't work can't work um, because a lot of like human nature does? is built on greed so unless everyone is, is like pure I don't mm. think it is I don't think human nature is I see people as inherently good and I know Marx, Marxism, I don't know much about it, to be honest with you, but I know historically um, it's been quite extreme, as has Nazism. I don't know. There's extremes on both sides, which are... Well, have Nazism been pretty bad. is national but socialism from be, an authoritarian well, hang on, point socialism, of view. Socialism, you could only point to it socialism as part of a nationalization program. It nationalized some of what it was doing. Which yeah. resembles socialism, but yes. actually has nothing connected to it's socialism It's authoritarian socialism, though. It's like, we'll pay it for everything, but you do as you're fucking to told. It was, it, all it did was That's try to build up its own race as a part of a nationalist regime so that they could create one Aryan race. It was nothing to do with actual socialism. It may have... It had socialized it may, elements, It had though. socialized elements, yeah. but that doesn't, call it, that doesn't mean it's socialism. The socialized elements were part of a nationalization program, which is inherently right-wing. So they call themselves, just like the DPRK is a democratic <laughs> People's Republic of Korea. 
if you have democratic nor for the people so if you have to put that name in the title we all know it's not it's not a real thing so you think that you know the nationalism will piggyback on 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 a socialist agenda i think i think it's easier to control everybody if you control everything that everybody uses so transport everyone has to drive the same type of car you know, everybody gets the same treatment in everyone hospitals. Has the same haircut. Same haircut, like mouse suits, you know, ladder cars. That's a it's scary same, nth degree kind of a but it wor- proposition. It, it, it happened you know in Russia I mean? for 70 it years happen, and it was but totally I think we've fine. Moved beyond that. Like, Apart I think from all the millions of dead people. Like. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we've moved beyond that. I think we ju- there needs to be a recalibration. We've seen, like, since the crash in 2018 that what we've been doing doesn't work. And that it's actually, it, it's a fallacy. Like, you know, the, I obviously, as I said to you guys earlier, I worked in banking. I tell you, there are people there who are like they're absolute scoundrels, and they're still running. But the they're show. amoral. They are. They are. Amoral. They're greedy, right? They, and it's run on greed, and this is what we're still espousing for. We need to look at an alternative way of doing things. And are, yeah, are, can I, I just want to show a flawed system. Are most of those dudes that you worked with are they dudes? Are they men? No, there was a lot of women as well. A lot of unscrupulous women. Well, you know, when you bring money into it, people become unscrupulous. Some people do become unscrupulous and they get drawn to certain kind of industries, I suppose, that are unscrupulous and, and play to their a, personalities. It's a 50-50 thing then. It's not, it's not like... The men were in power, I'll it, say yeah, that way. That's what I the was The men asking. were in the senior positions making the decisions. Now, I worked for a very conservative Making the decisions bank. and pushing stuff under the table and allowing shit to happen. I mean, right? I don't know. I worked in a very yeah. conservative bank, but I know, we all know your man, what's his name, Dunn or... Dre David yeah. Drum. Drum. So he's he's been prosecuted. The first Irish banker to be prosecuted this week after ten years. After yeah. ten years, and it took it, that guy did so much shit that yeah. could only, you know, lasso him in from the mm. states and and put this guy away. But it took that one guy mm. to do all that shit. You go, all right, all right, maybe maybe that's not cool. Yeah. Everyone else just got a, a little spank. Yeah. And well, we all, um, that's the other thing. And you, as you say, that that needs to change. Like, yeah. Because when I'm looking at myself here, like, you know, mea culpa, we all went, you know, fuck, bastards. Yeah. That's all we did. Yes. And we went, what? We had to pay all that back? Well, all right, fine. But that's not happening again, man. Finger, finger, yeah. wa- finger wagging. We finger wagging. And then, mm-hmm. you know. And if Twitter oh, was around at the time, again, we would have been all the like, generation hey. coming up are going, we, yeah. oh, who, what? What happened Why? to you guys? When did you lose your balls? Like, Yeah. But, but what I'm saying is, like, that industry similar to what we talked about with Rob before on our show, like 2% of the population are psychopaths and it, it just so happens that a lot of the CEOs and a lot of the mm-hmm. people in positions of power have that psychopathic tendencies. Mm-hmm. Are they there because it appeals to their personality of psychopathy or are they there because psychopathy lends to that type of authoritarian success? So when you're talking about national socialism or communist socialism, like I don't really see a massive amount of difference in the, the ideologies of those on paper because it's still taking advantage of the people one way or the other. With national socialism, you're imbuing the people with a sense of national pride and you're working towards the country's unification uh, and socialization. And then with communist socialism, you're going, uh, everybody, you're working for yourselves and each other. And, and they're instead of faith in religion and faith in... Uh, national country and flag yeah because they couldn't really take over how many how many countries were in the soviet union 20 something mm-hmm. like they couldn't take over 20 something countries and have all of those different identities of of people different languages different religions that were abandoned like you're talking about azerbaijan turkmenistan kyrgyzstan uh, tajikistan like those all the stands, uzbekistan all the stands <laughs> then you're talking about on the east Georgia. on the east side you're talking about like 
you know, uh, uh, parts of Mongolia, Tatar, like mm. all of those. Go- and then on the on the the western coast, and you're talking about the Baltics, like Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, all into Poland and all of those. Like all of those countries had their own original languages, original cultures, original religions, original mythologies and and uh, c- cultural identities, country nationalist identities. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't expect those countries to abandon that nationalism yeah. and fight for their country of the USSR because it wasn't a country. So mm-hmm. they had to just control the people in a different way by putting the, ha- the power in their hands. Whereas in Germany, it was like, you fight for Germany, for the motherland. This is one country. We will unify everyone and we are the best. And the everyone area, in Germany right? was like, yeah, we are. Mm. But they still put it on to race. They still put it on to you personally, everybody together for each other and yourselves. Mm. Socialism. Do it. Because it, everyone will work as hard as they're able to work for themselves. But when you're working for somebody else, you'll do as little as you can. Unless you're getting these other types of things like job satisfaction and job recognition and a raise every year and all these kind of things. If you were just like forced labor, you're only going to do what you're going to be able to get away with without getting a whip on the back. Yeah. And that's human nature. Undeniable human nature. Mm. We've seen it again Both and again. Both were totalitarian like, regimes though. And I think leftism, if left to take over, you know, media and uh, 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 industry and government and politics and all I these think things, given the way it things will things be are totalitarian. That's highly unlikely. That's how, I mean, the biggest threat now is the juxtaposition of ISIS against the, uh, you know, very stringently right wing conservatives in America. And, and that's the more likely it extrapolated to a tenth degree totalitarianism that's going to come in. The, the fact that the, the left has been um, lauded as the big threat is a nonsense. And it's only to distract from what's actually happened in reality. If we look at it right in front of us right now, this is what's happening. ISIS and and um, far right wing ideologues. They are the ones that are in power, that are shaping things. Um, and the fallout of that we're all seeing is increasing immigration, which they also give out about, which is their own fault. They're co- I mean, America is in part responsible for what's happening in Syria, which is creating a huge influx of people into Europe, which they give out about then, but they won't take responsibility for. So, you know, where does it end? You know, these are the real things that are happening right now. So diverting attention away from people looking for um, a recalibration so that they can live a more, uh, live life with a bit of dignity. I mean, it's just preposterous, you know, if you ask me asking for asking for, you know, adequate health care, access to housing um, access to education, education is, is being propped, is being held up as some sort of thin end of the wedge to bring in full communism is a farce, an yeah. absolute farce when we're presented with what's actually happening in the world. So those people who are talking like that. I have like I feel like I've no time for them because they're just ta- they're talking out their arse. But you can see how it can be conflated that way, because it's the like you said. If you're it's mentally ill, it's the foot Ill. in the door to keep it open. But but in that, be, if you're mentally ill, so as we as we go on now to see, yeah, the Frankfurt School held up nationalism, country pride, all of those, mm-hmm. uh, 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 you know, anti-socialist uh, political viewpoints. They held up nationalism as a mental disorder. You shouldn't be proud of your country. Um, like you, you who even are said this they? Like who are the they? Frankfurt School? So we get into oh it yeah then. yeah sorry the Frankfurt School. So right. the, the the cultural Marxist claim is that left wing liberal lunatics have infiltrated mainstream media as we talked about and are indoctrinating the population to this socialist operation of culture using tools to silence criticism and divide people into small intersectional groups to be better able to manipulate them like they did in Soviet Russia in an authoritarian society, made people police each other. In Germany, you had the Gestapo, which were uh, like an autocratic, uh, uh, like 
uh, how would you say, idea, ideological police they'd, they'd go around and find out like, oh yeah, what did you write in that paper? Or I see you're releasing that thing. Did you write that article in that thing? Right, you're coming with no, us. After the war, you had your Stasi. Yeah, yeah, the Stasi and all of these guys, SS and, and these kind of uh, uh, control groups within that political ideology. Divide and conquer. That would smash your rebellions, smash all this kind of, obviously it didn't succeed. Like, But in Russia, what they did was they implanted that fear in everybody else mm. Mm. so if there was someone in your building and he was drinking too much and he was falling around the place outside making a show of himself the building would come together and go come here we don't want this to go any further because we don't want you to bring shame on our on our complex here so i'll tell you what you do you stop fucking drinking or you're out mm. and then if he did have to go they'd all come together and financially support the the, with the woman and the child or whatever that was left over until your man went off and got himself clean and came back and if he was a member of the party, the party would come and bring him away and help him. And if they couldn't help him, who knows what happened to him. Mm. But that's how it was, it was self-policed. So what's happening now is a little bit of both. So there is a, a brigade of uh, uh, liberal media uh, shaming where you're done through righteousness, you're done through shame. If you put up something that's not politically correct, like Roseanne, you'll be hung out to dry publicly. You'll have a public stoning, a flagellation. And if you're online or you're with friends or you say something that's like problematic, your friends will correct you. Or you'll be corrected on Twitter in a light kind of spanking way. Mm. And if it got any big or you dropped an N-bomb or you tweeted a celebrity, a death threat, it's fucking game over, man. You lose your job. They're going, we're going to get you to lose your job. Or if you give the finger to the presidential car as it goes by, that was yeah. it. she lost her job. Lost your job, man. The woman who was riding by on the bike and, it, and she was like, yeah. To Trump? Mm-hmm. To Trump's motorcade. And then she got fired. Right, okay. But because it reflected bad on the company, yeah. and again, profits will be affected. And sorry, sweet, you're gone. Yeah, you're gone. Yeah, but yeah. that's a, that's a, you know, that's how that's how that liber- like if you're a libertarian, like the company did what they wanted the to company, do, just yeah. like ABC protected mm-hmm. its interests. But at the same time, who's controlling the perceptions of what the company does? Like shareholders is all they care about at the end yeah, of the day. But the and shareholders the the day, are being manipulated it. by who? Like it's the public opinion. So the public were going to what? Boycott ABC if they didn't cancel Roseanne? Sure, the people who were watching Roseanne weren't part of the liberal political discourse but they look that were against her. ABC shows. So that's what I'm saying. The pressure they feel now, the left feels that power in social pressure mm-hmm. to manipulate the media to go, I don't want that on the screen anymore, so it's gone. And it's like 1984 in the memory hole. I was, I was arguing with somebody online yesterday because they went... Uh, Chris Hardwick is now part of some uh, uh, sex scandal. Uh, Bill Cosby, mm-hmm. as, we, as we know. I didn't do it. I put the thing in the drink and she drank it when I was sleeping. Something happened in a shit bar. Like, that's canon. We know that shit happened. It's mm-hmm. legacy. It happened. Harvey Weinstein. Like, should their art, should their creations be removed Separate the man from the his art. The separate the ex, 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 a, no, or whatever, whatever that kid's name yeah. is. Got shot in his car. Woody, what's his? Or not Woody. And they're talking about uh, he he fucking battered some young one, and she had to get like a GoFundMe to get a hundred grand to rebuild her face. Right. And they're saying, "Good riddance, he's dead." Fucking drug dealing little cunt. And other people are going, "He was a magnificent artist, and he was going to grow into an amazing person." Uh, and there's this battle online because he got shot and stabbed in his car, and he died. I didn't hear about this. No, Some rapper, like he's a fucking nobody rapper. Like, I don't know him. Obviously, he's quite famous or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's one of these kids with tattoos on his face. And he's like, Oh, I heard him. Right. That, that kind of music, you know? And P. 
people are going mad because they're like, he's a fucking wife beater and he's a he's a woman hater and he's all this and all that. Glad he's dead mm-hmm. and fuck his music. Get him down off of uh, Spotify. Talking about removing R. Kelly from from Spotify and iTunes and all that stuff because he pissed on a young one in a in a video years ago. Like the music and the artist should be separate. Well, that's a personal choice, I think. I think that's up to the individual. Yeah. I think I can choose not to listen to yes. Kelly, but I'm not yes. going to remove your choice to listen to it. But him. what they're doing is they're putting social pressure on the platform yeah. to make that decision for you. Right. I so your choice been... has been taken away. Your freedom of will has been taken away because you might want to listen to Remix to Ignition. Hot and fresh out the kitchen. <laughs> got them pissing on young ones and then oh, the God. guys on filming. Like, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. People are going to listen to it, enjoy it, and not think about him pissing on a fourteen-year-old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you remove that choice because of leftist social pressure, because of a thing he did, you're not even removing R. Kelly's music. You're removing the producer, the all the the artists, the guys that made the fucking music, put it together. You're removing anybody else that helped to create the song, the the management company, all of their people's jobs, like royalties for all of these people, all the way along mm-hmm. is being lost. The plastic because for the of, CD because of one person's action. So, like, how far does that mentality go? If you're talking about the star of a show mm. did, did a fiddle, fingered somebody when they didn't initially want to be fingered, right? And fingered is a real, it's a real, it's an old <laughs> so school harsh. word. It was like, Jesus, fingered. Oh my God, do people still do that? Yeah, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> it, on the internet, I've seen it on the internet. So, if somebody, like, said that the manager or the producer of some really famous artist yeah did some fingering like do you remove the whole song because he's the producer he's the guy who made the song mm. just because he's not the main dude they don't just remove the fucking thing if anyone like if you taint any product at all do you know like if, if in Game of Thrones some like bit part actor got involved in some sex scandal do they remove Game of Thrones no because it costs millions to make and there's hundreds of people involved in making it Mm-hmm. and they wouldn't get their money well, sack the dude not the, yeah. Yeah. sack the dude sack the dude so what's the thing about taking away the the artist's <laughs> art it's not just the artist that's making the art mm. and in that way they're controlling the media by going shame 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 and as a economic decision based on social pressure the platform are removing these things yeah taking away the free show right it's happening right now they're talking about like taking Harvey Weinstein's <laughs> movies down. They removed R. Kelly already from Spotify. Have they actually? To take, you can't find the Cosby show any fucking place. Mm. So yeah. you might want to go oh, back the, and go... Um, the, 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 the specials he did, they're, they're gone as well. The comedy specials, yeah. yeah. The, the most recent Rivens. ones he did. Rivens? Like the most that's recent some of the ones he did were, 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 were taken down or just, well, that's it, but put in a vault, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Woody it should be just Allen down to the individual popular. choice to say okay. Yeah, Woody Allen's still popular. He's still floating around doing his own thing. Under the cultural Marxist conspiracy theory, there's a reason for that. Right, okay. Because, I well, mean... Oh, right, okay. You know, I don't okay. know, maybe. But I'm saying, <coughs> these are... The, <coughs> oh, these are why these things... These are why these theories exist. It's to go, what's wrong there? Why is that thing happening when I don't want it to happen? On both sides. Do you know? People on the left are going, why is that happening? I don't like it. Here's my opinion. But they're using the power of numbers to shame and influence. And it's this is all written out in the Cultural Marxist Manifesto. Mm-hmm. Like these guys, the Frankfurt School. Let's go through it. Like it's textbook I and suppose, it works. You know what? I think if, if some, it's just like um, making an example of someone. Mm. Okay, If you're going to 
And I can kind of see the motivation behind it. Like, okay, you want to go out and you want to, you know, sexually assault women. This is what's going to happen to you. Maybe think twice. You want to go out and you want to do That's this. That's what Celine Dion sang about. Yeah, think twice. Yeah. And she didn't do anything. But, um, you know, <laughs> like, I think it's just it, maybe it, it's a way of shaming and also preventative. Like, you know what I mean? I, I think that might be women. An are, end game of yeah. sorts. Yeah, yeah, maybe there's something. Do you think in it's that. just a rough time now to lay that to lay the boundaries, and in like two, three, four years time, these people are growing up and go, oh, you can't do that shit anymore." One these can, are just one, like the growing pains of, that, of a changing hope. That's society. What it feels yeah, like. That's what it really way. feels yes. like. That. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, you just as an individual, and sometimes yeah. I'm I'm a little bit embarrassed about my lack of knowledge uh, and these things. But you're right. But I'm, you know I'm, what, I'm so glad you said that. If you're, you're not fucking doing through it. the dark. If you're not doing it. And you don't know anyone else is doing it, and you don't have to deal with that shit. Yeah, I'm fucking glad you're out. Yeah, if I wasn't researching it, or if I wasn't in the the, the industry, the part of the community that's, mm, that's mm, looking at mm. that stuff, I wouldn't be looking at it. Either. I feel like when I say something, because I don't feel any of that. Mm. I'm very happy. I have a beautiful girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, have a, I have a grand house. Yeah. I, have a great I don't job. feel any of it either. I don't. I feel My life I, is I, I'm as well free as a bird. Talk about privilege, like, and, yeah. I, and I privilege. Do, yeah. I, I'm thankful of, of it every day. That I'm free as a bird, like you mm. know what I mean. And even uh, leading up to this, I just. Uh, last night to a uh, oh yeah last night to a friend uh, I, I, I noticed I said are you on social media and she said no, no. and I actually went straight away I went oh you lucky person <laughs> what's that like what's that yeah. like take me with you yeah. <laughs> you know it was like she, she yeah uh, shaft of light like you know yes come over here but also leading up to this I was saying to people I'm doing another uh, TCG episode and I go what's it about mm. and I go alright it's about cultural Marxism mm. and they go, what? Have you ever heard of that? And they go, no. Yeah. And I'd say, have you heard of this? That they go, oh yeah, I've heard something is about that. Is that what that's called? Is that identity <laughs> politics yeah. or something? What, what, what is that? You know what I mean? I remember even uh, last year, the year, but this is anecdotal, about two years ago, when we were in Edinburgh and we had a little song and it was in defense of uh, Mrs. Stephen Fry. Uh, when he kind of, you know, the black lady incident. Is this gay like best that. friend? No, 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 no. <laughs> this is just another song in defense of Stephen Fry. And if, just, you're, if you're looking for a laugh, look up Totally Wild, oh, Gay Best Friend. I am so sorry. It was all tongue. That's, that's Emmett and Larkin. Uh, oh, and do you the, know what's the worst part about totally that video wired. is? So good. I had a great body in that video. Oh. Not, any, not anymore. <laughs> but we, we had a little part of the song was Stephen Fry going through the list of things, like you're going to mention later on, about, you know, triggering microaggression, yeah. macro. Aggression, da, 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 da. Mm. And we used to say it over and over to the audience in Edinburgh, and then it never got a laugh. Oh. I used to say, then after stop. a while I'd go, do you even know any of the ex- expressions I just used? And then everyone, the majority used to just go, no, what are you oh, talking about, mate? And I'm like, well, it's coming down the tracks. So you'll <laughs> know about it soon. So we actually cut the bit out as a show because it wasn't yeah. going to laugh because people didn't know what the hell we were talking about. But it's mm. becoming more and more prevalent. It's a deluge. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's absolutely it is. Yeah. yeah. To the point where... You know, triggered is a joke. Yeah. It's a cliche. But also, like, <laughs> problematic language is going into everyday speech. Like, it seems... Fuck problematic language. Fuck problematic language. What can even I, fucking say it? I think, <laughs> I think that the whole world is bending to the will of a very small amount of people. I that, disagree with you fundamentally on okay, that. Okay, okay. I, 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 I think it. the whole world, if the... Take Twitter to be the whole world and take the left bubble of Twitter to be the whole world, people are trying to conform there. Um, and anyone that encroaches on that world is, is is kicked out or, you know, whatever. And that's a bubble within a bubble within a bubble. Uh, the rest of the world is myself. 
and Emmett walking around, not really knowing much about it, kind of dipping, you know, checking around. But the laws it. are being changed. The laws on speech, the laws on media. Like, <laughs> there's a law coming in now in Europe, uh, and it's Article 13 oh, to yes. the Constitution. Yeah, about uh, memes. And, but it's not just about oh, memes. Oh, yeah, sorry, it's, but it that's impacts the, that's memes, the, yeah. The, de- the declination of it like the succinctified it's like the meme war has has found its nuclear bomb has found its Nagasaki right <laughs> this uh, this article 13 actually means mm. that any media that's owned by anybody else other than you has now been removed from uh, fair use so that if you are putting up like a commentary on some somebody's article and it's like this fucking arsehole wrote in the Guardian that blah blah blah. Well, I think that blah 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 blah. And if you have a portion or a quote from that person's thing in your media, they can go. Well, you're not allowed to yeah. use that. Like a copyright. A, copyright for everything. Ultra copyright, and it's right down to the individual whether you're copyrighted or not. If you're like, I did the thing on YouTube, and someone used the same words as I used, copyright strike, and not only. Is it not investigated? Because YouTube has a really robust like copyright mm. uh, referral and um, appeal system. This is just going to be, they'll report the URL to the re- relevant authority, basically. And the relevant authority will then, through the CDN of your host, mm-hmm. go, there's a strike put against this URL. Don't let that URL be seen by anybody. And your web page disappears from outside internet. Because someone's put a block on it saying they're using a piece of my material and you don't get a notification saying what part of it it is. You don't get a notification saying this is why it's happening. It's just blah, 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 blah. Mm. Like how open is the potential to just go around and censor everything that is unpalatable to the liberal leftist media agenda? Or to the people on the hard right. But it's not the people on the hard right that are being censored right now, Colette. It's everybody... Uh, are who are censoring I mean yeah. it's everybody who's on the right are being censored because it's hate speech the, and because the shit they're yeah. the ones being hateful bastards take responsibility for what you're saying if you're going to say something be prepared for the ramifications of that it might mean your show is not going to be on air it might mean someone disagrees with you vociferously be prepared to back up your arguments don't be going around there shouting at people calling them the N word or saying that you know espousing really kind of ugly ideas and not expect people to come back and go Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Especially in the space of in, in the space of like one year, two yeah. tops, people should now be hyper aware of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Going online and just saying stuff like that. Of course there's going to be repercussions. It's it's now the norm. Yeah. Uh to put yourself out for attack. Yeah. You're opening yourself up for bullshit. You and are, some people are looking bullshit for bullshit is the, the the light term yeah. for yeah. absolute attack. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be relentless sometimes. You know, and some people say yeah, man, I was got into an argument there, you know, and, uh, you know, about three days later, he comes back to me. I'm like, three days? Th- what? Uh, you're, you're going on like this for, for three, four days? That's insane. Uh, yeah. That does take up your brain, Ram. Yeah. Fucking wrecks your mood like an like we extra stress from nothing. It, it is extra days. stress. Yeah. And it's a really, and I have this. Strike like, your balls up. <laughs> I'd call it, you know, the, the log cabin fantasy. I'm like, oh, jeez, I'm out of here. Why yeah, the log cabin, you know? go I'm going to get all Ted Kaczynski yeah. minus the pipe bombs. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. We're going to go live in the live log in the cabin hut. fantasy, man. I'm like, that's, that's my happy place. <laughs> uh, well, the term uh, cultural Marxism is thought to well, have been coined by uh, a, a, an American sociology professor, Trent Schroeder, in his 1973 book, The Critique of Domination. The Origins and Development in Critical Theory, where he identifies the Frankfurt School critical theory, 
which we'll talk about in a sec, as the origin of an industry of culture that imposes, quote, socially unnecessary constraints of human freedom and the social domination of the individual. It developed then into a system where individualism was to be destroyed and intersectionality and political correctness would take the place of personal liberties and young people, aka college students, would gladly give up their individuality to be part of this type of movement. And we can see that now in modern media. We can see with the protest culture. We can see with the opposition to Trump, uh, the God King and, you know, uh, uh, Cheeto Dust Face or whatever, <laughs> derogatory term you want to call him. Like that paradigm, that description of what cultural Marxism is, the, the, the constraint of human freedom and the social domination of the individual, in a, in, in a nutshell, that's what it is. That's what liberal media, I feel, as a straight white man and a conspiracy theorist and an Irish person, mm-hmm. intersectional, <clears throat> um, that's what I feel is happening there. That doesn't sound good. It doesn't, but it's like, is, is there any is there any other explanation of what the control of liberal media is doing to society? Like, you can't say that they're giving f- freedom. You can't say that they're, like, uh, what can you say? Positive. Like, you can say that they're giving a platform to the oppressed. Sure. But are they shoehorning in... You know, there's uh, sanctioned oppressed though. There's a, there's a press that you're allowed to advocate for. But I know, speaking from the Irish experience and our liberal media, it's it can be very patronising and condescending. And um, I think it's pronounced patronising. Oh, okay, patronising. <laughs> that's a, that's oh my a God. Jimmy Carr joke. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, you know, and people, and I think that the in in a microcosm like uh, of the Irish experience, this is how I can empathise with why people vote for Trump because I can I feel like sometimes we are being patronised by. Uh, you know presenters and stuff like that and you you talk to the same people about poverty or about you know people who will advocate for minorities will not advocate for someone in tala you know what i mean yeah. and there and, and the things that they experience so now, for, their, for, their empathy for our american ends, listeners could you define sorry, what you mean by tala um by places like i'm from the west of dublin and Tala is in the west of dublin and it, and it would be kind of a place that is disadvantaged very dis, very much disadvantaged and and, you know, people there have had years of um, neglect by our politicians and they have, you know, they don't access educa- higher education as much as other areas and so on and so forth. And I think it, it's kind of acceptable to sneer at people from um, a working class background, but where, where it wouldn't be acceptable to sneer at, say, a, another minority or someone who... And the, the, or someone from the, a similar uh, income bracket who lives in, say, a country town yeah. would have an entirely different... Yeah, it's it's it, life experience. It, it, you, yeah. you see it in in, in Irish comedy. It's yeah. been Dublin based comedy. That's it. Everybody yeah. just goes straight for that. I do it myself for God's sake. Because it's a, it's an easy it's everyone an easy has, stereotype. It's an easy stereotype, and everybody. It's like white people drive like this. Black people drive like this. That's exactly. And it, I, yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen that. There's an advertisement for. Um, hay fever tablets right and it was on the tv and it really riled me it was uh, it, can i guess ha, is do you it know like it? a lad is like ah come here I'm not so the hay fever, and he takes the hay fever tablets and it clears no, out these sinuses no, no, no. and he speaks like, normally he's no, like that's not what it is. i'm from tala hi close, how are you close enough but the hay fever which is the allergy floating around in the air had a working class accent oh, and the no guy way. the guy so he was the he was the infect <laughs> he was the infection and the guy catching the infection had a Dublin 4 accent and oh, I just thought this says it all whoa, this says God. it all that's hilarious you know and then the representation of working class accents <laughs> you can just see the little there. bacteria and he's wearing like Literally. a fucking a, a, 
a baseball cap so, pointed up to the sky. I'm going to give you the flu, you cunt. So it turns That's out after okay, all that. They, That's they, okay, though. That's okay. Damo and was a vicious, vicious critique of social malaise. Do you know? <laughs> what, we, we were just so wrong in judging it. <laughs> he was way ahead of his time, that guy. Yeah, absolutely. The yeah. fuck, man? Wow, that's wow. That so liberal media, okay, in Ireland, just I mean, special. happy enough to undermine the working class um, and stuff like that. But God, by God, if you undermine women or if you undermine anyone else, um, that is now sanctioned as so as, working you know, class now. After travelers have got their ethnic status, yeah. working class are the last mm. acceptable, uh, oppressed yeah, people to sneer at. You and why? S- and why won't they rise up and do what? you know, feminists are doing in America and have all these marches. Why won't they, they unionize? And this is why... And Hashtag back to, me and all. And going back to Marxism. Unionize. And going back to Marxism, going back to cultural Marxism. Yeah. The reason that Marxism failed is because capitalism is just better. Oh, God. And people in the working class went, uh, I could have Marxism or I could have <clears throat> capitalism. Um, well, I'm working anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I might as well just have capitalism and have like a car and a house and have like stuff. food I and have, have stuff. all the stuff. And I like stuff. Yeah. And that's why and they abandoned uh, it. By the late 40s, Marxism was abandoned because it's like an untenable, uh, unexpandable p- uh, like political re- regime. And since then, So yeah. uh, economically, mm-hmm. I mean economically, so they can't have a working class to rise up because they don't have time to go on marches because they're in fucking work the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. So instead of doing that, what they did was they ported this economic Marxism into a cultural paradigm to go, okay, let's use the bourgeoisie and the proletariat of rich and poor and instead make it oppressor and oppressed. And, and they were able to port that into the... So, like, the, the, the working class of Ireland are oppressed. And if they were... If they had, you know, like a working class hero to come along and unite the clans and... Do you know, like they did against the water charges and stuff here, where, where yeah. for those that don't know, or a lot Jim of Irish Larkin people went out in, in places like Jobstown yeah. and marched and said, you're not putting, we're already paying this fucking tax and you're not putting meters on our water to charge mm. us for water that's mm-hmm. fucking shitty anyway. And it was a whole comp- multi, I think billion dollar or billion euro company that. And that was the funny part was when just they came defunct. out and went, hey, we, we spent a lot of money on this. It's going to happen. And everyone was like, no, it's no, not. It's, it's not, not going to happen. Eventually, this will but collapse. But that was, that was the, show, the first showing, I think, of proper people power yeah. in mm-hmm. Ireland in a really, really long time. Uh, me personally, the, I think the last time I, I, I marched was uh, just, you know, a right on uh, 2003 march against George W. Bush's visit. You know oh, what I mean? And, yeah. and the right next on, time, man. The next time, right <laughs> on. I'm, I'm, I'm going over to Dublin and <laughs> I heard they don't like me over there. <laughs> Some son of a bitch. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drink a bottle of Buckfast. I hear it's real nice. <laughs> real, it's really nice when it's cold, you know. What we say now in, in, in our routine is like George W. Bush is somewhere now, going, <laughs> "You all miss me, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got a fond nostalgia for the knowledge. I mean, I was just stupid, but this motherfucker's crazy." <laughs> There's, there's, there's bring me. back Bush, and that's uh. not a feminist agenda. There's me. There's Eiffel sixty five. And there's Firefly. Y'all miss it. I know you do. Blue, Dabba D, Dabba Da. Yeah. Um. If you're wondering where I am, just ask Jeeves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's demented, though, like that. You bet you're looking back at that the nostalgia war- going, wow, what a simpler yeah. time. Simpler time, 2001, 2003. What was down the road? Mission accomplished. <laughs> but it seems that the working class mm-hmm. are, are just, like, uh, as some people refer to them as the social welfare class here in Ireland, 
Like I think we're all working class now. We are, yeah. There's no, there's you no. Are and I am. There's no fucking middle working. class in Ireland now. Like thirty we're years ago, we would have class. been, yeah. we would have been comfortable middle class with the wages. Middle class means you, you're able to the original. You're upwardly class, mobile. Well, no, you, you original middle class means you could, you could have lived without working. Yeah. We can't live without working. No. We're all working less, and the sooner we all acknowledge that we have a lot more in common with people from uh, disadvantaged areas than we do with, say, people from very wealthy areas. Yeah. The sooner you're talking, why don't they group together? Because we are they. Yeah. Why don't we all group together? We are merely an extension, or we're yeah. the same as them. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's very little difference. Very, very little difference. It seems that Wafferson. when when yeah. uh, uh, Marxism failed and cultural Marxism became a thing, it coincided with the admission of women into the workplace, mm-hmm. where they went, oh yeah, in order to uh, you know properly utilize our workforce, we're going to need extra workforce mm-hmm. uh, extra taxes and then we're going to be able to have more money to do what we want and they'll be able we can sell it to them like they'll have independent freedom you can go and fill up your pocketbook full of you know lipsticks and <laughs> and sheer tights you know things will create to take your money off you yeah and it, it, like <clears throat> that in itself is an insidious kind of birth or origin of of that political agenda yeah more but money now more money from the workforce means we can sell more yeah but now it's come full circle where they're like okay well we enslaved you 70 years ago and now we want to quote unquote free you so you can now get into the workforce and get your higher wages and get your higher uh, work positions so you can pay more taxes so you can you know mm-hmm. it just seems to be a, a trick that's been played before that everybody's falling for again you know? which all boils down to somebody making a shitload of money yeah it's not on us. somebody else's work yeah yeah socialism socialism for the rich well it's <laughs> it, it, like in any socialist country there was always a rich and the rich always benefited totalitarian off to, yeah uh, what is there any other socialist regime that wasn't totalitarian well there's a, there's element there's lots of different strands of so like there's democratic socialists like canada is quite operationally socialist liberal yeah uh, it's socialist. Mm. I think it's socialist. I don't, Justin Trudeau is not a socialist. He's a neoliberal. Mm. Yeah, but the definition of socialist would be like... Uh, uh, It'd be very watered-down socialism. They have, they have their medical system worked out on a on pretty much on a socialist basis. Like, nobody ever has to pay for anything. It's all done through your taxes, and it's local and yeah. provincial taxes that are sorted out. Like, Northern Guard is a, a Canadian, and he's always talking about, like, there's a big socialist push going on in Canada at the moment mm-hmm. and people are really engaging because they've been they've been naturalized to it for so long and it works but it's it's functional mm-hmm. do you know it's not a totalitarian regime mm-hmm. and yet there are so many laws and so many uh, uh, restrictions on speech on media there's a lot of like you know quote unquote propaganda uh, mm-hmm. in the media trying to limit how people interact with each other the university system is full of like rabid <coughs> liberals mm. so the socialism is starting to it's grow very strict immigration very strict well. immigration but it's also got very strict uh, uh, speech laws and speech mm. codes compelled speech and and all this kind of stuff like canada probably would be a good example of of like functional socialism but you couldn't get any more socialist than what it is now if you got real serious about it like i think a lot of people would be pissed off you know I know Sweden is often held up as being a very socialist country, democratic socialist or whatever within the context of Europe. But I mean, they've, they've done capitalism to the end. I mean, look, when you yeah. look at they have they have IKEA, H&M, some of the biggest corporations and they're, they're one of the highest performing European uh, e- economies. Yeah. Now, but what they have done is at least use that for some good. 
you know what I mean? In, in the sense, my brother lives in Sweden and, and I know that he has a fantastic life. Fair enough, mm. he pays high taxes, but he's bought a beautiful home. He, um, his, his partner, whatever they, any issues with health, they have incredible access to healthcare. And I don't think you can discount that. I think that that's, that's great progress. We do, we do look to countries like Denmark and and Denmark, Sweden, Sweden, Norway. Yeah, we we look to them and go, Finland. why can't we be like that? Because they're societies. We're, 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 we treat our country like an economy, like a a tax haven, essentially, is what Ireland is at the moment. But, you know, the, all of these companies are coming in and they're benefiting from our free education, our road systems, our, you know, all of these things that have created a workforce. They're benefit that, that we pay that we pay, trained workforce. Yeah, that we pay for through our taxes. Yeah. Without paying back into the society via their own taxes, because in Ireland the corporate tax is so low, it's almost non existent. Now thirteen billion Apple still owes to the Irish government. And, the Irish, yeah. and EU are compelling Apple to pay it. Yeah. And they're they're paying it, I think at the end of this year, forced yeah. They're being forced to pay it. Ireland are like, no, you're grand. We don't you're, want no, you're it. Grand. You're we grand. are literally yeah. saying that, aren't we? That yeah. was actually like, no, 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 it's okay. Don't listen. Yeah. No, we don't want to. Yeah. It's like going out for dinner with your parents and then you want to treat them and you pay. And, and then they're, they're, trying, they're trying to shove money back into your pocket to go, take that. No, 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 I don't want you to buy me. Take that. Now, take, that's what Ireland We've the doing. highest homelessness we've ever had, but don't worry about it. Take it. Our healthcare yeah. system is going down the tubes, but it's okay. Take it. Even though you've benefited from our being, Well, no, as soon as we can get that 13 billion, you, the person who made them pay that, is going to say you owe us that, by the way. Yeah. yeah, EU are going to take it back. So it yeah. doesn't. Yeah, it's 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 so it's so weird uh, how a socialist government can be vilified. Like you look at what Soviet Russia was, and in all of these arguments that you're watching these videos about cultural Marxism online, mm-hmm. they're talking about like socialism never works and uh, communism is responsible for for tens of millions of deaths. It's kind of true. I think that a lot Though, of people who are know, saying that are temp- <laughs> believe themselves to be temporarily embarrassed millionaires. You know what I mean? It's like they're looking at themselves going, <laughs> it's I think that I, you know, I, I will someday live the American dream and be a millionaire and I'm not going to let you stand in my way by introducing this crazy Marxism that you're trying to do by just asking for a little bit more health care. Um, no, you're not a temporarily embarrassed millionaire. You're working in a factory. Chill out. You will benefit more from a little bit of injection of socialism into your country, which I know you're terrified by because of this feckin' you know, the, all these spooky stories you're being told for the, the whole history of the state. But it doesn't matter. Like, you Open your feckin' mind. Do you know what I mean? And, st- and step away from the delusion. The American dream does not exist. I don't know if it ever, it maybe did in the 50s, but it certainly doesn't now. There is no upward mobility. Get over yourself. Realize you're an actual worker and start fending for yourself. Um, mm. You know what I mean? And start thinking for, you know, thinking for yourself and what, what you can benefit from society. Treat your country like a society where we're all interconnected and we all benefit from each other and we need to help each other and not, push our money upwards to a few people that are going to benefit from us. And that's what you're advocating for when you're when you're advocating for people like Trump or any of these people who are, I mean, it's it's just continuing a corporate society. It's basically a, a country run by corporates. Mm. You don't benefit from it. And it, as soon as you stop deluding yourself that you do, the better you'll be for it. Good point, well done. <laughs> Sorry, well, no, Sorry that was just a little... Should put, I do um, hashtag rant over? In the, the, oh, yeah, the end, I'm going to put some like rising emotional music <laughs> behind that. Just like, Stop! It was like, <laughs> like Chaplin's <laughs> speech <laughs> in The Great Dictator. Oh, yeah, tell awesome. me I'm wrong. No, uh, hashtag, no, just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Clip, clip that shit out and put and share that on social media. Uh, I, I don't know, that's, I'm embarrassed good. by myself already. That's good. Not at all. My nipples are fucking hard as rocks. That was, that was unreal. That was unreal. So with cultural Marxism, it's not that difficult to believe that these accusations are true, like that, you know, uh, uh, p- political correctness is going to take the place of your personal liberties and 
you know, that everyone's going to give up their independence for security. It's not as if, you know, there's not a problem reaction solution or a Hegelian dialectic uh, situation happening with stuff like 9-11 where they're like, oh, look, they've done that. Will we fight them? Come on, so. Oh, no, we're at war now. Come here, do you want the war over? Okay, come on. What are we going to do with all the heroin? Like, those problem reaction solution situations like Reichstag fires and false flags, as we call them. Like, or, or an Iraq war that you're like, what are you doing in there? Yeah. Where did that come from? Oh, he's a brown lad with a white and black beard. Did yeah, you not see the pictures and, uh, and for they, years? We tried to kill my pappy. <laughs> <laughs> New world order. Uh, but it just, it, 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 it seems that like any of these protest videos on YouTube clearly show that the people protesting on behalf of the Democrats or on behalf of the left, like if they're at least in protest of Republicans, you know, it may not be for the left, but it would be against Trump or against such and such a thing that seems to be right wing. These guys are openly in support of socialism, if not full-blown communism. They're out there with their flags. They have their hammers and sickles. The different groups that are espousing these cultural Marxist ideas, though, are often protesting as anti-fascist, and they claim that the current American regime is full of Nazis and that Trump is literally Hitler. Mm. And we saw that just after the election, where a load of like black-clad anti-fan ninjas came out and started smashing up Starbucks, going, kill capitalism and stuff like that. And it ended up being quite... Um, I guess, like, ironic that they were masked and then when tried to be interviewed, they're like, we don't, we're nihilists, we don't want to take part in, we're anarchists, we don't want to take part in society. Like, they don't want to build anything, they just want to destroy. Mm-hmm. They want to take down America and they don't believe in the American dream. They, they don't want America to be the way it is. All right, well, smash up your own car, mate. I've got work in the morning. <laughs> yeah, but they did that. They smashed up some guy's limousine. They did. Because they thought it belonged to a rich person when instead it belonged to a black dude who limo joe who was, hired it out who, no who was who was the driver it was his limo and he mm. was like a limo hire company yeah and he was making money on it, so they took away a yeah. man's like you know financial independence and his and his job i like, I, I said that to somebody and they called me they said i was bourgeois stuff with your bourgeois ideals i'm like but he's got work in the morning now he can't work yeah how's that cool it, se- it seems demented, though, that they'll, that they'll well, go out, get insurance when they'll go out on the street he's broke now <laughs> yeah he can't drive now you go, they'll go out on the street and they'll protest against, uh, you know, capitalism and then film it all on their iPhone. Like, it's all these uh, I hypocrisies. Know, it's, it, it, I know. You're making a face. Yeah, because everyone has an iPhone now. So, I mean, yeah. Not, not everybody. Not everybody not, in the Western world has an iPhone. Okay. Very few a people lot of, in yeah, Africa, I'm sorry, India, that's, I shouldn't have said Bangladesh. that. Yeah. I, I, everyone, I mean, people in my little bubble in Ireland. Yeah. Um, but, no, but they're but not they're, out in the street protesting and complaining. Well, it's like if iPhone drone, to, you if know. If you're willing to get out and go out in the streets of should, Philadelphia or Chicago poor. or LA and protest. It's not that you have to be poor, but you have to fucking live by the the, the standards that you set for everybody okay, else. Okay, here's the problem there is with that, okay? You, you, it's like, you tell me if, you know, this is like someone said, I don't know who said it, but I'm going to paraphrase them. When you are, if you're a socialist with no money, people will shut you up and they'll just say, look, he's no money. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And as soon as you have a little bit of money, they say you're a champagne socialist. So, the real problem is with what you're saying. You know what I mean? Play the ball, not the man. Like, ha- have a conversation about the point someone is making rather than point to their lifestyle or the fact that they went to a, a private school. But the point I'm arguing is the stuff that's coming out of their mouth was created by the Frankfurt School, taught to them in a socially liberal-leaning college by lecturers who were part of the first socialist revolution in the 60s the cultural liberal revolution of the 60s, these guys grew up then to be 
college lecturers who taught these kids in universities about this kind of stuff, like Gramsci and Fromm and all these guys, taught them about the Frankfurt School, give 19 and 20-year-olds who have fuck all a mad socialist utopian dream of the future and then engineering patted, students patted them on the arse and sent them out into the streets they're uh, not engineering uh, students they're, computer they're, science students they're just, they're just what, students of the humanities of gender studies and, and of students went to um in america sociology studied, studied humanities and it's got dropped down to one to two percent recently this is a tiny percentage of society but every, they're the ones that are influencing media every because they're the loudest are, voice in that argument. It's a margin within a margin and it only exists really in students' unions and in a tiny percentage of all college courses taught. So saying college people and people on campuses, I mean, if every it's single... Affecting, it's affecting the campus environment on, in every university in America. Mm. Yeah. It is. Which, by the way, is now also a business. All, all colleges, yeah, all colleges business, business, all yeah. colleges money. So I, I get what you're saying, that mm. you're you're putting it up to me to say that it's probably my overzealous consumption of this type of media online. Mm-hmm. I do accept that. It's a good point. Well, man, I'm taking it on. I'm going, yeah, maybe it is. But when you're looking up this stuff to try and find out why the undeniable representation of this political ideology in mainstream media, on the news, on every news channel, in every country, in every business, on every part of the internet these political ideologies reign supreme and you're talking to me about two percent of people in the humanities like do you see how much power a very small amount of people have maybe what they're talking is sense maybe some of the things they're saying actually ring a bell with people they're, people are looking at their lives and how people who people, are not involved in humanities people, and, the, yeah, that and people are saying oh hang on we're on zero hours contracts now hang on i don't have this ability of of, of having a house anymore hang on education they're going to ask start asking me to pay for it Hang on, they're they're de investing in healthcare so that they can so private healthcare looks more attractive. Why are they doing all this? The fabric of society's been broken up. Communities don't exist anymore. Women um don't ha- you know I mean this I could go on. All of these things happen and people going yeah actually that rings a bell to me too. This is bullshit. Why have I been forced to live like this? So you I think don't want to live like this. So it's just the tide like turning in regular yeah, people, people from and, and hang on we've been fo- we've been following your script up to two thousand and eight. And everything feckin' fell apart. Mm. Suddenly I'm in negative equity and I'm getting shit, like, you know, chucked out onto the street and my home taken off me. We've homelessness through the roof. I'm actually, I think we're, we need an alternative here. Let's discuss this. Yeah. And people are talking back and forth and saying, actually, this is bullshit. I want this dealt with. And I don't want to be called a Marxist because I want a little bit of a recalibration in society when we've been doing it your way for long enough and it hasn't feckin' worked. What you're saying there is like basically why Trump got in, yeah. you know, on the American level. And yeah. in, in Ireland, do you ever have this little whisper, or maybe even thought yourself, but even when there's a general election sometimes, a lot of people will just say, that's it, man, I'm, I'm voting for Sinn Féin. Yeah, because yeah. they're pissed off. I don't think they ever do, but they threaten it a lot. There's an awful lot of young people. Because what you're saying is we've been playing your people. game your way for this long mm. and you fucked us royal. Like, yeah. you know, so yeah, it is, it is time for switching the suits. Like, yeah. That's all you're doing. Yeah, that's all you're doing. Switching the suits, switching the sides. Finna Gale, Finna Fall. It's like uh, affecting human centipede. and, you know. The yeah. puppet on the left is the man. Or is it the puppet on the right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, ha- that, that's, that's happening here. Most certainly, yeah. Yeah, we are a bit behind when it comes to 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 kind of political um, contem- contemporism. Like, yeah, we, yeah. we're not really we're very on much the ball. Right wing country. And yeah, but uh, I mean, traditionally because of the religious yeah. control the that the church war. had and all that stuff. But it's like we're mm-hmm. we're also quite, I guess, removed from the political operations of the country. A lot of people aren't as politicized that they would be saying America or now in the UK. Like a lot of people would be generalization. Maybe I'm wrong. 
a lot of people would be fairly politically ignorant about Irish uh, politics. A lot of people would because I tell you, I, I, not I, much to know. I would be one of those people. I mean, I'm not. Not much to know is is this? Yeah, there's not much to know. Yeah. It's been right. a girl, Fianna Fáil, has been for what. 50, 50 years. 50 years. With policies and, and how the stuff has changed and how much yeah, Europe actually yeah. runs Ireland, what we owe to them, like how... Mm. Within the European context, yeah, how, there's a lot of ignorance. How the, how the main, like, functions of the country are run and why and by who, like, that's all seems quite... It's there. Actually, to be grand, to be grand in the morning. Exactly. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's the 2008, you know, the, yeah. the, the, just letting them away with it. What? Yeah. Jeez, that's scandalous. And that, that was it. We all just let it go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that, that's that's Ireland for you. And it's all out there to, to be, you know, to be observed and analysed and looked at and learned, I'm sure, like yeah. a language. Yeah. You, you would get fluent in it. If you want to know. But I think people get so annoyed by it. Yeah. They just go, oh, I just don't want to deal with it. Yeah, because I've got my own life uh, yeah, to be dealing with. Yeah, and I need to Likewise, I think in the States, even in Canada, you UK, yeah. anywhere. Like Germany now is a fucking shit show. And if Donald comes along and gives you that 13 grand, you're like, right, okay, yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. You bought me out, buddy, I'm grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it only costs 13 grand. Well, the people who decry cultural Marxism and its evolutions and permutations as the years went on are claiming it's destroying culture as they know it. Uh, many different lifestyles and worldviews are now being vocally discussed and supported with rallies and protests going on all the time. And you can see them on YouTube or on TV, on the news the whole time. Maybe I'm looking at too many. Uh, Colette's making me check my 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 internet history uh, uh, kind of gauge here and going like fuck maybe I've just been on the internet too in a long bubble? yeah maybe 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 feeling like Malcolm uh, McDowell in uh, in Clockwork Orange yeah, there, you know? yeah. get a glass of Molaco and see what happens uh, they feel the people these that are protesting feel victimised and subjugated and they blame the people in power who happen to be straight white men just for no one uh, for all their problems uh, logically concluding that these Straight white men are they're they are the problem, swinging the pendulum uh, to the other end and declaring the opposite to be virtuous and necessary, and saying that like the things that we believe are the only solution to this society. And like Colette said, you've been doing this too long; it's mm. time for something different. I mean, it's not a bad argument, but when you ask these people, and I could link you to fifty videos, uh. Where you could you could see these guys like uh, there's one guy Fleckus talks uh, Austin Fletcher who goes out and interviews people at all these rallies, um, like habitually any rally that's going on he's at it like, and he's interviewing people. What are you marching for today? Mm, I don't know. Mm. They're just bodies on the street. They're just voices shouting loud. Or they're willing to click a fucking change.org petition. They're useful idiots, is what they are. A lot of them, and they just believe that rhetoric because they're like, I'm going to get something out of this. Brilliant. And they don't have to do anything. Class. I believe this thing because I've been taught that in college and this is all I know and I, all my friends are that. And it's a bubble that they're really enjoying being in and society is now reciprocating those messages that they've been growing up really enjoying. So they're like, oh yeah, like this is the way I've lived my life always. I always thought this was the right thing to do. And now like the media and all the late night talk shows and like musicians and artists and the Oscars and everybody's saying that I'm right. Everyone's saying that this is the right thing to do. I must be right. Brilliant. Do you know? We're all right. Yeah. On Not alt right. We're all right on the left. <laughs> um, it wouldn't be strange for opponents of this cultural Marxist theory, though, to label the uh, supporters Nazis. So cultural Marxism itself, people who espouse that stuff are kind of called Nazis because in World War II, the German people blamed the Jews for destroying German culture through what was called cultural Bolshevism, 
<laughs> and uh, it went on to condemn both the Jews and the Marxists as the reason Germany was weakening, coming up to wartime in the mid-20s. The Nazis wanted to purify the nation to eliminate these alien influences, to protect Germany's culture. So I totally get why people would see opponents of political correctness and all the terms and functions of postmodernism and identity politics as Nazis, because the Nazis already did this. Mm. You can mm. see it. The parallels are there. I can see Trump being called a Nazi and a fascist. I can understand that. But there's people on the left who act much more like the traditional description of what a fascist is by restricting free speech, restricting movement, condemning people publicly, and having public... Uh, 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 courts of uh, like public opinion to condemn people and and restrict their I guess their reach for their message like I'd say advocating for like white supremacy versus me telling you to shut up saying that please who's the fascist you know what I mean like advocating for white supremacy is essentially saying that you're going to you know put someone in 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 a uh well, maybe it could mean the eradication of someone who isn't white. It doesn't isn't white and isn't whatever male. But is it not the same way around? Because they've changed the terms now. Is it not the same way around when a bunch of people are saying let's kill Donald Trump because he's a straight Who's white man? That, well, let's loads of people all the time. <laughs> Kathy Griffin is holding up his fucking head, severed head. Madonna said, "Let's Snoop blow Dogg up the White shooting House." Shooting him in a fucking. She like, was investigated yeah. by the FBI because she said she wanted to blow up the White House. A stupid, pithy, throwaway Donald remark. Donald Trump yeah. is one idiot. Like I know he's one idiot, but, but straight white men, people. straight white men are the enemy to these people. That's what's happening. They're the enemy, and they're going. We must eliminate them as a position of power if, in whatever way possible. That's like saying, if your opinion denies like, my right to exist, that's like saying the Nazis went and looked at the Jews who were in positions of financial power, who were in positions of political power, mm -hmm. and went, they have too much power. And they're Jewish. So they almost think the same and they know each other and they do that whole thing. If we get rid of them, we can have power because we deserve it, because we're righteous and we're on a righteous cause for the Aryan race and we're going to bring righteousness and greatness back to the motherland. That was their belief. They were going, anybody who disagrees with us gets the fucking bullet or the boot. Mm -hmm. If you criticised them, you were hung out to dry in a public court and they wanted to take down the people who were in power who were a very small, homogenous minority. What did that sound like to you? That sounds like what's happening. A bunch of people who come together to go, we are the righteous, like, power. We are, we are small. Like, the Nazi National Socialist Party was very small in the mid-twenties. It sounds all like a, 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 the basics of a religious war as well, like Sunni and Shia. I'm not saying activists or Nazis. I'm using the same logic that these left political pro, uh, like protesters are saying anyone who's alt-right is a Nazi just because you're chanting blood and soil and you have a fucking Nazi swastika flag. Swastika all over you. Like, they're Covered a, in swastikas. Yeah, they're not a Nazi. They're a, a, of Doesn't course, mean you're a Nazi. Of course they're, they want to be Nazis, yeah. but they're not actually national socialists. They're white supremacist racists. Yeah, in other words, they're idiots. They don't know what they are. They don't know what they are. I'll high-five you on that shit. Yeah, okay. You, they don't, Fair, know, what they they don't know what they are. But what they, their opinions are actually um at, contrary to the existence of pe of some people. They just they don't want some people to exist. Sure, and neither do the leftist guys. They okay. don't want those people to be in because the world. by their existence it's a it results in the oppression of But they those oppressive uh, those oppressive classifications were invented by fucking the Frankfurt School and cultural Marxism in the first place. Seventy years isn't ago. It's an idea, it's a reality. I know it happens in reality. I know. But the oppression the oppressors are the ones who are actually doing the oppressing. What's happening now is uh, legacy oppression is being laid at the feet 
of people who haven't actually done anything wrong. They just happen to have that color skin. Just like in Nazi Germany, they had a bunch of Nazis no, who fucked up some Jews. And then in the in the nineties, when the Berlin Wall fell, everybody was like, "Yeah, but don't forget what they did in the in the forties." And everyone's like, "Well, nobody in the forties is like like these yeah. are just Germans. They're yeah. not Nazis. Like they, you don't lose that thing. Imagine if every black person in America was treated like a criminal because some of them." steal something or wait that's already happening let's think that um every jew in america is like a money hungry like uh, a diamond dealer Mm -hmm. because some jews were like greedy banker diamond dealers back in the day and you oppressed them well i mean maybe that's happening let's think that uh, every native american indian is a savage and Mm -hmm. will like rape your daughters because there's a propaganda around since like the times of the wild west and the late 1800s when there were or every uh, a, yeah, South Pacific native islander is got a cannibal or something yeah. because uh, like it, it, all of those things are unconstructive, problematic, so ironically and and hip, uh, hypocritically problematic. Like these these leftist protests and they go equality for everyone and they go what do you think of Trump? Fuck Trump, kill him. What do you think of of uh, you know? Uh, you know white people no fuck that shit I'm looking at these videos of these people doing it They're, it's coming out of their mouths I'm not making it up like I would be surprised if they were planted to be honest with you that just sounds like nonsense to me <laughs> sorry it sounds like just... nonsense to a right thinking person yeah you're in the right mind of thinking you're 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 very much like analytical and in the middle but it's i'm saying the I'm... Mi- it's taking the micro and making it the macro it's taken a few little headbangers that have gone to and, and gone along with probably a lot of right-minded people who yeah. just want good things to happen and focusing on them because obviously you want to present the worst side of something that you disagree with and so they've gone up just like people have gone up yeah, and, like, to accuse of people who are voting yeah. for bush and it's always the person who has no teeth and probably looks like they just rolled out of bed. If you're able, able to edit a video to, to find the biggest dickheads to it's prove propaganda. your point, sure. But at the same time, they those... T- yeah, yeah those, I know they No, exist. no, not that they exist. At the same time, those types of political machinations and ideological and societal manipulations, whether it's from a tiny minority or whether it's from fucking loads of people or everyone who's on the left, mm-hmm. we can see... Like, we can tangibly examine the results of those political manipulations and ideological machinations. We can see that in the operations of the mainstream media, politics, criticism of current government, and protest culture, and the amount of people that are on the streets fighting for these causes that, when asked and examined, have no idea what these causes are for or what the results of their protests and law changes are going to have. Like, they're the tangible results of this political ideology. Mm-hmm. That if you're able to have a very, very small amount of people complain so much to the right people, mm-hmm. or like what cultural Marxism, I'm going to tell you in a second, what they do is they say infiltrate the fucking halls of the universities and of industry and of media. So the heads of Google, the heads of Twitter, the heads of all the fucking uh, uh, TV networks, the stuff that gets out to everybody is a very small amount of people and they are culturally Marxist. They are politically left-leaning Culturally Marxist, Marxist it's a fabulous little way of saying that this is all, when this ends, lads, see see this girl who's looking to, I don't know, have the same rights as somebody else. Do you know how this is going to end? Marxism, your house will be taken away. There'll be no property rights. This is how this is all going to end. Watch out. Like it's such a fear mongering. It's like you've gone to the bottom of of the fear mongering barrel and you took a shovel and you started digging. That's what that's like. When I'm defining cultural Marxism as is like the oppressed have now 
forcefully taking control of the proletariat and the media and all of the uh, uh, the functions of wider society. And the threat to society is, I mean, let's look at the lists of the threat to society as they stand at the moment. I think I've listed a few earlier. There are actual threats to health, education, housing, all these things that we should really be focusing on. Not whether someone wants to be called he or she. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't personally see that as a threat to my existence. No, the real fundamental and material threats, as we've spoken about earlier, are, I mean, if you're, say if you're living in America, you could be sent to war for no reason. I mean, that's a very real threat. And I, I'd be more worried about that than and, and my house being taken off me. Mm. I mean, and me having cancer and actually not having the money or even something minor that could develop into something larger, but I don't have access to healthcare. That's a real threat. But as long as we deviate, as long as we move your attention this way, and a blue-haired kid who's just figuring out where he, he belongs in the world, you know, then your attention is taken off what's really happening here. But what's guys. the most and, important and they've, been, thing. and they've done that over and over yeah. and over again. And I think it's people's the little eyes, guy. It's yeah, not me. It's the little guy. People's eyes are opening to this now yeah. to say, wait a minute now. When something is happening over here, I feel like you're going, look at this hand, look yeah. at this hand, look at this hand while yeah. you're doing that. Yeah. Do you think, by the way, I'm going on that I've been distracted by that then? Well, it's hard to tell because there's thousands and thousands of videos out there. Mm-hmm. Is it propaganda? Is it manipulation? Are they actors mm-hmm. a lot of the time? There's so many parameters to it that it's just, it's just, it's just no longer cut and dry anymore. Fake news and all this. Who has the pe- you know? When I want to see where the problem is, I look at who has the power because who has the power to change what's happening mm. or who has the power to divert, divert my attention? Where does the power lie? The power lies where the money is. Follow the money. Who has the money? Who, if you want to get into power in the United States, you need to be worth billions. So that's where a lot of the power is. Or you need to have the backing of billionaires. Okay, so just money as commun- as a source of communication. If I, it, your voice monetarily does not equate to Bill Gates' voice, okay, in 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 American terms, okay, Bill Gates' voice when um, to enact change or whatever, he all he has to do is lobby the government. Are you going to lobby the government? You don't have the money to do it. So where's the power to effect change? The power to effect change is in the money. It's not in the little guy running around asking to be called he or she. You know what I mean? That's not what I'm saying, though. What I'm saying is... I'm saying it's a shit hill to die on. That these guys, these, I'm going to say it, these cultural Marxists, these these political leftists, Mm -hmm. have infiltrated, gone past all of those things. They don't have money themselves. They don't have Bill Gates' money. But they have Bill Gates. They have all of Hollywood. Out as often as they can. They don't have the Koch brothers. <laughs> they don't have the Koch brothers, but those guys, those guys are outside of. They're not right wing either. They're outside of everything. Like the the, the, Rock, what, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, and oh, the yeah, Koch yeah. brothers. All these guys. Yeah. They're all outside of that system. Anyway, they have nothing to do with how that operates in reality. Like their their money is. But whatever, whoever outs, it, outside of that control, yeah. like it's not part of society really. Right? They have their own entirely very very small gilded bubble very very far away from the way society works right so don't even have cash money it's just numbers yeah it's just numbers it's just like uh, 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 the lads from trading places who are you know yeah so they don't have bill gates either because bill gates is certainly not a socialist because i doubt that he does he have trade unions in his business are trade unions are they allowed to in microsoft i don't know no i don't know so that's that's i mean it's identity politics it's not actual true left they don't care about the proletariat as you call it they, maybe they'll they will bill gates foundation is funding like free medical research to eliminate would HIV he agree with 100 percent tax on uh on inheritance or would he agree with like and all of the things that actually are you know mark left zuckerberg gave away 160 billion dollars as soon as he had a kid because he's like oh the world is bigger than me but he can afford it yeah but he can't afford it and that's what you're saying that the left 
And that political ideology has the ear of these people. And maybe it's guilt. Maybe they, because they're not sitting around worried about money, like a lot of people who support Trump, who are like living paycheck to paycheck. These people are sitting around going, yeah, I don't, like I have nothing to do. Mm, I have to find a cause. Like they make fun of it in fucking Arrested Development where mm. Lindsay is going around and she has a different, uh, a different uh, fundraiser every week, you know, for the fucking wetlands animals or whatever. Like these, these people are doing those things. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or Real Housewives of New York. Yeah, like going off fluting around fucking flicking their tits at some charity, <laughs> at some charity auction, right? Because they, money doesn't matter to them. So socialism is grand because they have enough money to survive it anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, they're free they don't speech. Exist, uh, they don't on, exist. On that. They're not part. They're not politically. Mm-hmm. They they're not part of that environment. Or the, if their companies they? started to have trade unions that were actually effectual and, and powerful, then they'd start. You'd start to see a quick shift to what they really are. Do you think they you could explain socialism to a real wife of Beverly Hills? That do, not for a second. No, so they don't care about that then. But the people that. But I'm do saying care, they would if it was real socialism. The people that do care are the the reactionary uh, the reactionary consumers of media. Because TV and news and radio are dying. They're dying on their fucking arse Mm -hmm. compared to the internet. CNN Mm. has less viewers than Alex Jones daily, right? That's bananas. Mm -hmm. Wow. Right? So CNN, a huge monolithic news corporation that has been infiltrated, taken over by leftist politics and fully supported Hillary all through her campaign and now daily shit on Trump and the Trump administration and all that stuff on the regular, right? Mm -hmm. Who has more autonomy over the the stuff they put out? Sure, Alex Jones is putting out some fake news sometimes. He's the boss. He's the man. It's his political ideology. That goes out over the camera, out to the air, out to the internet, to people's eyes and ears, right? Mm -hmm. CNN has to filter down through so many things. But do you not think that there's a dude behind a dude in the back office around the corner, down the hall, at the end of the hall, and a little thing, and he's like, "Mm mm-hmm. And it's his infiltration of that... Uh, uh, organization and his political agenda you talk because about, he's at the very very top he's going this is what we do this yeah, is yeah. how we do it well yeah the, the, this was true of Murdoch I mean oh, he would yeah. loads absolutely of he would son, literally write something mail. down and yeah. say this is what I want you yeah. to say over and over again yeah. today yeah. and uh, and he'll say it across he, he, all and you see the YouTube videos of that and it's the exact same phrase across exactly. 50 news stations and it works uh, and he, that he, he is came how up it's done the... that's how that is done and I'm not mansplaining it I'm going that's how the left are taking over that ideology and making it untenable for anyone to criticise it because if you do you're held on the pyre of uh, See, what I'm trying to say then. is, you're talking about CNN, which is a corporation, and yeah. what what left they will adopt is the trendy left, which is left of identity politics. But the true, like, I'm not saying the true left is, is only the left that's also fiscally left, but there is, a, they're not left in that sense. They're socially left and fiscally conservative. You know what I mean? So of course, because they're a capitalist com- exactly. corporation. Exactly. So, so, so it's cultural it's super, Marxism to introduce yeah, Marxism is not in. Why would they advocate for that? Left. That's why they're trying yeah. to make people go, you will watch because you like Hillary and all the Hillary people are all now crazy leftists. So we have to be that too or you won't watch us. It suits their agenda it now. It suits their agenda to make money. not temporarily. Oh, dude, come on. All the, shit she's going, all the shit she's going on with. That whole de- Democrat, anyone who's anti-Trump is pro-Hillary. What do you, what do you, yeah. But right. So what, the Bernie bros all have to go with Hillary. They're all on the Democratic Socialist side. They're all on that side is what I mean. I think that it's so, I mean, it, this, it's a spectrum, it's a the spectrum of left and right gulf. is a spectrum of haves and have nots in the States. That's what that is. There, there is no actual people. like that. And I who think, are the have nots? I think the right at the moment are the more have nots than the left. Have no money. 
yeah, have no money. People who support Trump are working class. Temporary. That's what he aimed for. That's what he absolutely like laser aimed mm-hmm. for for that because he knew it, he knew it existed. And the he left created the left are in everything at every award show at every fucking you know movie uh, a premiere at everything. The Holly, Hollywood is is like possessed by the left. The if, biggest if, the biggest advocates for that socially left. Socially left. Of course, that's that's the left we're talking about here. These are the lads that are out protesting. They've changed it from cultural, uh, uh, from from economic Marxism to a cultural Marxism. They're liberal a, a, bourgeoisie, a, pro, a proletariat and bourgeoisie of culture. They've taken they've taken the cultural right and made it the enemy, and the cultural left is the righteous side, and they're controlling society from the bottom are perceived from the bottom, now they're all at the top, they're in positions of power because they're forced away in through public shame and, and, and condemnation. That's how it's that's how it's been operated. And back slapping each other at the Oscars. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I don't have much time for Hollywood, but yeah. Oh, no. Uh, I but don't you can't anyone. deny it has an <laughs> These days, no. Though, you know? uh, to be honest, Massively. there's a lot of ride-on kind of back slapping and all that jazz that and, goes and, on there. Uh, completely. And shoehorning in, and because it's fashionable to do so, yeah. and, it's, yeah. and it's basically, uh, I call Love it... Trump. Yeah, I, I I call it CPR. It's it's uh, it's career protection rhetoric. Yeah. So it's you know I'm gonna get up there and go fuck Trump. And Meryl Streep did it. She did it. Do you know? Mm. I have to say I respect to Oprah. She didn't do it. She talked about some shit that was her shit. See that speech? Yes. Yeah. Bring a tear to a glass eye, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the little girl watching TV and having a role model. That's the left I can get on board. That's with. Oprah's yeah. story. Yeah. That's the real. that's the 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 minority support that I can get on board with. It's how she operates. And she's a fucking billionaire, and no one gave her shit about saying you can't speak like that because you're a billionaire. Because she wasn't talking about shit outside of her fucking station. Mm-hmm. She wasn't going, hey everybody, tighten your belts, austerity. I'm a billionaire because that seems hypocritical and bullshit and shitty and non acceptable, right? I agree mm-hmm. with you on that. So she said something from her own experience that made sense to anybody watching who was part of that environment or not, part of that society, part of that culture or not. Mm -hmm. And it made sense to everybody. Surely Oprah's not the only one to be able to do that shit. You don't have to be a victim here. You can make it happen for yourself. Like Candace Owens Owens is saying the same shit. Mm -hmm. And she's getting slapped. Kanye is saying it and getting slapped. Mm -hmm. Like it's the cultural part of that that we're going to focus on for the next little while. Uh, with the Frankfurt School, but Marxism itself is a matter of class. And Marx never wrote about culture as he perceived it to be a part of the superstructure. And these cultural edifications were added on by Marxists left in the Frankfurt School. Uh, it's since been nurtured and incubated into schools and colleges in the US and elsewhere, and turned up as a conspiracy term first in 1998 in a speech by William Lind of the Free Congress Foundation, when he described political correctness and cultural Marxism as totalitarian ideologies that were turning America's campuses into little North Koreas. That's wow. a quote. That was 20 um, years ago. Yeah. Where any faculty member who dared cross the line set up by the gender feminist LGBT rights or people of colour groups or any other sainted victim groups would find themselves in judicial trouble. And I think that shit has extrapolated itself out into like a, fu- a, a, a cultural firing squad now where they have a social media stasi that are out to fucking clap back and and end people's careers for for tweets. Mm. That's not fair, man. It's not cool. No, you can say some stupid shit. Of course you can't. And you, you know it's, it's free speech, and you defend your right to say stupid shit. I'm not going to agree with your stupid shit because it's stupid shit. I mean, if you're hating somebody and victimizing somebody, if you're attacking somebody, yeah, you get a slap. You get yeah. a fucking seven day ban off Twitter yeah. for saying, "Hey, I'm going to find you and kill you." Right. Mm. But if you're saying, "I think that all blah 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 are blah blah blah," and then you get banned off Twitter and you lose your job for that, no. 
Wow, everyone should be visibly an idiot. Yes. No, no, I want to know you're an idiot. This, I want to see you. Well. It's, it's driving them. And yeah. it's, a, it's a different person. You're not the, you're not, you're not the same Absolutely. person online yeah. as you are out there in the real world. Like That's even a, yeah. a joke on social media when people are putting up happy Instagram pictures. But in reality, that's just yeah. not the case. Yeah. You know. But on a very serious level, there's people being like vicious little fucking cyber serial killers there, you know. Yeah. And then... Uh, Trolling with, robot, with robots accounts and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it. I mean, and sometimes if it somebody, it happened to sometimes me, sometimes it's somebody upset, you know, and yeah. you go, "What are you Who are doing?" You? <laughs> yeah. I I always try and point out. Think back. You're old enough to remember ten years ago when none of this existed. Were you like that then? Do you not think you've been somehow manipulated mm-hmm. by this? Yeah. It is. Have you been poisoned? It's, have you been poisoned? I'm have really, we all been poisoned? I'm have really trying to stay on the poisoned? outside of an MMA. Or, or am I being... I, I, I understand you do. Absolutely you And do. I'm totally willing... Like, I'm glad Colette is here because if it was three dudes, I guarantee you we'd all agree and we'd all just be fucking jerking each other off. Yeah. And that's the reason that I, that I asked John. And then we've had... I think we agree on a lot of yeah. things as well, though, we've which had, is the funny know, thing. But we've had real rows online. Oh, but yeah. you, you're, you have... A full, like a full understanding and belief in the things that you're saying the way you're saying them mm-hmm. that I don't have but I need that conversation I need that dialogue in my life because well, I don't have that in real life well doesn't people. that speak volumes for not shutting people down yeah and like mm-hmm. I agree mm-hmm. and, and then and I'm willing to talk and I talk online with people yeah. and I get yeah. shut down all the time I and always I get said I like people, that bitch, people go back in my Twitter feed and they find something I said and go oh yeah well you're drawing lines now and you're you're re- oh, you're well able to say that now but before you said this and yes all. because and I can I'm change like, I can change my mind in an argument an argument can make here. me there's, there's 500 odd hours of me talking online with this podcast online right mm. 500 odd hours you're, cr- you're gonna say something i'm gonna like say that, something you can pull a clip out and go from four See, years ago that. you have to be so pure and so good i don't care about i've that said shit. things that like i mean are probably highly um you know god awful when i've had a few drinks me maybe you know what i mean but like i don't <laughs> want that shit to be pulled up on me to be blackballed then for the rest of my life i'm so we all glad have a right to be we're human we're messy yeah. we're complex we're we say things we don't mean you know what i mean we yeah. have a right to um, to be to come back to and be accepted and and to you know I don't think people should be just annihilated. So I'm so that, glad so it was no YouTube when I was a teenager. <laughs> so in that sense, so, oh my god, don't we have the power to go? Uh, uh, this is us doing this to us. Can't yeah. we stop doing this to us? Yeah. Yeah. Or is there somebody behind us like fucking uh, manipulating us? Is these is these this massive is a social experiment is these massive monol- monolithic? <laughs> I think it's these yeah. massive monolithic uh, like uh, uh, companies and operations of control, like the Twitters and the Facebooks yeah, and yeah, all this stuff. Yeah. And it's if you uh, put your tinfoil hat on, you're yeah, like, if no, you're I'm a telling. dude who is going to fight with people on Facebook about political shit, Facebook algorithm is going to put more political shit in your yes. feed to keep you on the fucking site fighting with people for four days, waiting for them to reply, sitting there tapping your fucking feet, going reply you cunt, reply you cunt, yeah. and I've been there. Yeah. And it's not, it's like wanking with sandpaper. I've been there like once or twice, I remember, because I was just like, oh, this is the thing. All right, this is what people do. All right, I'll get yeah. into it. I'll get into it. Uh, a couple of times I found myself completely out of my death. <laughs> and I even remember my, my dad goes to me, my dad goes, hey, Emmett, you know the way you're getting all political here on Facebook? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, it's not for you. <laughs> She's pretty. He's like, you know the way you put up stuff. Yeah, about, I know. If only you. To this? Yeah, shit. <laughs> Do you know the way you put up stuff about the moon and all that? Yeah, <laughs> stick with that. that. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, it's funny shit. Stick to uh, esoteric stuff. <laughs> yeah, don't get factual. <laughs> yeah, it's not for you. I swear. It's and he not. said it like that, that quietly. Oh, yeah. But isn't it, isn't it so mad though that, that cultural Marxism as a term, because of the Nazi connotations and Nazi associations, can be seen as like a byword for anti-Semitism? 
Like that's that's mm-hmm. the bad word now. They say, oh, cultural Marxism is a fucking conspiracy theory because it's a secret term to hide this. And in the 30s and 40s, that's what it evolved from cultural Bolshevism into this. And now we've kind of resurrected it since maybe, uh, you know, the late 90s uh, as a term to describe what's happening with the liberal and progressive ideologies and their rise to prominence. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's a very succinctified and super deep like i tried to find fucking definitions and stuff like i was writing these notes for two days i've done like over 200 hours of of, of watching stuff reading stuff trying to get these concepts into my head trying to make sure that i believe what i say and that it's right mm-hmm. do you know that i'm able to argue it and be able to take exam like so much has gone in and what's coming out is is the amalgamation of that but like there's so much stuff there's so much stuff this and is when it. you hear the term culture and marxism and you can look it up and go, oh yeah, that's what the Nazis used to say about the Jews or something. And then you're like, oh yeah, I'm dismissing that term. But there's so much in it. And to not even know what culture is or what Marxism is, mm-hmm. like you can't put those two things together. That nomenclature doesn't, doesn't work in your head. I, you know, I, I put it in, I said, okay, it's look. It's the vocabulary with which you're communicating yeah. is stunted. You're, yeah. you're, you're already at a disadvantage. I put in, well, what is cultural Marxism? <laughs> and I came up, cultural Marxism definition. And I clicked on the first thing that came up and the article explained it. And at the very end, it said, by the way, if you hear any of your friends go around talking about cultural Marxism, you can tell them that they're Nazis. That was the last line in the oh, article. Oh, well, I, was I think like I saw box. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I saw, saw that, that one. one. By the way, uh, you're yeah. espousing. Well, Nazi the, propaganda, that was it. The place where it came from originally, uh, the place where we, we find uh, uh, the birthplace of cultural Marxism, or the, at least these ideologies that we see in uh, leftist politics, came from what's called the Frankfurt School. So this was a part of the Institute for Social Research at the Goethe Frankfurt University, and as a school of social theory and philosophy. It was founded in the years between world wars and consisted of students and faculty who were critical of the current capitalist, fascist and communist regimes in power in the world at the time. Uh, they were critical of the two pillars of Western society, capitalism and communism, and they wanted to beat an alternative path to social development outside of those two paradigms, which is admirable. These are a bunch of, you know, brand new uh, uh, neo-enlightenment uh, social thinkers and philosophers who wanted to come out and go, like, look, at, I see communism, uh, you know, has started up in Russia. The revolution has just gone on. We just started a world war. These lads are doing all right. Lenin's flying along. Uh, I can see the stuff in Germany uh, and Austria and, and you know, I mean, scary. They're doing okay. And then in America, they're fucking flying a lot of railroads hopping around. Their, their stock market is flying. Like, it looks good. There's a lot of money going around. These people are seeing the world grow. And we've done so many episodes here on this show about that time on Earth. Do you know? Talking about Tesla coming up. Talking mm-hmm. about JP Morgan and those guys coming up. Talking about the creation of uh, the the um, the oil uh, and petroleum industry, talking about peak oil, like we talked about, how that shit revolutionized American society. Did 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 Russia get the same revolution? No, mm. and it kind of fell a little bit behind. We're talking about doing the five year plans all the way through the fifties, like trying to get the place back back in order. Like it 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 when you're looking at it from that time and you're in it, they were like the first. Renegades. first renegades the first re- rebels <coughs> yeah. to go like there's another way we can do this and to be honest at the time now it's used as a weapon because there's social media and because there's 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 ubiquitous screen time and you know people are are so intellectually lazy that they're going to just take whatever katie Couric says off the fucking telly as gospel truth or whatever you know um but back then 
people went and searched for their information. They read books. They tried to, to, to read newspapers. They were, they were out getting the information that they wanted. There was still an element of propaganda. It was probably easier because there was nothing to refute that information if it was out there. Mm. But these people were the first renegades, as you said. Like, they came up with these ideas based around a mix of socialist and capitalist uh, I guess functions of society to go like there's somewhere you know where, where everybody be alright everyone's gonna be alright mm. and I mean that's an admirable thing to try and come up with do you know um, so it'll be okay the, the, yeah, it'll be okay it'll be okay man we just come out of a world war we'd be grand yeah yeah so the followers of this crucial theory wanted to carry out a long march through the institutions as they call it that's their term uh, through colleges universities and schools government and the media uh, um, and they wanted to influence cultural values and progressively change society from the top down. And that's what I was talking about. The long march through the institutions means that now all the newspapers, all the media companies, all the people in Hollywood, all the producers, directors, writers, like uh, uh, the people who run the, the stations and the networks, like they're all left leaning liberals who want to perpetuate their politics through the through the stuff that they make. Mm-hmm. And the people who are not like in Fox, hmm. I mean... They're quite evidently right-leaning and it's much more evident and for a long time that they've been completely completely Republican and completely supportive of that political ideology. Beautiful little tricks like they they would always say uh, in the middle of an interview, they go, if they disagreed with the the talking head, they go, well, (laughs) some people saying, some people are saying, what they're saying is, you know, we are saying this. Yes. We're putting that across. Some people yeah. might say that uh, what you're saying, you know, but yeah. th- that's what they're saying. Sanctions. Yeah. Murdoch actually came up with that. He told all Who's of the, to say <laughs> some people are saying, or Let's some people might sources. say, and what you mean mm. by that yeah. is, well, that's, what, that's our agenda. Yeah. 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 And it works. I mean, that's what's, that, this was like set out as a, a, a modus operandi from the 20s, mm-hmm. like a long march through the institutions. That's yeah. what's written in the... In the paper, you know. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. but even even in Hollywood, like writers would smuggle yeah. in their political agendas into a movie script. They called it smuggling, mm. where the director didn't even know. Oh yeah, massively propaganda. Yeah, the film always has been. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's the best. Uh, it's the best medium to propaganda. Passively yeah. consume. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ideology. Culture Marxism. So no. traditional <laughs> Marxists wanted to empower the working class to rise up against their oppressors and fight back to gain control of their labor, but they underestimated the nationalistic pull of a world war. And when everyone put on uniforms to go and fight, and when they came back, they wanted to work to earn money because they think they deserve it. They knew that the revolution couldn't be done this way. Uh, they knew that culture would have to be destroyed first before real change could be affected. And these guys were nihilists. They were they were anti culture. They wanted to destroy the culture that was there and using traditional Marxism mixed in with a little bit of Freud because you know they wanted to make people feel a little bit uh, inadequate. They maintained that everyone was living in some sort of social sexual repression and they began to attack the traditional values of Western society. They substitute economic alienation with sexual alienation and the Frankfurt scholars were able to reach a much wider audience of support because everyone has a dick or a fanny. Throw in a bit of sex. sex Throw the sex in there. Throw your, like, a question, maybe not your economic status because not everybody had a similar one and it was hard to identify who you were talking to and how they would react. But if you throw in there, hey... You're poor of personality. You're in poverty of uh, equality. There are things that are universal across race, creed, religion, financial status. Like you're able to get much more people by going, hey, people, you fed up being the people that you are? Let's all be different people. 
Let's rise up and be people. We can make it happen. Instead of going like, let's rise up against the, the oppressors. Let's mm-hmm. rise up against the bourgeoisie. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't, it's not as easy to do that as it is to attack someone's personality. And the same in an argument. If mm-hmm. somebody's giving you shit in an argument, you can't fight your facts. You just ad hominem. You're just like, ah, yeah, shut up you with your fucking, you know, gammy face. <laughs> or I heard that you like looking at child porn. And it's yeah. totally unsubstanti- unsubstantiated attack but then the whole argument turns to that and it's like the yeah, dying yeah. cat argument yeah, yeah, yeah look, you throw well a dying cat on the table everyone looks at the cat no one's good like you know basically just derailing a conversation yeah by, yeah that's no. what these guys are doing yeah. but with culture they're going let's fucking let's swap the whole thing out do you know so they're 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 nihilists they want to see the end of america and this has been indoctrinated into u.s college campuses in the form of the soft sciences and the humanities and and you can you can you can see that like I don't know how much YouTube you guys consume. I consume, I would Very say nice. too much. I do say too much, right? But it is a documentation of stuff that's happening and without context. Propaganda. Is it propaganda yeah, when you're just... Yeah, because it's usually one-sided. But, but, very little is challenged it's usually presentation okay. of opinion but, but framed it, as an argument but, but what, very little very weak argument but what I'm saying is I'm not just watching people giving arguments like I wouldn't watch a presentation like I, I don't watch Alex but Jones but even documentaries going out and interviewing people on the street and editing but it it's down. not it's not interviewing so what I what I was watching all through the election time and the inauguration time was guys going out yeah. and filming just protests just filming protests and the people were out there in their hundreds in their thousands Shouting about Donald, not my president. Mm-hmm. Uh, my pussy grabs back. Mm-hmm. But they were also shouting, uh, uh, "No, no, no, Trump, no KKK, no fascist USA." Uh-huh. They were shouting, "Smash, smash USA! No more USA! No more America! Death to America!" Like cra- crazy anti-nationalistic things because they don't want to be associated with America that's organized that way. Mm-hmm. So they're like nihilistic destructive and culture killing well they're just opposed to that it doesn't mean they're destructive it means that they don't want to live in a country where racism is endorsed by the person in the highest state it's the highest office in the state but they they supported the virtue signalers the people like uh amy schumer said she'd move to spain if trump won or all the canada all the people who said they'd move to canada if trump won and that was all like i support you guys and then i was like yeah and then when trump won they're like huh And then they didn't fucking go any place. And said, my movie's out next week, by the way, go see it. Mm. Capitalist. Capitalist. Because that's what I'm saying. Like, it, Vocally it? socialist. Yeah. Financially capitalist. Absolutely. And that's all of that stuff. But it's getting into the people's heads who, who, who are looking at those, like we said earlier on, p- porn for girls. They're, they're looking at those rom-coms and going, oh, that one, she said that, Mindy Kaling said this, and Amy Schumer said this, and I, I trust them, so I believe that politically because I like their movies because they make me feel nice. And it's not... It's not... They're incapable of critical thinking. A lot of people are. I'm not just saying women. I'm saying that the people who are supporting that stuff are. There's loads of comedians out there who are very liberal, who have fans who are men, who are very much what what the right would... means you're incapable of critical... I would say being supportive of Trump means you're incapable of critical thinking personally. On some levels, yeah, both. But what what we're talking about here now, I'm criticising this cultural Marxist ideology Mm -hmm. by saying they have taken over media... In in uh, uh, on the whole, and the stuff that they're putting out seems to be uncriticizable in public because it's been put up on this righteous pedestal that's impermeable. You you're not allowed to touch that thing because it's moral and it's righteous. And how could you argue against that? And you're like, well, 
let's get down to the grassroots of what it is that be, that's being proposed, though. That or that that okay. they're advocating for. And LGBT and get, rights. I'm all for that. Can you argue yeah. against Fem, it? Fe, feminist equality. Can you argue against it? I, I'm all for that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So, what's the problem with those things? It's problems with personalities. Because they're enough. using those things as battering rams in an effort to gain power. Amy Schumer is. No, but she's part of that machine. I don't really care what she's doing. I mean, if she wants to make herself the face of it, fair enough. It's what, what about the, Le- Lena Dunham? Let her, I don't know, go Would, and run, swing for her. I couldn't give a shit about Lena Dunham. But what but I care about is people's people rights. But do, though, Colette. That's what, I'm, that's what we're talking about but here. But I think they care more about the actual rights that are being spoken about. And I think that that's what brings people onto the streets, is the fact that they don't, they don't want to be under a president who speaks so derogatory about women. Who speaks in such a horrible term and calls it, it locker room speech. He, doesn't matter what way he speaks. If the it people that, that are out in the streets going, uh, "What do you want to do with Trump? I want to kill him." Are they? Uh, is every single one of them saying that? Yeah, no, I, I, I doubt every yeah. everyone says yeah. that. So but, many, but, but there is no. that language. You're like, it's some of it is so hate filled, hate filled, and they say they're tolerant. I would be hate filled if I intolerant. felt that the person yeah, no, in but power, the, but the dean in my college, is a fucking grab piece my of pussy. shit and a Nazi. You're like, whoa, you, what? That's really like hateful. If our if our Taoiseach, which is the prime minister in Ireland, came out with such horrific statements as he came out with, and then got into power after saying those statements. I would very, I would be very disillusioned with my country, and I would start to question. Like I thought, we were all in this together, you know. I thought it, we were it, mates. It, but it perfectly fits into the narrative of the cultural Marxist ideal, where nationalism is seen as a mental disorder. I just like to say that uh, that was uh, locker room talk. Of course, yeah. uh, I wouldn't advocate the grabbing of. Uh, yeah, yeah, Leo, nice. it's, Leo, it's great nice. to have you here. Um, Leo's not grabbing just, any pussy. We just want you to know. I uh, just, uh, I, I, we I'm, know that you're pussy grabbing just, al- It's just a giraffe. It's so good in those pants that day. I'm very sorry about that. I just couldn't help myself. I thought it uh, would be reciprocated. Obviously, I was wrong. Uh, I, I oh wholeheartedly apologised. Your bicycle shorts are fantastically uh, snug. Thank fabulous. you very much. Uh, that's why, you know, as a treat for my apology, I uh, single-handedly uh, brought in uh, uh, the, the referendum for uh, oh, repeal the eight. Yeah. It was all you, Leo. I did it. Absolutely, it was my baby. Sorry, so to speak. No one intended. And you, you, it was you and Simon. How you give Simon any any props, Simon? Well, uh, uh, Simon, of course, was there. He stood beside <laughs> me at some point, uh, said a few things. Uh, so I suppose you could say that, yeah. <laughs> Talk one over, Leo. But um, it, it seems it seems that this Frankfurt School, like I said, very nihilist. They want to see an end to America. And after the Nazis came to power, the the largely Jewish uh, contingent of this Frankfurt School uh, fled to Germany and they headed to New York, where they were taken into Columbia University. And they took the criticism of the American culture there and the political correctness emerged from this chrysalis of this Marxist think tank in uh, one of the busiest cities in the, in the world at the time. The way they began this movement... And the methods that they used, it, it kind of went into hibernation in the early 40s and it emerged a bit more in the 60s because Marxism was kind of like, ah, yeah, I mean, you're in America now, boss, and uh, we can see what's happening in Russia after the war, so um, chill out there with your socialist carry on. But the 60s was this uh, kind of new liberal uh, revolution mm-hmm. uh, where people come out and went, yeah, free love, and it was all part of this. The, the, the Frankfurt School teachings were all about, you know, sexual liberation, and it had all of these... Um, uh, uh, f- like connotations for freedom and for free expression and it wasn't as insidiously destructive as it was in the beginning or as it is today or so the capitalism. 60s or well I mean <laughs> the guys in the 60s weren't capitalists because they had no money there was no way to make money and 
they were f- trying to get out of being drafted into a war so they didn't want to work they wanted to all stay in college because if they were in college it means you weren't drafted mm-hmm. but being in college meant that you were exposed to all of these people who grew up learning about this uh, uh, liberal socialist Frankfurt school kind of humanities they, they, that, that's where these guys were all learning in college in the 40s and 50s and then they were the teachers in the 60s teaching the kids in school in the 60s who were staying in college longer and for, for more uh, uh, than they really should have to get out of being drafted into the Vietnam War and then when they got released they were all like conscientious objectors and they were filled with all of this rhetoric that these guys had p- pumped into them from the lads came over from the Frankfurt school so you can see how this evolved into heavy college indoctrination of these kids of these political ideologies and then when let out onto the street the 60s happened mm-hmm. free love and the free love highway the highway is long and the love is free they're out there playing music turning on tuning in and dropping out i don't want to take part in this capitalist society fuck lbj fuck nixon i don't want any part of this shit civil rights was happening mm-hmm. people were going we need change and change was happening mm-hmm. Kennedys were dying left, right, and centre. <laughs> yeah, and and kings, but it just seemed like a, a more wholesome, non-destructive movement. Mm. Whereas now, because, and I can understand, man, I fucking understand that. It's like, juxtaposed with shit. Now it's so far gone to the right, and it's so far gone into neoliberalism mm. and toxic capitalism and mm. complete like unilateral capitalistic control. I get it. Mm-hmm. in order to pull back from that you're going to have to break something it's like that fish you know when you're pissing in a river in Brazil you have to pull and it out and that fish yeah, like yeah, swims, swims up, up your up piss <laughs> and then just gets into your dick and goes <laughs> and just sticks himself to the inside you have to like that well that fish has gone up so you can pull it out and rip your urethra apart because he's covered in spines or you're going to have to go in surgically and flay the dick and open it up like a fucking sashimi roll and take the fish out it's going to cause more damage but less pain so which one are you going to do? Rip the fish out and fuck the dick up? Or are you going to like surgically do the thing and open up the helmet and take a little time, a little bit of care, and a little bit of education, and a little bit of patience and a little bit of consideration for the future of that dick? You don't care about the fish. The fish is the enemy. The fish is terrifying you know, toxic masculinity. The fish is, is uh, uh, white supremacy. Mm-hmm. You don't care about the fish. But that fish is not going anywhere, man, until you either pull it out and wreck the dick yeah. or cut the dick a little bit and let the fish out. Fish goes back in the water. It's all good, man. Just let it go. You still have your dick and it's not ripped apart. Is the dick capitalism? The dick is the world. Okay. Well, the dick well, is the, society. The dick that, is the that's world. The what thing, a the scope, statement. The, Fucking patriarchy, man. Well, I don't think... <laughs> I, don't think that that, I don't think that that fish climbs up women's piss streams because it can't... Well, that is one sexist fish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fuck that fish as well. It can't get into the little flap. Uh, Fuck the misogynistic fish. He's tried. He's gone up and he's tried. So this movement, like really took a, a new lease of life in the 60s, really got into it. Like, they were like, yeah, man, fucking hippies, man. Like, free love. Everyone gets everything. Like, we share everything. But it was a real low-rent situation. It was a lot of people at the bottom, but they were the same, mm. you know? And they were happy to have nothing. No shoes, just wearing bell-bottoms, fucking around in a lot of muck, riding like this, each this other. Is, this is the way the world's going to be. They genuinely, you hear that over yeah. and over again. They genuinely believe wild, that wild this country. is it. Wild, wild country. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Chalk it down. Yeah. That's the way they wanted the world. Yeah. The whole world can't, can't operate like a kibbutz. Do you know, Jonestown, the Manson family. Like, there were, there were experiments that were happening at the time. And we've looked at both of those. And I contended that it was probably a capitalistic republic, <laughs> republican conspiracy 
to show that a situation or a society like that is untenable and right. unrealistic mm-hmm. by making an example of someone like Jim Jones who took a thousand people to Guyana and tried to make a socialist. Uh, and then uh, send a senator down mm-hmm. after him. But they sent the senator down because they felt that there was people being mistreated mm-hmm. because as in any socialist society, some people aren't going to be as equal as other people. It's not going to, it's not physically possible to have that. It's the ideal. It doesn't happen. So some people were getting mistreated and they sent down the senator to try and get him back for their families. Kill and then he shot the senator because mm-hmm. it's like, well, the fucking party's over. And he was paranoid. He was on drugs as well. And then everyone drank the Kool-Aid and they all died. Mm-hmm. Like, Wild Wild Country, you saw how that happened. Mm-hmm. It was too, it was too good, but it was only working for a small amount of people. Mm-hmm. And still, people came in from Hollywood. The liberal left from Hollywood came in. You saw that woman came in and took over from Sheila, who was the... The, the Hollywood the, the producer of Godfather. Yeah. One of the producers yeah. of Godfather. Yeah. The Bogwan's right-hand woman, Sheila, came all the way from India with them and she got ousted mm. because of human greed. Mm. So mm. socialism is only as powerful as the le- as the least greediest person that takes part yeah. in it. And that's the fucking problem. Yeah. Yeah. But it is author- like You can't have any other type of socialism. Did you know the first Libertarian matrix? left. Yeah, it doesn't. The libertarian left and syndic- anarcho-syndicalists. It doesn't work, though. It doesn't practically it's never, work. It's never actually been practiced. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it do- because it can't. Because there's too many, uh, uh, like, there's too many people, first of all. You can't mass-produce any of that stuff with such small, like, inculcated communities. You can't produce the amount of plastics and the amount of food necessary to feed all these people. It's not like we can run 50 million kibbutzes around the whole world. It's not going to happen. Unless we all go on a ketogenic diet and eat oranges and white fish and like we farm and milk our own goats and shit like can i go to my log cabin that's good that's what we we're talking about <laughs> earlier <laughs> yeah but tap but, out but you're talking about reducing the entire planet down to like the level of a, some some kind of like weird like encampment so what about finance what about industry what about the space race what about technology and self-driving cars what about communications technology internet computers like who's going to make all that shit the rest of us in, in in the Western world are going to be fucking rolling around in our orange groves, loving socialism, while there's a lot of <laughs> Chinese children making their iPhones with the precious metals that are only available that's there. That's what's like, happening now anyway. Yeah, but they're under a fucking communist regime that's totally authoritarian. They're running what we want to be. Yeah. Being presented as a communist Of course, regime. that's what any communist regime is, because communism doesn't work. <laughs> because you need a capitalist engine to be able to produce the things that people want and need. No one is going to volunteer to not have the thing if they know the thing is there. A communist car with capitalist engine. juice. It was ca- capitalist petrol and a capitalist engine. Mm. And if maybe a couple of the trimmings are capitalist as well. Like a couple the of capitalist um, furry dice. Yeah. Thanks. That's the way it fucking works, man. Yeah. So they, these guys uh, used the marriage of Marxism and Freudian theory. And they said that the judgment of this uh, leftist regime is fascist they said that uh, their opponents are fascist and their ideology is a psychological and moral misstep and they say that nationalism under this marriage of marxism and freudian theory that nationalism is a, a mental disorder right so the frankfurt school created the victim class in the replacement of the working class that grew up to be what we now know as the social justice coalition and it's it's totally like you can follow that line mm. all the way through from the 20s till now like 100 years of social justice and you see it popping back up, popping back up, and popping back up. I'm not saying capitalism is the cure or the answer. But please don't come asking for your rights. Well, <laughs> I mean, both of them are asking to give up your rights for in order for security, right? No. And I, I also, like, what's nationalism? I'm not going to say it's a mental illness. I'm quite proud to be Irish. But also lines of countries are being redrawn every day. 
You know what I mean? So what what is nationalism really? You know what I mean? It, Countries are only abandon, ideas. A country they, is an idea. That's they want all you it to is. they want you to abandon so to any identity that's outside of their control. So if you're a, if you identify as a nationality, they have no control. The Frankfurt School had no control over government or government policy, so they couldn't police or control or influence how you thought about that. But if they were able to make you abandon nationality and identify as either your race, your gender, or your sexuality, they could remotely implant certain ideas and concepts to be able to fuel your engine to make you act and think in a certain way. So take away the elements of control or the elements of influence that they didn't have control over, like nationalism, mm-hmm. and re-implant hyper-individualism. That's what And then com- confuse that. And then when they come asking for answers, dear Bhagwan, tell us the answers. And they're just like, well, what you have to do is make sure that no one criticizes you. And <laughs> if they say something that you don't agree with, report them to Twitter. Then they get banned or lose their blue tick. And, you know, the rest is history. Mm. That's what happens, man. The hyper individualism is, is rampant. Rampant. It's here. And we're all not that special. I only have a podcast because I'm able to talk good and make words good. Yeah. I'm not special. You know, why are you listening to me? But at the same time, people are. It's a choice. This is entertaining. So what I'm going to do with all of that behind us then, uh, what I'm going to do is uh, take a lot of the cultural Marxist theorists, uh, the guys who worked with the the Frankfurt School and the guys who kind of put all of this uh, critical theory, as we're going to talk about now, uh, into practice in uh, Western society after the Frankfurt School kind of decant to uh, New York, uh, guys called Georg Lukács, uh, Antonio Gramsci and uh, Felix Veal and Eric Fromm, Theodore Adorno and Herbert Marcuse, who was probably the guy who put, I, I guess, uh, sexual identity and the sexual revolution uh, uh, on its back and rode it into the mattress. <laughs> um, he, he was the guy who basically went like, it's okay to be gay, guys. It's totally fine. Mm. Uh, in his book, Eros and Civilization. So I, I think each of them deserve their own little half hour uh, a special. The, play, the player profile or, or, you know, something a little bit deeper than uh, what we could go into now. Because cultural Marxism and what they went on with, like, I don't have as much criticism about their individual works as I would about the the whole thing as a, as a, as a whole, as a political identity, you know. Mm. Um, what they go on with is socialism, is... Uh, a critical theory it's postmodernism, which we'll talk about now in a second too and it's the destruction of, of like the fabric of society as we know it but at the same time <coughs> a lot of it is right do you know <laughs> a lot of it is like yeah the world would be better if that was the thing do you know yeah. uh, you have Theodore Adorno who, who uh, wrote the authoritarian personality where a lot of it is criticisms of parenthood family pride Christianity traditional gender roles nationalism uh, and he defines all of those as pathological phenomenon. So that's that's where that stuff comes from. Now, the fact that he categorizes them as, as pathological, yeah, it's a little bit overcritical, but at the same time, there are a lot of reforms needed in those elements to keep society running in an orderly fashion and running Yeah, is that what he's saying? Like, that's, that means it's, it's hardwired into uh, like a, a Western society. That pathological phenomenon. Yeah, that they're, they're immovable... Um, mm concepts and immovable uh, machinations mm. that humans operate under like the way we raise kids is pathologically implanted in society so there's a mother and a father and you need both of those and yeah. he talks about like it, it, it takes a village you can raise 
in, yeah. a, in a kind of a commune setting or single mother so long as they're able to fulfill such and such a role or whatever. Yeah. So it's like the breakdown of the traditional family structure. Now that's been taken by modern liberals to say that like, you know, uh, you don't you don't need a traditional family structure to be a well-rounded person, whereas a lot of kind of skeptics of that and, and modern psychologists would say that not having a father figure in your life can be detrimental. That can be. It absolutely definitely is detrimental to your to your growth, but the growth into the normalcy that was defined by who is the thing, you see? Mm. So for, like, and for how long? Who decides yeah. what's normal? Exactly. So if you don't have a father figure, you're not going to grow up to be this certain type of person. Mm. And Adorno says, why would you want to be that sort of person? Yeah. Do you know? It opened the door to a lot of um, criticism from the right saying like, you know, two mammies. Mm. <laughs> if, you're, if you're parents of a lesbian couple... And then it obviously gets diluted and diluted and diluted. Or who's the primary Down caregiver to, as well. Yeah, exactly. And and, uh, and the changes like the male role go out and work and the woman stays at home, tied to the sink, barefoot. Like these kind of things have to be questioned. They have to be changed. They have to be evolved as the world evolves. But to find out why and how to do it in the best way is is, is not only like necessary, but it's... Or it's not only... Uh, um like politically correct or it's not only all of these things that the writer like Whoa, but it's necessary for society it doesn't for society, belong to one ideology exactly, exactly. It's, a, it's, a, it's a human thing rather than a political thing but because it came from these guys and it came from these types of thoughts and it came from this school of, of study yeah. and that obviously a socialist political bent people are going no no have traditional gender roles and the, the, the nuclear family is the only way to go because if you don't do that people grow up weird and you're like, what's wrong with weird? But also traditionalists don't want anything. To, if you're traditional, you're obviously conservative and you're opposed to change generally. You like things to stay the way they are because yeah. you're based in fear. And um, you think things are fine as they are. But anyone who's progressive, it's it's a threat. People just don't like, some people just don't like change. Yeah. People fear change. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. then you're naturally conservative because you want things to be conserved and stay the way they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it probably in opposite, partially in opposition to an ideology they're proposed, they're opposed to, but also because it doesn't suit their worldview. Well, it doesn't suit how they want the world to operate, yeah. which is have a, a, you know, a mother and a father in a household work and paying tax, yeah. both buying things and then have the kids disaffected. So they'll want to <coughs> busy themselves with. Yeah, you know, playstations and other. Well, you can advocate traditional gender roles and fear change, and be tolerant of people who yeah. want to book that system. Yeah. Uh, yes. You know, I think it's a thing of like live and let live. Who, who, yeah, yeah live and go. let Perfect. live. Yeah. If 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 you know Billy has two mammies, that just means that you know he doesn't have a man to show him how to shave. But like, he'll survive. You know, his both his mammies <laughs> shaved their legs, yeah. so they know how to work <laughs> a razor. It's just things. like. Yeah. Think your chin is your knee. It's not. It's not <laughs> these things that are. But it's. And I understand how underrepresentation and stuff like that. Like you don't see. You often see in the ads like Gillette, the best a man can get. And then you have like a man, and he's like shaving, and he has the son, and the son is like shaving with the side of a comb because he's like copying yeah. daddy or whatever. Yeah. But you never see like a Gillette, the best. And there's like a big, butch, leather-clad, hairy dyke who has big hairy legs, and she's like acquiescing to going okay i don't normally shave my legs because you know that's a fucking society a yoke of pa- patriarchy that makes me want to have smooth legs but i do it for you billy to show you how to shave your face so you yeah. get shave against the grain and you know this whole that's not done because it's a very yet yet gillette 
We haven't used lesbians yet. Uh, but it's just it's just that it's just that representation is so small that they're not going to advertise to that group. Mm. And people are going, We want that now. You have to go like it's not gonna happen now. Mm. Sorry. I remember this. Relax. Yeah. Incrementally it's incrementally happening. those things will change. But why do you want to subvert a traditional role? Why do you want to make a female Ghostbusters? Just to get your fucking foot in the door of that thing. Like, why don't you make a new thing with... with Kristen Wiig and, and Melissa McCarthy are two of the most talented comedic actresses ever. Like, I fucking love both of them. But why did they have to go and do that thing? And why was Leslie Jones involved? Yeah. Do you know? I'd rather eat a nugget, a Ferrero Rocher-sized nugget of my own shit than have to watch, like, Leslie Jones on a screen. I I just didn't watch the movie because I just knew it was going to be awful. The reviews were bad, and I just everything was bad. I love the original, so and the same could be said for a lot of remakes that I I just don't watch or don't want to watch because I love the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, the lads Ray Ray nearly said nearly said Ray. Bill Murray, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, so Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray like were involved in they played cameos in it or whatever, mm-hmm. which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just so it's just so unnecessary to have to tear down that already traditionally constructed gender For, norm to yeah. be able to also you know it's a lot that, of work <laughs> yeah as well but i think adorno's adorno's work like it, it is a criticism of that the traditional gender roles and and family pride and nationalism like there are certain elements and especially at the time it was written there are certain elements that are toxic to do with that because you're excluding people who are not of your culture you're a uh, like absolutely anti-multiculturalism you're you're acultural you're politically monolithic you are from where he was from like predominantly white um mm-hmm. predominantly christian and predominantly traditional like uh, that was One the that, that was the p- punk rock of the time is to go like all this shit is lies <laughs> but when those guys wrote that like when people wrote the bible and then you have the christians going the Bible is paramount. Yeah. Like, read it word for word, no abortions. It's like, yeah, but it also says doesn't eat, don't eat shrimp. You know, yeah, these kind of things where they pick and choose or the Quran is like the holiest book. Like, the words in this are absolute and, you know, you have to take the head off your enemy or you have to, you know, the woman has to cover her hair and all these things Jesus, that are, Jesus doesn't mention homosexuality not once. Yeah. But he did exclusively hang around with 12 men. I'm just saying. Yeah, with long hair and flowing robes. Just saying. You don't wear Birkenstocks like that and not be if anything, you a little bit exploratory. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, but it just, it just. Yeah, twisting things to suit your own. Um, yeah, they're taking his writings and they're putting it onto these these elements of control where they're going to change contemporary society to match these older, more critical. Like, like you said to me, I, I'm here in this bubble. I'm sitting in this room. I'm looking at stuff through the prism of the internet. I might be taking too much of it in. Just like the people who are in LGBT community of their friends, LGBT community uh, outside their friends in, in whatever pubs or clubs or whatever they go to. They're in all the, the, the organizations and clubs and societies in their college. They go on marches and are surrounded by those people all the time. And everything to do with their identity mm-hmm. is okay. part of the gay community. So a criticism of the gay community is a criticism of them as a person rather than of the ideology of their political affiliates. 
So then they take it so personally, and that's the problem in there. That that I think Republicans or traditionalists or conservatives or you know those people are able to shut themselves off. They don't get triggered. Yeah, they don't get triggered. Yeah, because they're not equating their politics to their identity. And you know what's really hard to change your identity. But if you were given a new political opinion, I disagree. Sorry, that you that you don't uh, agree with. But you are forced to buy logic and reason or you're you're going like, well, that thing you believe is not true. Tell me why. Here's why. Oh, fuck. OK, shit. Tell me the thing that you know. And you can change on the spot mm-hmm. because it's not you haven't built up your community of friends. You haven't built up, you know, your record collection is all like Katie Lang or whatever. You're not. Yeah. You're not fucking. Uh, as far as you're concerned, you're 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 on the ground floor of this. Like, yeah, just, you yeah. are gay and gay as you. I'm just taking like that for an example. Mm-hmm. That these people are part of protest culture and protesting is part of their identity. Mm-hmm. Being part of this movement is part of their identity. And if the movement is attacked, they feel personally attacked. I think you're probably mistaken solidarity with identity there. I'm sure we all, everyone needs to be aware that we are in a bubble, especially when we're communicating only with like-minded people. But I don't think that's purely something that's of the left. I think Christians feel very attacked. People who, you know, with regards to gun ownership or whatever, who very firmly believe that they should true. have okay, guns. Yeah, true, they yeah. feel personally attacked and this is my right and they're basically born with a gun in their hand. So, like, you know, I don't think it's, you know, something that's exclusively of the left. If anything, I'd say the left is very internally critical. It's very fragmented historically and it's always been and it's always, try- as being pro- progressive, it questions itself. It's self-critical and it, it's open to involvement. Whereas the, the right is essentially sees perfection in the past in fundamentalism in a return to values and so isn't internally kind of critical doesn't see any need to be internally critical because it thinks things traditionally as they are are perfect and don't need to change so i'd say if anyone's going to be more self-aware or critical it would be the left but also the left being on the left i think that we need to be conscious of not excluding people and not, you know, just like just like you said, by li- live and let yeah. live, like live yeah, and let yeah. Live. Uh, absolutely, yeah. I, I take your point there, but yeah, the, the right does seem to be rooted in something that would be considered an old way, an old world, yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, and are are much like, yeah, they're kind of represented by older people, boomers, mm. uh, older white people, older white in, males, in, 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 in who want to return to a better way of life and just leave things as they are to yeah. make yeah. America great yeah. again. Again, exactly. A return to something which Remember never Reagan? existed. Yeah. Ronnie, Ronnie was a good guy. It was good for me. Well, yeah. Hey, Ronnie. <laughs> well, I, I said make great America again. America great again. Uh, <laughs> Nancy, I messed up again. <laughs> Did you fall down again, Ron? Oh. That's it. I, uh, I'm smoking the pot. He <laughs> <you know? laughs> just looked like him. <laughs> on the face but it's 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 one of those things that like i guess yeah the the right does have a grow for the past Mm. and the left has a horn for the future Mm -hmm. neither the twix nor tween will meet (laughs) but what about the present do you know like those two well, things. Well, this is where the, the shit storm will happen. Yeah, yeah, those two yeah, things yeah. are immovable. Like, the, the, in order to get the future that the left want, the present has to be unilaterally and immediately destroyed. Mm. But in order to. Destroyed a strong word. Whoa. Evolved, transmuted, created into something better. It's one hell of a task, though, isn't it? It's huge. Yeah, I don't think the evolution us. of what we have going through, you know, it's natural, it's natural and f- like uh, request 
like the, as, as quickly as the left want to request it if it changed that much and went to its natural evolution I don't think it would be what they want I think they want to reverse what's happening they want to destroy a lot of the parts of what's happening uh, in culture and replace it with something else for example sorry like masculinity and, and, and patriarchy destroy they're talking masculinity they're talking about smash the patriarchy yeah. get rid of like get, destroy the patriarchy what is the patriarchy though what are they trying to destroy within the patriarchy then the unilateral control of of men over so positions of power, but also like, the patriarchy is a million things. To share power, is it to share though? Of course, it's to share. It's absolutely to share. No, it, 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 that's what they're a- we're advocating for equality, not to not to dominate. I think you might be. Well, I think there's a lot of people who feel the same way as me. I think that we're predominant, but we're just not as noisy, and we don't get we don't gain as much traction because we don't, we, you know, it's not clickbait. But I think that I, I rep myself personally, the women around me, people mm. I interact with are mostly rational, reasonable people. And I, I think that, well, I'm not going to say, oh, I sit here and go, I'm the rational one. But you know what I mean? I believe myself to be, I'm sure everyone does. But yeah. essentially, like everyone is, lo- we're looking for equality and to share. And if, if, if you feel that t- that takes something from you or your status in society, that's because you've benefited from the status quo. It's, what's wrong with sharing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Why are you so intimidated by something that may just involve your sister, your wife, your mother. It is, getting it a little is, bit more of the cake. Lo- it seems logical. It seems logical, of course. Yeah. Just Equality to, for, is the equality ideal, is obviously. Yeah. I, I, I totally yeah. agree with that. And, you, and you, you would think that the majority of your friends would feel the same way yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as you, you know, because it just, it just makes sense. Why wouldn't it be it anything else? It just seems else? to me that some people want to be a bit more equal than others. How can you be more equal, though? What are they trying to gain? But that's I, like, the thing. I, by vilifying men and male culture and... I think they're fringe feminists. Yeah. I really do. I genuinely have I, do. Have I fallen foul to the internet again? I really think that if they are going to be held... You're showing my bias here, Colette. Oh, I, I, uh, I, 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 I feel like you've... you've I think most people, like you've most You've pulled times, open a sutured wound and went... I'd actually say most times... It's all times. rotten in there. <laughs> God, oh, look, it's all rotten. And there's a weird <laughs> little fish in there. What's all that? <laughs> yeah. Let's bring up the fish analogy I didn't say where the wound was now. Splay the wound. Yeah, I think... I think I think I could be I think I could be poisoned by the internet. No, come on. No, but I've looked at an awful lot of stuff, and it all seems to to point that way. And these, after the hundreds of hours of consumption of this material, like maybe I forgot where I was coming from. It's yeah, start, it, you know? it's so easy to dehumanize and look at rhetoric, and that's what I think a lot of people who are intimidated by equality try to do: present things as rhetoric and dehumanize people who are asking for a little bit of change. And just present them as a word, SJW. And then you can lump them all together and just deride them and kind of sneer at them. But if you actually look at them as individual people who are just saying, putting their finger up and going, here, listen, we just want a little bit of, like, you know, normal. But I I do look at them as individual people on interviews (laughs) by the hundred on the internet. And the shit they say is fucking bananas. Of course being held up because that, that helps you to shut down the argument. As soon as you, you hold up some but, fringe but to me, kill all ma- men person. The amount of stuff that I've heard on the internet, right, and the amount of stuff I've heard from rational, yeah. logical people that I know are on the internet, mm. there's an awful lot more. It's noisier. It's louder. Yeah. It gets more attention. It gets more attention. If I'm going to say but kill it, all men, hashtag, yeah, that's, you know. That's, that's, yeah. click, that's clickbait right so, there, of course. So yeah. it's getting more attention, which means it's more popular, which means the message is disseminated to more people, which means that more people will then think that way and influenced by it. Idiots. And they think that that's the norm. Yeah, but useful idiots is the, the, the fodder of socialism. Mm. Oh. That's absolutely the father of socialism. People who go along with it because they're like, we promise you a thing. Oh, okay, free stuff. That's what happens. 
And then you end up with a paradigm that's around uh, people trying to find their victimhood to be to be uh, uh, accepted into this society then. So how many more people are finding their victimhood over, over the last, like, two years? And, yeah. And how many people who are totally fine, who are totally grand? Like, there's a whole... Um, <laughs> I, 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 I know it's found on Tumblr, but there's a whole... Uh, you find it in YouTube videos. It's, it's called Before and After Feminism. And there's all these girls, and they're, like, 22. And they're, like, totally normal looking, and they have long hair, and they do all this stuff. And then it's, like one year later and they have a million piercings and their heads are shaved <laughs> and they're shaved blue and they have all face tattoos and you're like, shit. Mm. That's all right. That's I know it's totally fine. But at the same time, what made you do that? And what, like, what red pilled them into or blue pilled them into that environment, that culture, that company and that image? Like, they've taken their politics and followed a certain politic that was given to them. At some point, they were told something that went mm. and it resonated with them and they went, <gasps> And they could sit like you, who mm. and you look totally, totally normal. Mm. You know, you don't have any facial piercings, you don't have any face tattoos, you don't have a, the side of your head shaved, or any party is blue, right? And you can have these, espouse these thoughts, and think these things, and have these theories about life. But they feel, in order to be accepted by the people that think those same things, that they have to look like that, and they they look like. The, even, the even, front of a GMC fucking pickup truck. Even a lot of celebrities uh, have done it over the years. Yeah, well, Scarlett Johansson and Katy Perry and all that sort of thing. But really, Natalie that's, Dormer. That's good for their career as well to do yeah. that. It just it just seems that that identity politic and the 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 things that they espouse and their image and who they are as people and their community and the power that they want to get together. Like it's lovely to belong to a group, mm. but if you have to wear the uniform of the group to belong you can't just have that idea in your head there's something different about that that you feel more belong when you when you change your image or change your personality to suit that and then the identity that you hold and the politic that you believe in become one Mm -hmm. so when one is attacked the other feels attacked Mm -hmm. do you not feel that that that, that it's like that it's like i don't feel threatened by blue-haired teenagers i just don't think they're not teenagers though all right 24 year olds 24 5 6 7 yeah i mean come on i I don't think that they're really going to have any fundamental effect on my or my whatever the the community i live in existence i i I don't they don't think they hold the power in society but they're trying to to access the power and that's the thing they are getting what they want a very small cohort of that community are infiltrating, walking the halls of institutions, or are in, in, infiltrating the halls of institutions that the Frankfurt School command them to do, yeah. and getting in at the top in TV stations, radio stations. What's the worst case scenario that this could houses. come out? Like, what are, what is the worst we can hope we we can? Then anybody hope for? with a conservative viewpoint shall be silenced online and derided in public for thinking that. Thinking the, the thinking opposite their to norm a, is yeah. is okay. It's yeah. just not going to happen. It's I mean, I, I think it's scaremongering and I don't, I, I don't. It's happening in the massive platforms that people are using. YouTube is doing it all the time. Like there was literally a massive YouTube clampdown on anything to do with right wing politics since February 2017 called the Adpocalypse. Mm-hmm. And anything to do with anything that was contradictory to the party line. Like in 1984, like George Orwell. Give me an example of stuff that shut down. Anything that was criticizing, <laughs> uh, uh Hillary, there was loads of Hillary stuff. There was loads of. But um, like, how are they criticizing? Are they calling? Like, are they being really demonic and unnecessarily? No. no. They were putting up alternative facts. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, I haven't. Like, they're doing it on Twitter. If you put up a thing and go, no, don't agree with you, 
and somebody retweets it and goes, get them, girls, and then a load of people at Brigade, then they report that person to Twitter, and then that person gets kicked off of Twitter for some shit. Didn't say. it happen during the referendum as well, that Twitter, you know, oh, were Do you know what happened to me during the referendum? Shield. Wasn't Repe- it? Wasn't I got it fucking so- You got repeal shielded. I got repeal shielded. I don't know if the, I should be sitting here. <laughs> for the abortion <laughs> referendum. But I, I, I texted the girl. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember her name now. And I texted the guys from Repeal Shield and went, hey, what the actual fuck is going on? Nah. I'm advocating for a yes vote here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they goes, I, I, I don't know, maybe it was because you had conspiracy in the title and the bots just searched for you. But I went, it took me three weeks to find out why Dara Doyle, who, who runs Ireland, uh, uh, Ireland.com or whatever, he, he, he was sharing these tweets and I couldn't see those tweets because those people had blocked me. Oh, no way. And I was like... Why has Kira O'Connor blocked me? Why has uh, T- Tara Flynn blocked me? They what haven't. did I do? They hadn't blocked me. I was put on a fucking list. Mm. Oh, mate. And this is an app that you can get, and I anyone got can it, get yeah. it, right? Yeah, but it's like a thing you can get for, for blocking anybody, like, right? Yeah. And then what you're doing, and this is a perfect analogy for, like, <laughs> uh, uh, dangerous liberalism, as I would call it. Perfect analogy. What people are doing is, I'm fed up of hearing things I don't like. I'm going to give over the authority of the information that I consume to somebody else and they will decide whether that information is appropriate for me or not. Well, what, mm. So you give over your authority, Colette, you do. You give over your authority to this app and yeah. the four people who are running that app choose who is an ally and who is an enemy of that rhetoric mm-hmm. and they block everybody. And at the time I was blocked and the time I found it, that 17,000 accounts blocked. On repeal shield, we block, still, we block so you don't have to. Yeah, exactly. Good God! So you don't have to go through all the shit now. In so fairness, a lot of them were a load yeah. of bots. A lot of horrible them were awful. Stuff. The shit that Tara Flynn went through, Alison Spittle yes, went through. Disgusting. Terrible, terrible people saying awful things. But there was a lot of people caught up like me who didn't yeah. need to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's pretty unfair. But also, how many people signed up to repeal shield and didn't realize how many people were actually being blocked? So there's thousands or, and thousands or, 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 of people signed up. Or, 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 what they were given away by signing up damage. to this what are you giving away? Away? Think about what you're giving away when you sign up to an app like that. They signed away their autonomy to you're how Twitter works. Signing away your own autonomy be keeping your peace of mind. Your thoughts. Like but also blocking out opposing views. Well, because they had decided without fear of retribution or recrimination, I don't ever want to hear anything that opposes my viewpoint. I think, that's not why they were signed this, up. I think they were uh, signing up because people were posting videos of aborted fetuses on their timeline for well. having their opinion. Yeah, well, I would rather not see that. And you know, people coming on saying uh, horrible, horrific, call them all the horrible names. You shouldn't have to put up with that. And you know what? If you're going to come on and debate me civilly, then absolutely, let's do that. That's no problem. I'll engage mm. with you. But if you're going to like present straw men or ask questions um, under the guise of being just, I'm just curious. I'd just like to know. Begging but the question. Really yeah. A lot just, of logical fallacies. Yeah. yeah, but really just reeling someone in. Well, you know, and then, and then you, attacking yeah, them, and then attacking them. Yeah. Then you know, also fuck off. Do you know because these people, you know, I just don't think that double they, fuck off. Yeah, hmm. like, and if you want to choose not to have that in your inbox every time you open your phone in the morning, okay, that's yeah. Fine. But who gave how many how many accounts on that were blocked that didn't need to be like mine? Yeah. Well, see, I yeah. don't know. I yeah, don't know. I don't know, that. and I don't think anybody knows because it took like a, a day to unblock me from it. Yeah, yeah. And I was Twitter was open back up to me. And there was so many people that were blocked from me that I didn't know that I follow. All people here in Dublin. Yeah, yeah. People from the media. Like, so many people from the media mm-hmm. that I, as a media producer in Ireland, in Dublin, and a fairly fucking successful one as well, mm-hmm. was completely ostracized from because of a perceived political opinion based on the title of my show because they put out a blanket thing going, conspiracy? No. Like, mm. that is the, that's the problem in a nutshell. 
that they will look at somebody and go, we don't want his message included in our p- political discourse. Blocked. Yeah. So they and never just, get, a, like, it's not progressivism. And it's trig- trigger words, literally trigger words. Triggers. It's not progressive because you're not progressing. You're finding the thing that suits everybody at the time and you're fucking rubbing it off your fanny and loving it. And then waiting until somebody inside your own group goes, hey guys, maybe we'll move over here a little small bit. Yeah, okay. And eventually you become so removed from reality that any decision you make is totally internal. You're not looking at the outside world or how the rest of the people think. And then you end up fucking getting Trump elected when the the exit polls were given 92% Hillary Mm. because they were fucking blind. They were sucked into, they had a hose pipe up their hole and they were sucking their own farts out of their arse believing that they were the best thing ever since sliced bread and Hillary's going to get 92% and they got a fucking queer land hmm. when Trump came in. Like well, I'm glad. I'm just as glad as you that Hillary got defeated. I hope but, for now that the Democrats will look, Democrats will look at themselves and what they actually stand for. But and, and, same, and I don't believe in some bubbles. countries in Europe, Italy, yeah. Germany, they, uh, the popular France, the populist movement is... Le Pen nearly, nearly won it. Just like it's, it's by, a D here. Uh, and, uh, but a populist uh, politician got voted in, in, in Italy. Ger- in, ger- the German, uh, in Germany, Germany, wasn't it? The, the party for the first time uh, that's uh, right, since that the was war. It, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, you've had all sorts going on that people weren't expecting. I mean, that's why repeal was so to the wire. Nobody knew. Nobody knows. Yeah. You can't claim Everybody to know on, on the eve of it was saying, I yeah. don't know how this is going to go. And then I remember seeing the, the figures then that night at about midnight or 70% so. 70% of the Irish population uh, voted to, see yeah. to repeal the 8th Amendment to the Irish Constitution to allow abortion to be legal in Ireland. And it should be legal by November this year. Mm. Should be able to go in for your first procedures. Um, it'd be a nice little Christmas gift card or whatever if you were planning on having an abortion. Just there a nice little... Oh, man. There you go. Uh, happy Christmas. Baby Jesus. Or not as the case may be. Yeah. But um, I, I, I think that that encapsulates that whole thing, though, like that they're willing to block, like they're critical of... Used indiscriminately, it's not that wise. But yeah, used, and it is being used indiscriminately. Targeted to people who where it's justified, absolutely, I 100% agree with it. If you're going to just spout crap, well, then expect the consequences. I don't, it's also my right not to respond to you or to disregard you. Yeah, it surely. That's yeah. the uh, to, to completely ignore the free market of thoughts and ideas. Yeah. Right? That's what I'm saying. Like when when someone you know, if you got attacked online, you could just simply just go and you know, you'd be. I, th- I think you'd be strong enough person to go. No, you're all right, mate. Yeah, yeah. But the difference I, between I'm not even say that. Just kind of like yeah, ignore it. Yeah. Well, unless it's uh, hyper aggressive and disgusting and ugly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Depends. But sometimes you're like, you're a cunt. You're like, I, I know I'm not. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's when it's when they say something and it really hits home that you're like oh, there's an element of truth in that fuck. I don't hear it <laughs> and that's maybe where they get triggered because number. it's maybe somewhere close to the truth and they don't like that you know mm. also there's a lot of people on the left in, their, in those minorities that get an awful lot of shit to talk I, I know I'm arguing a point that's, women that's, especially uh, um, yeah <laughs> I mean men get a lot of shit too you know yeah oh no I'm not scouting it but I'm saying during the referendum Oh, during the referendum, women were baby, mur- gen- baby yeah. genocide, baby murders. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, it was free. It was full on, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. And on, on, like the shit, tar- poor old Tara Flynn, like she did so much, so much, and got abused. Of course, she did. She was the face for it, and and you know they had to attack someone. And I really admire her for putting herself out there. To be yeah. honest, Alison Spittle too. She achieved did an awful so work. much. Yeah, amazing work. People getting uh, attacked in the street for for for, for you know. With the, with the yes badge on them. Yeah, I seen I seen people getting punched. I was out mm. I was at filming all the week before the referendum, yeah. Saturday and Monday and Tuesday, mm-hmm. and I was seeing no people getting punched and yes people getting punched. Yeah, and you're like, 
Fucking relax. The story of someone who uh, had the yes badge on and a rather old lady came up and said, uh, grabbed it by the arm, are you going to vote yes? And they said yes. And she took them by the arm and says, the devil has a hold on you. Oh. And the person looked at this person and their hand and where it was and went, yeah, I think the devil does have a hold on me. Like, call me then, you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, for critical theory, uh, it was first defined by uh, Max Horkheimer uh, as a social theory oriented towards uh, changing society as a whole, and in contrast to traditional theory, which only explained it. Uh, the critical part, as he defines it, insofar as it seeks to liberate human beings from the circumstances that enslave them. I mean, that's a that's a reasonable request it for seems, people. It seems enlightened. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If you are in a situation where you feel enslaved. Yeah, wouldn't you like your freedom? Here's the power to change your circumstances though you don't feel enslaved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like uh, debt forgiveness or, you know, student loan amnesty or if you're a, a black person who was convicted of a minor drugs charge and now you have a criminal record and you can't get a job because you're a felon. Yeah, that's not right. Especially when weed is fucking legal most of the places in America And it was, now. whatever, 30 years ago or something. Yeah. Like, that shit yeah, should cool. be changed. Mm. Yeah. Do you know? Um, Kim Kardashian will fight your corner in the Oval Office. You hope. You can keep your fingers crossed for that lottery. And people were giving her so much shit for that. And you're like, dude, someone's doing something. Shut the fuck up and let her do it. It was a good thing she was doing. Yeah. And, and she made person. some leeway with it. She, she makes some headway with if it. If you get Donald's ear, you know. So the critical part of critical theory comes mostly from uh, the one and only Immanuel Kant. And if anyone can't, Emmanuel can't. His right. critique of pure reason, where critique means uh, examining and establishing the limits of validity of a faculty type or body of knowledge, especially through accounting for the limitations imposed by the fundamental, irreducible concepts in use in that knowledge system. Now, I'll go through that again. Emmanuel Kant has a critique of pure reason, where his version of critique means examining the limits and establishing the limits of the validity of a faculty type or body of knowledge, especially through accounting for the limitations imposed by the fundamental irreducible concepts in use in that knowledge system. So it's like, you don't know what you don't know. There are unknown unknowns. Known unknowns and unknown unknowns, yeah. So like, basically, it's like everything that anyone ever knew ever can be discounted because you don't know in that knowledge system is there a fundamental flaw until you find it. And I guess anybody who's like a programmer or if you're someone who works with like computer code, um, this is basically like stack overflow for uh, logic and reason. So it's like <laughs> if, if something doesn't make sense, then uh, you just let it pile over into stack overflow and then it'll just work somehow and you don't know why and you'll never ever touch it <laughs> for fear of breaking something and then it won't work anymore. Like that's how it works. I think... Uh, Kant and his his theories need to be more like deftly examined. I have a lot of reading to do over the summer mm-hmm. to try and get into this stuff. I'd love to be able to talk to people, and I'm going to organise some interviews um, that we'll do live. Uh, I'm using Squadcast now, and it'll be uh, lovely audio quality when I'm doing interviews with people to and from. So I'm going to get some experts on these topics over the next few weeks, and there's going to be a live show where we will go through the stuff. From uh, Antonio Gramsci and from and the other lads from the, uh, the 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 Frankfurt School because that stuff is quite important, mm. uh, but but deep and heavy and we're kind of talk trying to keep a podcasty here rather than going into mm-hmm. 
like it's a lot of Deep reading theoretical yeah like yeah you could be here reading it for ages and ages and it won't go into your head any more than if you're reading a book mm-hmm. or, or a synopsis on a website at home like there's no need that's how i felt in the oh, 48 hours yeah, of, of looking at this stuff brain before yeah, i got yeah, there yeah. it was like my brain was going it's I, 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 you know i'm understanding it right now but it's not staying in it's not going in you know because it, it, uh, it's, it's so there's so much in so it's theoretical it's not going in a practical fashion <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah, there you yeah. go lovely yeah perfect perfect so, I'm not going to close the book and go, okay. Yeah. There's, there's lads who do this on the reg. Um, it's like it's like a, a, talking to a bunch of people on multi-screens. You're yeah. like, okay, you. Right, okay, right. Well, what, do, what do you think of that? Then? Yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. Oh, that's just completely juxtaposed everything. But, but they're using references and stuff and, and terms that mm. unless you know the stuff that they knew before they wrote the thing that they wrote, mm-hmm. you won't know either. So you're going back to the people that they learned from. Yeah. Mm. To try and, it's so you need deep. Clip and I, yeah, 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 I didn't do that stuff in college. I don't know that stuff. Just a you know? preceding yeah. uh, paragraph there. Yeah. You're just like, what? Absolutely. Yeah. It's heavy language. <laughs> But but most of that stuff can be uh, put under the umbrella of postmodernism. Now, postmodernism is the new regeneration of, of Marxism. Uh, it's kind of the acceptable nomenclature for cultural Marxism. Uh, either critical theory or postmodernism. And it all comes under the one umbrella when you're describing what this phenomenon that I'm talking about in this show, like culture, Marx, identity. Let's politics. face it, it sounds nicer too. Yeah, postmodernism, <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do with Marx, but it's also, it's a little bit... Uh, it's a little bit kind of harder to deconstruct than cultural Marxism, which is just basically Marxism that's about culture, not economics. But this postmodernism is a new regeneration of Marxism uh, after it fully died uh, a proper death in the, in the late 1950s due to its obvious inaccessibility in real world circumstances. And after seeing how destructive communism was in Maoist China and in Stalin's Russia, the new iteration of this class-based operation was ported into this oppressor-oppressed mold and a cultural divide uh, was created and postmodernism was the engine driving uh, this division. So everything to the postmodernist is about power. So cultural Marxism is that critical theory, postmodernism, postcolonialism, multiculturalism, all kind of smashed into one and each different uh, 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 Captain Planet kid of the Frankfurt School. It's all like, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, 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 Adorno, Adorno, water, mm. Gramsci. Fire! Like, it's all these guys come together yes. to pull all these different theories together into this kind of melting pot of what we would call critical theory or postmodernism. So everything to the postmodernists about power and their main motivation, allegedly, <laughs> arguably, is to accrue power. They need to undermine the oppressors and take their power using the tools of identity politics and political correctness. This is what's accused of postmodernists. So postmodernism is classified... And we're talking about a political postmodernism. It's not about art. It's not about, like, just loads of awesome postmodernist art and, of course. and you know, music and writing and books, books and literature mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. But this is a, the postmodernist political viewpoint as pertaining to uh, cultural Marxism, as we were talking about it. So postmodernism is classified as a broad skepticism, subjectivism, or relativism, and a general suspicion of reason and an acute sensitivity to the role of ideology in asserting and maintaining political and economic power. That says it all, really. Mm-hmm. Like, it's you, you, it, it's a suspicion of reason. It's a critique of known fact, known logic, known information, uh, a promotion of skepticism and subjectivism and relativism. Everything's relative. And that's nice when you're talking about, like, you know, trying to talk somebody down out of a panic attack. Come on, man, it's all relative. But when you're talking about, like, societal injustices and and the wage gap or, you know... uh, classes. uh, Class systems or third world uh, uh, 
economic policy like it's all relative mm. it doesn't really work do you know but it's out there and it's the norm it's easy to say yeah yeah it's like those cunts are like oh we, uh, that'd be that'd be great on a on a t-shirt and you just kind of go hey look man that's just the way it is man that's the way of the world that's the name of my new band <laughs> you're like what the fuck does that mean do you know everything to the postmodernist is about power like I said and uh, they don't really believe in reality as we all see it they dismiss the objective reality as naive realism and the reality is a conceptual construct and their skepticism of history of past events and the reality we live in is just an artifact of scientific practice and language which is changing and they are helping change it objective reality is dismissed as naive realism you don't think what you think you think yeah what yeah 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 the things that you think you don't think you think them you think you think you think them but that's not what you really think is it just that's what they want you to think basically yeah. essentially saying that everything's open to question yeah well isn't that true can anyone but not open to question but it's it's everything is should be demanding of questioning and i to, i totally agree with that yeah. mm-hmm. but at the same time anything that's proven to be <clears throat> fact they're going yeah but is it though so it's not only taking apart stuff to factual post-truth it's the birth of post-truth is the birth of fake news these are the thought processes that have created fake news and you can't say that the rise of the liberal left and the rise of fake news are not one and the same tool the right have definitely weaponized it but is it the right though because the biggest (laughs) perpetrator of post-truth the fucking biggest perpetrator of fake news is the liberal media man 100% CNN is 100% responsible yeah for the propagation of fake news since 2000 since november since october 2016 when the term was first the, when, the, 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 the term was born <laughs> when talking about podesta and the emails so <laughs> fake news and the Clinton news network cnn best uh, best anagram ever <laughs> those guys main fake news yeah but fake news now obviously and because and sorry to interrupt because of uh, uh, these liberal echo chambers that and I know the right have them as well we're criticising the liberals liberal echo chambers and they're getting their fake news and they're not they're after censoring any other critique or any other outside influence by blocking everybody Mm Of course they're going to believe fake news then because mm. there's nobody telling them that there's nothing else going on in the world. Yeah. That's where it was born. And then, then, then all, trust, all trust is gone. Even if you only had a little sliver of trust, if you absolutely know for a fact there's, there's such a thing out there, a phenomenon that's gathering momentum called fake news. You're like, well, who's talking the truth to me? How brilliant. How brilliant was the idea to throw Russia under the bus as far as uh, a 24-hour daily updatable news cycle item when uh, project you, uh, regarding the election well, uh, regarding like it's still going on mother's yeah. still hacking away at, at, at fucking a mountain of paperwork yeah. still interviewing cunts like project veritas have got a load of people from cnn on camera saying oh yeah rush is not we just use that to get ratings mm-hmm. because we're fucking dying compared to like uh internet right-wing internet heads who don't go through normal uh journalistic you know, okay. checks and regulations. They just put shit out on the internet. But people are watching them more than they're watching us. So we have to do something. So we just say Russia all the time. And then like, that's on video. Project Veritas, on video. Okay. Russia is a nothing burger. That's the quote. Russia is just a big nothing burger. 
So that's but when yes, you do they're when, still hammering away yeah, at it, yeah. saying that they they interfered in in American elections, and then when they it was unequivocally proven that they didn't interfere. It's like, oh yeah, but they're doing something else. Oh yeah, but they paid for this. Yeah. Oh yeah, but they're doing... So it's Russia, Russia, no, Russia, no, they Russia. They poisoned that dude in England. Uh, and then Putin comes Skirpal. out and he, he can almost see him roll his eyes go, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Because you kind of go... Russia are off doing their own thing. They don't give a fuck. Have been. They're off doing their own thing. Of course they are. Now, obviously, there's loads of abuses against LGBT human people right. in Russia mm. and human yeah. rights violations and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But like... They're not fucking around with American elections, but the Americans are all fucking pulling their dicks off, going, oh my God, we, we're nearly there. We're going to impeach Trump. Because CNN are playing to a liberal audience. And what do the liberal audience want? Trump impeached. So what are they going to watch every day to find out if he is? CNN. Not going to happen. What, what's going to happen today? No, it's not going to happen. It's I just think not the worst going possible thing happen. they could do would be to but, impeach him. But that, that's what everybody is fucking jacking themselves off, thinking, oh my God, it wouldn't be great to impeach Trump. Like our protest, that time I marched up Main Street that one Tuesday, like I had a part in in like impeaching everything. Like they want to feel they feel like they belong. They feel like they're part of a community. They feel like they're affecting change. They have people who support their ideas all around them. Yeah. They're shielded from any uh, uh, opposition and any criticism, and they're able to fucking t- unseat a president. It'll be our Nixon. Yeah. Well, uh, Nixon resigned. Yeah, but I think it would totally backfire on them if it was a case that he was to be impeached because it would all all it would do would be that to show what he said was true. I was a threat to the swamp and so they, you know, they got rid of me. And that is the case, Claire, yeah. for everybody. They couldn't stand the heat to kick me out yeah. of the kitchen. Yeah. It's for everybody who criticizes the left and then gets shut down. They go they go back then to their own camp and go, <laughs> I got blocked. Yeah, yeah. Must mean I was telling it's like the truth. It's a badge truth. of honor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's... it's it, you do. Blocking people, not only is it regressive for the left as far as the conversation and the furtherment of politics, but it's also... If the people are there to have a conversation to begin with, if you're not yeah. there to have a conversation, well, then expect to be blocked if you're harassing people. Because yeah. it, it, the old uh, social media analogy of this is just happening out on the street, yeah. I have to walk away from you. Yeah. Look out exactly. the window. If you just walked up to me and yeah. started yeah. that, like I just turned the other way and walk away. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Bye. Bye. But yeah. Mm. But I think, I think that n- not impeaching Trump, they're never going to do that. But the constant carrot and stick of that threat are we going to impeach him? Oh yeah, he's not my president. That's still getting people out in the streets. That's still getting people protesting. That's still getting people out looking around the place, mm-hmm. having having the little parties and being on the news and causing a ruckus. Turn up so they're still, they're still getting airtime. The yeah, they're still getting airtime. But I wonder when it comes to the next election, will they be satisfied with what's presented to them? There's a midterm election in November. That's right. And if they don't get out and vote with their feet, they can fuck off. Mm-hmm. They will though. No, oh, they will. They've, they're totally mobilised now. I think. As far as they're concerned, there's too much at stake. Yeah. Ironic uh, uh, since uh, a lot of them are vegans. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know? Serious? Yeah. I'm not. I'm they'll not have serious. to go on Meet the Press. No. Uh, <laughs> please, let's not get into a pun more here, Gordon. I really... Very punny. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but, like, you know, what if they're presented with uh, so... Want to go back to the way it was? Yeah, more of the same, but in a dress? Uh, no. Or we'll in a make pa- it. In a we'll make yeah. a woman. Yeah. We'll make her black. <laughs> yeah. I'm gay. Oprah, what are you oh, doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what they. Well, I think that's going to be the next evolution. That's the next thing. It's either going to be a, 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 yeah, a, a it's minority or an oppressed. Yeah. I mean, they're never going. They're not going to have another white man in the White House for the next one. That's a fact. Uh, so, postmodernists don't believe in reality as we see it. Like that's something to think about. Mm. Like if this whole social justice philosophy and uh, uh, theory is built around 
people who don't believe in reality. Like you're talking about the actual questioning the nature of reality. Questioning the, the, everything. The physicality of you and me sitting here. That, no, like uh, everything that we see should be questioned. Like anything that anything that anybody says should be suspect. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. know anything that anyone creates is for a reason, be it propaganda. I think that's critical to be taken to its nth degree. But I think but, critical thinking, or cri- you know, thinking yeah. critically and questioning things within feasible limits is absolutely the right thing to do and, and an intelligent thing to do. But to, to say that everything is questionable, well, I mean, it just destabilizes people. And I'm not is, sure that that's actually the case. What they're saying is we live in a construct of an archaic age. Yeah. So we live in a, a like a scientific and politically... I guess constructed or produced reality that they don't believe in because it was produced by something that was flawed in the first place and the language with which we communicate and how we talk and you know the terms that we use that's all archaic as well and we need to change language it's a, a, a matrix at, of yeah, sorts but if you're looking at George Orwell that's like, that they're the two things that are causing the fucking socialist dystopia that's in 1984 is that everything that we ever knew about anything ever was wrong and then we're not allowed to talk about it and we have to change how we communicate with one another and delete stuff from history that's unfavorable. Hmm. That's what's happening. With these guys who are doing the hashtag me too stuff, they just want to fucking delete their delete their legacy. Like delete that cunt. That cunt did a thing. You're deleting you from history. That's Terrible. some black mirror shit. Like, that's you, like, what does me too have to do with this? Sorry. I'm saying that they, they catch somebody like Harvey Weinstein and go, right, take his movies down off all the streaming services. And Don't uh, let his movies be seen ever again. Does this apply to the, uh, the taking down of those, uh, the Confederacy statues or any statues even of, of yeah. uh, Cecil Rhodes or... Yeah, Cecil well, B. DeMille. we took down the, the yeah. Nelson Pillar here in Dublin pretty lively after the English left, so, you know. That was the Rado. Yeah, well, they spoke for a lot of people. God, you have no, balls no control over the uh, Yeah, they just blew his hands off. And I think a lot of people celebrate. Good luck tying your laces now, Nelson. Yeah, good luck to him. But you know, we we don't. I, I mean, does and that and that removal of the statues that was a like post-colonial. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's fair. Like get those statues out. They were uh, an affront to the civil rights movement, built way after they said that they should be for people who existed way longer than when they were erected as a fuck you to the black people of those areas. Yeah. Just as a, like a monolith to remind them, like, don't forget where you come from. And it wasn't Blackie. that, and it wasn't horrible, that, horrible, horrible. that wasn't that long ago. Either. And there was such shit yeah. quality when they fell and they all crumpled and you're like, that's yeah. not even proper bronze. You can't. Good enough to you. But you know what? In some respects, though, I think that sometimes these statues or monuments should be kept. But people, sh- it, it's not the monument itself that is the issue, but the education around it. It's the living history. If, like, yeah. they if they let those if statues sit there, yeah. let those so statues a sit there, reminder, but, but have a plaque is, telling yeah. everybody what the fuck it exactly. was and why. And not just the plaque, but education in schools, because that's where the problem is. But it's, and I, I love the fact that you're, you're coming over a little bit now. You're not going no, mad liberal there no, for that statue not. thing, because a lot of people are like, tear it down. Well, no, the ones now of the Crow, Jim Crow or whatever, these assholes yeah. that are put in places that are predominant or that are even with mixed, you know, race areas. I mean, absolutely take them down. If they're only, re- it's just a relic and a throwback and the guy achieved nothing good. I'm sorry. Just get rid it of it. It was a thumb, an, a thumb of the nose to black people to go like, hey, I know you're getting your independence with the, the, the civil rights, civil rights. Hmm thing that Lyndon B. Johnson signed yeah. like the mm-hmm. Civil Rights Declaration or whatever like you, you, you they're putting that up there to go fuck you but a hundred years yeah. ago is but a race time. in history is dangerous exactly because we have so to learn you, from it if you could put a fucking plaque there to go whenever when you try to rise up yeah. those people try to just put you down a little bit but they wouldn't let they wouldn't give it to you mm. they made this so don't forget that anytime you feel nowadays anytime you feel 
oppressed or anytime you feel subjugated look at those shitty statues that they put up mm. thinking that that was going to fucking keep you down that's as much as they can do yeah screw them is just hang a shadow over your fucking face mm. by putting a statue in between but the sun and you just step out of the shadow yeah go and do something else just to fuck a statue you're stronger than that you know you're stronger you than that you're better than that mm-hmm. like that's a shitty bronze statue that some some republican wives cobbled together a few shekels from a bake sale <laughs> to fucking make in 1959 like fuck off how bitter mm. do you have to be to do that though how much do you have to, to hate black people, people? Their oppression. Yeah. yeah 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 to to go like don't don't get too fucking uppity there don't get too uppity like that's crazy and it i do does. agree with it but they take the time to construct I'd, an actual statue it's yeah. not exactly like a tweet <laughs> i thought i thought the chat the charlottesville thing was bananas oh uh, yeah that was bananas and there is definitely a conspiracy theory in that sh- in that car accident that happened there that was definitely not the guy they said was driving that car and do you know there was two helicopters? He's a teenager, right? Or, Supposedly, or? but when there's pictures of a fucking grown-ass man who's an army operative. And did you know that the helicopter crashed right beside Charlottesville and two fellas died in it and they were apparently videoing the whole thing so they had to be taken because out of Because you hear sky. a chopper. Yeah, 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 yeah. those two guys died. I, I was actually quite surprised by it. I, I'd never actually seen the footage before, but I did watch a documentary uh, the other night on Netflix where uh, the interviewee was interviewing yeah. white supremacists who were kind of going, you know, you know, after a while it was going like, no, I'm not really 100% into this. No, I don't want to do that. I don't hate that much. And they're like, she's like, well, what are you doing? Like you say, those ones that you kind of don't really know what the hell they're doing. Or the guy who oh, was the leading Netflix it. Netflix documentary. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. a guy who was Incredible. leading it and he was roaring crying. Yeah. Saying like, they've ruined my life. I can't even go anywhere. Yeah. I've lost my I job. I can't and you're like, freely. And she's <laughs> like, well, well, you know, if you had the, if you had the chance, you're going to be removing me from the country. Yes. Oh, no, I wouldn't remove you. Why not? Because you're my friend. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because it's, but it, then she goes, uh, and and this happened, and I just cut to that car going into the yeah. crowd. I wasn't prepared mm. for that. It was it was oh, heavy. Chilling. I watched I watched that from a lot of different angles. And, yeah, um, yeah. It's not that kid who was driving that car, man. There was two cars, two cars on the day, two identical Dodge Chargers or whatever that was. There's a conspiracy behind that. We did uh, like there's I, I've already done a live show about it. I did it <laughs> the, like the night after. So if you want to go and watch that, it's on YouTube now. Um, check it out because it was some sketchy shit there, big time. Um, so uh, some. Some of the postmodernists are also post-truth, meaning they don't take uh, an assertion of science or history as fact, uh, not because the evidence is not there, uh, but because their postmodern skepticism denies them the ability to accept the objective state of facts of being true or false. So if you're so indoctrinated into your, you know, ideology that even when you're told something is true or false, you still have to be a skeptic of it. Like, I can see that in the conspiracy community. I can see how that, you know... and. and any awful thing that happens is like straight away false flag. It's false mm. flag that. Yeah, mm. that's a hundred percent what uh, conspiracies actors. are about. A question and everything. Yeah, question everything. But to a fault, like there's guys now that have gone postmodern on conspiracy theories, and they're like, the world doesn't exist the way we were told. The world is actually flat, and they fully believe it. That, that, that's what I'm talking about. But the science, science questioning science, questioning proved science. Yeah, like, yeah. Go and they're home. going, but, but who says it's true? Nothing, it's, based it's not on, necessarily. It's based on Newtonian physics, and it's 400 years old. Yeah, and all this kind yeah, of stuff. yeah, yeah. So, like, how do we know for sure? Google are putting out like fisheye lenses and making the world round. How do we know? <laughs> and if you're able to doubt that we went to the moon, you're surely able to put two and two together and add a few bits on and imagine that we have a flat earth mm-hmm. do you know yeah, yeah. so it's postmodernist taught in conspiracy theory it's 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 dangerous in any in any aspect because you're 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 deconstructing fact or what's perceived as fact yeah and even if you're pre- presented something that you think's like yeah that's that thing is black 
or is it a very, 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 very dark blue? Mm. Like that damn internet dress. From <laughs> yeah, yeah. Years ago. But those kind of things are are, are Yanni and Laurel. Oh, yeah. that God. thing that was on a few weeks. Like uh, those things are. I just didn't even those things play become, on that. I was like, go away. <laughs> those Not things. Those things become um, brainstorm. I think it was brainstorm. Um, those things become so popular. Because it's like a brain tickle for someone who's like, I knew this reality wasn't true. Like when you're talking about David Icke, we've done an episode on David Icke and talk about the holographic universe. Mm-hmm. That we're actually, our, our brains are asleep on another planet and this is a holographic projection of our consciousnesses mm-hmm. so that the archons can feed off our negative energy Hilarious. that would have been creating since 2012 since CERN <laughs> made a black hole that engulfed the whole universe and we were able to create a, a, an alternate parallel existence. Postmodernism says, yeah, why not? <laughs> postmodernism goes, postmodern conspiracy theory goes, yeah, that's totally believable. Yeah, why not? Like it explains why the world is so well, shit. Well, they wouldn't say believable because they question everything. So Ooh, they oh, wouldn't. Yes. <laughs> Colette, the best <laughs> a man can get. I love that, I love that picture of the, the graffiti uh, on the wall. It just says question everything and then yeah. somebody just wrote underneath, why? Yeah. <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, Brilliant. we could do that in a t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. That was such a concept. It was so good. Um, so uh, d- they deny enlightenment they deny that humans if given enough time will use reason and logic to make a better world and change society for the better they view technological advancement as a way to create tools for war and oppression so let's not get technologically advanced because human nature is going to make us do war Uh, some go so far as to say that history science technology and even reason and logic are inherently destructive tools used for oppression because they've been used by evil people in the past so they're taking apart history and going yeah, that's how, what that what happens. So if we ever do that again, it's not, you know. Wow, not, that's nihilistic. That's, yeah, it's, it's, it's nihilistic. Nothing was ever, nothing was ever good, and nothing can ever be good from those things. So we have to try something. Because as, as you were saying earlier, you, you, you inherently think that the majority of people are good, are good and that they will uh, uh, want to make good. a better world and yes. change society for the better. Yeah. Isn't that not what we've been doing? Like for for that's that should be the basic operation of humanity. Yeah, but and this is the most important part that I could find about uh, postmodernists is that they do not believe in human nature and insist nearly all aspects of human psychology are completely socially determined. There's no such mm. thing as human nature. And that's very hard to get across when you're talking about LGBT and gender and all this kind of stuff because you it's can use it to... Construct. Yeah, you can use it as a shield or a sword. You can say that mm. gender is a social construct but then when you say like, I was born this way, you're like, mm, were you? Were you not made gay by society? You know, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a double, it's a double-edged sword. What would that do to a uh, relatively young mind to, yeah. to be absolutely like turned around like that? That's that's crazy. It's My like God. A, a, a fucking bag, of, a basket of hash was poured into your head. Like, yeah, because like, I mean, ah, whatever about saying technology, uh, 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 you know, that we can be used for destructive tools. Everybody knows that. That's, that is human nature. It really depends on we, the individual or on how, our, you know, society decides. Exactly. To use it. Makes yeah. it when we use it for good and then the same thing can be used for like, you know, ter- terrible destructive uh, ways. Transgender children usually know from the age of six what, you know, that they're not right. They don't feel right in themselves. So at six years old, you're actually absorbing society's views and that's constructing your, I mean, that's just nonsense. No, it's, 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 it's genetic. Do you think that six-year-olds should be allowed to have hormone therapy if they feel that they're not in the right body? Uh, I don't know enough about it to comment on it. I'd like to talk to transgender people and see what they believe. And I'd, I would respect what they think, having looked back on their lives. To be honest, I... Do, I, well, I, we're go- I was going to talk about, like, as you can tell, this show was going 
yeah quick but slow yeah, yeah like we're yeah. getting through the material but there's also a lot of like offshoots and tangents and bits yeah. of discussion i was gonna i was wanting to talk about transgenderism and 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 that community and those kind of political ideologies in this show it's not going to happen we could do fucking 12 hours on this shit yeah like i have a long list of stuff yeah, here to go through i think trans, like the transgender question now mm. is more important than ever because there's legislation going to be made there's 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 lines being drawn in the sand now for that thing and i think if you want to live whatever the way whatever way you want to live whatever you want to do with your dick or your fanny or your boobies it's your bloody business it's your fucking business yep if you want if you leave the fish in take the fish out if you <laughs> if you want to if you want to wear makeup and a dress and have a beard and a beer belly fucking brave you're braver than i am yeah and I, I don't care i genuinely don't see what i'm so long yeah. you're not an asshole i don't <laughs> I genuinely don't see why sorry, anyone has Sorry, so long as you're not an arsehole. Yeah. I thought you said so long as you've got an arsehole. <laughs> no. Sorry. I, 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 the hole is the goal. I'm sorry, Evan. Oh, my God. Not, uh, <laughs> sorry. You're like, I don't care. Can you imagine if I just said that right here? Just drop that. Like, yeah, we can go for points as long as you've got an arsehole. My God. That's terrible. But, yeah, it's just... Oh, God. Sorry. It's so funny. It just seems that, like... There's a there's a there's a, a, a crux of acceptance now in, in society and the likes of Caitlyn Jenner and how she came across like I don't think she should have been given a fucking courage award, do you know? Because it's like yeah, all right, it's not brave or courageous. Like you're fucking you you know, you're getting your hair done and you're you're in a, a like a super privileged, very rich, extremely accepting privileged. Very uh, much society. Like yeah. absolutely, you don't get a fucking courage award, man. Fuck's sake, mm. woman. Fuck's sake. It's just. There's a lot of people getting a lot of shit. And I watched, like, you know, some of the documentaries online, transgender kids, and there's kids, and, you, and they're, like, fabulous, and you know, and you're like, okay. Yeah. But you could just be, like, super gay. Mm. You don't necessarily have to be transgender, but because it's trans-trending now, where there's parents who are very liberal and who desperately want their children, uh, or desperately want for themselves to be legitimized in that community where they're like, oh, yeah, my child is trans. And they're pumping hormones into a nine-year-old so that he, his balls don't get bigger. I, you're I, like, I, oh, man, come wait, on, man. Just, just give it some time because there is, there's, there's, there's got to be an anecdotal evidence no. uh, there, I think, that, uh, you know, not good. some kid went, uh, you know, at 12 or 13 went, actually, you know what? No. Um, yeah, you know. yeah. I've seen that. I've seen where people it's have happening. gone. Uh, yeah. I have seen that. And, and I think that would be tragic if someone went, actually, I've made a huge mistake. Yeah. Or my parents to, to, have made a huge mistake. To think about it at nine or ten or something like that, yeah. but, but there yeah. could be just two or three years down the line, yeah. They, yeah. They, they they don't feel that way. And as far as or, post, or they just are gay. Or, as far as postmodernism yeah. goes, like you're only created by a societal structure. So right now, to be like a young gay boy or a young gay girl, but a young gay boy who's very effeminate, which is much more noticeable than a young girl who's masculine. A young gay boy who's fabulously effeminate. Mm. He is being affected by the massive acceptance of gay and transgender people in the community and it's on the news and it's on loads of TV shows and his parents Mm -hmm. and it's being it's on everything and like you said it's in fucking Deadpool like where there's you know it's they're they're putting it into everything so so if you're talking about society like postmodernists believe in societal rather than human nature I think that's damning of parents though I think that's a real sad indictment of, of parents I don't think any parent would do anything to their child that they felt would just damage their future unless they themselves were damaged people I think most people would definitely prioritise their children's health and well-being and, and, and look after them and 
it's, a, it's a long process to be, it's, it's, to be. It's a huge gap between, you know, it's a, a long way from you going, oh man, you called your kid Rain? <laughs> to, you know, you give your fucking kid hormones? Yeah. What? It's, yeah. it's, it's so strange that like, if you are a grown ass man and you want to do that thing that, um, do you want, <laughs> do you know those JML ads and it's like, do you want to be able to do your own uh, like French braids? Mm. You, you put your hair in this plastic thing and you do this rip and you t- pull it through and it goes, Fup. so they do that, but with your flayed dick skin oh, and turn gosh. it inside out and then turn your ball sack into fanny lips and then put your, put your dick helmet like through a little hole in the top of your man's pubis. And no, that becomes yeah. your clitoris. And, and then they, no one does that for fun. They put the urethra. Like, you're not going to do it. irreversible. But, Unless but, you're absolutely irreversible. But, but, those people who get that don't have to go through weeks and weeks and multiple times uh, uh, visiting, like, counsellors and visiting psychologists and visiting, you know, they ha- before that thing is done, mm-hmm. because it's irreversible and mm-hmm. they don't want any legal action. They don't mm-hmm. want any So if you're going to do that, that's a fucking finite decision. Huge commitment. Don't do What's the difference between that and getting a child to take a lot of hormones? It's going to r- reduce the growth of them, like uh, uh, physically, and change their mental state, like ir- irreparably. At, at, at such at a formative nine. age, yeah. You how see, can I, they, how well, can you I'm not gay. I'm not that? transgender. No, I'm presuming none of us here are. Not yet. So it's very hard. I feel very. Um, I feel very conflicted even commenting on it because I, I have never had... But we're allowed to talk about it from Oh, no, we I know. That's but I thing. don't know is the problem. And I've never been conflicted about my sexuality and it's a wonderful way to be. And, and It's I've, easier. It, well, I, I know that sounds easier. terrible. It's not, yeah. It's wonderful, wonderful that my sexuality and something so personal or my gender that I identify as is not up for public discussion and debate. And I can imagine how horrible it must be. It is, That's something you identify it as... Is. But me as, straight, a, as a straight woman. Straight women's sexuality is quintessentially up for debate at all times who as I well am as strength as a person sexuality um, because wh- how I choose to live my life is yeah, not uh, I fundamentally disagree with you and my sexuality as a straight person your sexuality is not questionable as a straight person and yours Emmett and mine has been feel it. has been so questioned analysed uh, 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 reproduced uh, uh Portrayed in media Examples. and commodified. Yeah, but like I walk down the street, I don't feel it. Everything is sex. You don't feel it because it's gone on for so long. Everything you look at is based around your sexuality and how you perceive the world through yourself as a sexual yeah, okay, being. Okay, there, there is that element of because it's been going on so long. The Colette, sexualizing now, of women ex- and women be made into sexual objects. Yeah, fair I mean, enough. And men, okay. Mm. But it's not up for debate. People aren't debating whether I can live my life the way I... I don't have to ask they anyone, are. can I be a woman so they I can are. live my life the they way are. I want to live it? Feminists are going on about sexuality and sexual representation in the likes of advertising, in the likes of That's roles fine. on TV, in the likes of even like the fucking uh, mannequins in the in the In my personal in level. On yeah. the personal level, how I operate day to day, who I spend my time with. When I walk down the street, I'm not heckled. No one throws anything at me because I've chosen to rep myself in the way I view myself. If I was a, if I was a trans man or a trans woman, I'm sure I'd come up against it walking down O'Connell Street. You better believe me walking down, I'm perfectly invisible walking around. Now it's you not would. public property. Now you would. But if you were walking down the street as you are a straight white woman without a hijab walking mm. around the streets of Saudi Arabia... Then you'd be fucking condemned we because it's the culture that you're living in. Mm. Don't think that because you're a straight white woman that your sexuality is not being commodified, discussed, dissected, and repudiated against. What in another country? In another is. country by another culture? It absolutely yeah. is. But in even the culture country, that I live in, dude, 
even in our country, if you have a straight white girl and she's wearing a short skirt and a boob tube, she's going to be getting looks. If, you, if you're a straight white girl and you're giving a lad a wank at a bus stop, that's your own fucking business. But you're going to be judged about it, even though it's a straight act. Just like I two, think you're missing what I'm saying. I'm saying I that think if you're in a... It's, uh, it's easier for you as just a straight person it's to easy, just go on easy, with life. Yeah, yeah. It go is. on with things. Nobody I get it, is. but she's saying that she doesn't have anything. No, I know that there are inhibitors to women's whatever sexual and men, freedom. I'm just giving it to women you get called woman. sluts and what all this yeah. for, for having sexual liberty. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is I don't have to go to a doctor to change to to realign who I am with who I see myself to be, and then on the flip side of that, go out into society. And have my appearance picked apart and questioned whether I should or shouldn't have done it. Whether I should or, should or shouldn't be a woman. You know what I mean? You don't have to go what to I the view doctor myself to, be. To, 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 to realign, realign my, your, yeah. your identity. Because your identity is so normified now that it's been commodified. And your identity is on ASOS. It's, on, it's in Zara. It's in every shop window. It's on every TV show. It's on every advert. You're too old. You're too wrinkly. Your skin is too tight. Uh, that's your skin not what is I'm too talking loose. about, though. That, I'm it's not the same about thing. That. It's not the same thing. It's absolutely it's not the same It's the next level thing. of it. Who, yeah. in, te- in 20 years' time, when transgenderism is completely normified, right, they're going to have ads for like, hey, did you ever try and get, you know, oh, my God, my stubble is coming through. Uh, you're, you know, here's stubble away. And mm. have some fucking, like, uh, uh, mm. some stick that you're able to rub on your beard but, but, hair to right make right it less rough or something. Like, That's, we're talking like about it in a corporate context. I'm, not, I'm talking about it in a social context. But in, that's in, 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 in the how social I really, context. Yeah, but it's a social... I, you're talking about when people selling me products or people dissecting me in order to make more profits. That's a whole other issue to me existing in a community of people. Me existing in, within a community of people in the world, in, in this society that I live in here now, I'm not talking about being made into a commodity so that I can be sold more or hate myself in, your, in order to I'm, buy I'm more. Talking I'm talking about just who I am I'm in my physical, genetic gender yeah, and well, how I present myself. Who you are, how if, you if present yourself. Around if in you the were world, walking around with a loco top, if I walk into get... a job on interview in a dress, I, I'm accepted for who I am. If, I wa- if I'm a transgender female walking into an interview in a dress, it's already people are questioning and it, you're talked about. It, it's not accepted initially. So I would say that that experience should be taken into account. It's, it shouldn't be taken lightly. It's a very, it is a very brave thing to do. After but, 1971 in Ireland, if you walked into a job interview as a woman in a dress and if you had a child, you'd be looked at and questioned. It's just time and acceptance. Yeah. And we're in, the, we're and in I that hope part that now. We get to the, and that's where, that's where we are right yeah. now. We were talking about the, the present and, and, and the future. And the future, yeah. which is what we're concerned so with. So we're here now. Yeah. So in 20 years, that will be, oh, oh, you know, there will be an we ad like so. that. But even at the moment, though, I don't know of any advertisement that has, just has, that's clearly a same-sex couple in the ad selling... X, Y, or Z. A, a normal, a box of freaking tea bags, whatever. Yeah. It's just, and, and, what? What, and what the left are calling for is an... Uh, a normalization of those types of lifestyle choices so lifestyle that people choices so that yeah that's what they're classified as a lifestyle choice being homosexual no okay choosing to be in a homosexual relationship is, is a, a lifestyle, lifestyle choice. choice yeah just like i want to live with with claire but we're not married and we don't own a house we're renting and you, that's their you, lifestyle choice and you make podcasts and that's and your podcasts. lifestyle choice right, okay as distinct from just your sexuality that you were born your lifestyle choice is like i'm gay yeah you can choose to be whatever type of gay you want to be yeah but that's policing the language though like what what what, while i say lifestyle choice you're taking up deliberately 
You're, you will. You're I mean, trolling me now. You're taking. You're, <laughs> I'm not falling for it. Good you're luck taking to you. up a. You're nah, take, good luck to you. I'm you're not taking going up an offence on the. I'm not taking the bait on that one now. No. No. Why would you? Why would because you, I know you know it's not a lifestyle choice. Why would you choice. jump on a lifestyle I'm, choice? I don't have the energy for to get <laughs> upset about this right now. <laughs> so be on an ad, if they want to portray those lifestyle choices, no, good luck. Right? <laughs> yeah, because they want people who are watching it to feel accepted in society that it's not all just like white, good-looking, yeah. male-female couples mm-hmm. on these like uh, you know phone ads where they're like calling each other, going, "Hi, I'm so happy. You want me for a date? Sure." Yeah. The furthest they've got is 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 a you know a, 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 a multicultural couple, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's as far as they've gone. Yeah, it's weird. It, it is, it, it is weird, and it's underrepresentative of the amount of people. But at the same time, because they're like, uh, well, yeah. it depends on where you go. Like if you're if you're watching Would TV, it affect our profits. If you're if watching, <laughs> if you're watching TV in Nigeria and you're a white person, you're going to feel pretty underrepresented. You never get an email from the advertising agency saying mm. uh, we're looking for a gay couple in uh, in, in their forties to come down to. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna see a gay couple on a fucking billboard in Uganda. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's not gonna happen. Uh, we're far from condemnation of 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 gay people or of you know people who who have alternative alternative lifestyles. Yeah, but you know we have them in so far. We have them in movies and all yeah. that type of ads. Why is that? That's odd. <laughs> so you can see how from the top down this postmodernist like this this uh, Frankfurt school has got in at that level and, and started to filter down that stuff so in movies like in Deadpool you're seeing uh, entirely superfluous and non-script specific gay couple for absolutely no reason well then you, you could just as easily say why are the straight people in there for no reason do you know what I mean have you, I, but why do you know they, gay people do you know they, gay people so there are gay people within the within I'm yeah, just, no. you know, but why wouldn't advocate. they just have the people there and not mention their sexuality at all because you, you presume that everybody yeah, is straight unless they say they're gay that's a good point yeah no, so I, that's I the get point that. the I whole point that. was but then that it, there were two gay girls and then your one has a short haircut and she's a bit cranky and she kind of has the look of an SJW and your man is like, it's what, yeah, I would have thought that mm-hmm. by looking at you. That's the joke of it. Like, and you're like, is her whole character and, and Yuki, like, is that, is that, is their whole reason in the movie is so that Ryan Reynolds can make that joke at the start of the movie and then they appear a few, like, that's, if I was that, if I was from that community, I'd find that more offensive than being represented as, as like a sliver of a, of to a. To be made into a gimmick. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the commodification of that. Because they can do it right, like Star yeah, Trek Discovery. That's yeah. out now. That's this. So they were throwing a lot of that into it. And there's this lovely, the, the, the doctor and a science officer, and they're together. Yeah. And it's a beautiful storyline. It's really moving, actually, you know? Yeah. And you know they didn't just say, just throw in a couple of guys there. Like, I'm watching Queer Eye, and it's giving me life. I'm like, this is amazing. And these people's lives are being changed. I fucking love this stuff. And never once do I, I think about Jonathan it. Van Nuys oh my God, I love and what he does with his willy or what he does to other people's <laughs> willies. For the whole show, I never think about it. I never think about uh, 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 Camaro. I never think about Tan France. I never think about those guys and what they do sexually. No. Like, that's the way it should be. Mm. If you're wanting to be a positive gay representative in media. Don't go out there and be like, dicks and fucking... Like, why does that have to be the thing? Yeah. Why do you have to be talking about buttholes and scat and fucking jizz, ar- streaming arcs of fucking lava Where hot jizz? Where's that jizzing? happening? <laughs> like, did you see the Pride... That was the that episode the, of Star Trek. What? The, <laughs> I don't know where that's happening. Festival? Did you see the Pride Festival uh, uh, in, in America, like, over the weekend? 
No. Where they had lads coming out, they were, they were practically naked, going around in like little cups and their dicks hanging out and fucking tongs of big hairy arses nice that, that looked like fucking uh, old 1970s letter boxes. Like, Aww. and there was little kids and all walking around, and you're like, how do you explain? How do you explain? And like, why is that? Why is that guy's dick hanging out? Like, it's so superfluous and overzealous. And I know that's what gay culture is, and I'm I, like, it's grand. They're I don't care. Yeah. But at the same time, if you don't want to be known as that thing, stop making it all about that thing then. Do you know what I mean? Well, if you're a girl who's out and you're fucking sucking dick and you're always talking about sucking dick and you have your titties out all the time and you're fucking two, three guys in the night. I know this is a fucking made up girl. Oh my God, but if you're this girl who's out there fucking railing cock all the time and that's all you talk about and then you turn around and go, yeah, I don't want to be known as a slut, guys. So let's not start like putting labels and stuff. And you're like, mm. do you know what I mean? Like, there's no point in talking about it all the time if you don't want to be represented as that. And some people do, and it's fine. And some people see that, and they go, is that what that uh, uh, community is all about? They get a very small sliver of it. I, I, like, I'm watching those guys in Queer Eye, and I never think about it once. Yeah. Do they need to? It's not, no. The show was even called Queer Eye. Surely yeah, but you know. don't even think, and you're not thinking about it. Do you know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. a difference there. So the commodification of your sexuality is so deeply rooted in our society that you don't even feel it anymore. Commodification and right to exist. Two different things. Sure. But in 20 years, when the right to exist is, is we're talking completely about now. underwritten. We're talking about no, now. I know about now, but we're ta- we, with progressivism, you're always going to be looking to the future and how today's changes are going to affect how the world is in the future. Mm-hmm. So in 1990, when people were going uh, transgender, you were just like a weird, a weird old dude in high heels with yeah. a bad dress. Yeah. But now you could, there's people that can totally pass. They get a few little tucks and lifts and Botox and the whole lot. And they're making shoes and dresses for those sizes. You're not hunting through fucking bargain bins in, in you know, strip malls looking for nice yellow shoes to go with your summer dress. Mm-hmm. Like this shit is for real. You're getting ele- electrolysis on your hair and you're getting stuff done with your with your face taking hormone she tablets a lot of money a lot, a, a lot, lot of people are saying to, take uh, to do that it's to not get a lot the work done. I've, been not, here, I've been worked on you what I've been hearing a lot lately as well that is that Ireland is one it's of the best places in Europe to, to embrace that if you, you know come out as I that I would hope so but I find That's it we're, we're anyway. such a small community I don't know um, I'd say there's very few trans people here you know, and I'd say if there's few it's kind of harder I'd say it must be harder because you don't have especially with the history Ireland has yeah and it's 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 Catholicism and stuff yeah, like that. I know we're moved on. We're moved on, and we've we've shown that with the last couple of mm. referendums. But I would still say um, transgenderism is, is is still quite new to us, to to people of an older generation. Definitely, yeah, it definitely is absolutely. There's yeah. no doubt about that. But yeah. they, again, the next generation coming up, and now they don't have the, they, the, the, the church and uh, that's complete separation, almost oh. complete separation. Yeah. So just a lot this younger more generation are coming out and voting and trying to get the yeah. church out of Irish government, yeah. and yeah, it's working. Yeah, yeah. 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 I overheard a guy in my local the other day. He says that uh, his 17-year-old daughter was so passionate about Repeal the 8, but she couldn't vote. So she went out there and she canvassed the crap over. Yeah, yeah. But that's the future that we're staring down the barrel of. Like, that shit is happening. It's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. But you can't have it right now. But what they want is have it right now, despite everything else. Let's not grow into it. Let's destroy what we have and build on top of it. And you're like... I think I mean? they're just having difficult conversations and some people are finding it very hard to listen to these conversations because it's all new and they need time to process. Yeah. This, this is and exactly... Yeah. This I is think exactly that that's what it is. And they've known all along. They're like, but I've been living this and I know this all along and I'm telling you, I just, you know, I've seen other people be like at least getting their rights and stuff like that and I just want to be treated the same way too. It's my turn. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and, and this might be a lot for you to take in, 
but I don't want to have to wait 20 years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. All the information that we're discussing today is a lot yeah. for, we all said it, it's yeah. a lot to take in. Yeah. It's, 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 and you want to do the right of, thing. It's outside the sphere of our normalcy. Like we Completely. don't deal with yeah. this shit every day. Yeah. But if I was a, like a, a transgender man to woman yeah. and I wanted to live my truest self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of looking up conspiracy theories, I'd be looking up all of these political things, looking up legislation about like operations or hormones or how much stuff, like that'd be my focus and that'd be what I spend my spare time on. So I'd know an awful lot more about it. So if you're going to get somebody, like if anyone's out there listening to this and you're transgender and you want to come and school me on what's what. Do it. Like, look at (laughs) Oh, she's falling at the mouth. You know, please come online. We're going to be doing a live show next week. Uh, I'm going to put notifications up on social media. Come and talk to me about it. Mm. I'd love to be more informed. I think my thinking around it is perfectly sane and reasonable. Mm-hmm. I'm totally accepting of it. There's just some elements where I'm like, do you need to do that that way? I mean, and it's not against the ethos of mm. how it works or what you're doing or how you live your life. It's about the, the machinations of the culture and how the culture is trying to, instead of grow with society, which is obviously a very difficult thing to do. It's not like, you know, those little birds that fly around hippos and eat it. It's not like, that's what the gay community is to the world. And the hippos like, fuck off. <laughs> do you know, it's not happening. Do you know, uh, we need to be two hippos together of the same size and go forward together. Like, it's not, it's not something that I'm against. I don't want to be sounding like I'm negative towards it, but there are some criticisms about how that's going about and how it's being overrepresented in certain media circles which is given the people who are trying to like you said trying to understand it a skewed vision of what that thing is so yeah. if everything you look at about lgbt q a to aipp plus if everything you look at to do with that is sexualized and overzealous and it's all fucking you know bells and whistles and feather boas and, fa- and it's all sex and it's all it's not like you're you're not accurately representing like how boring and normal like a a gay married couple a gay relationship can be just normal and you know we're all bored together now like (laughs) or how like it's not showing the normalcy it's showing the fabulousness and that's cool but that's like looking at do you know fucking bare grills so imagine someone who wasn't from this planet came down and you were like okay show me something that encapsulates humanity and then you show them like a fucking uh, uh, you know a, 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 an episode of Naked and Afraid or an episode of, of RuPaul's Drag Race uh-huh. or you show them uh, you know a, 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 a David Attenborough documentary like what's the what's the main representation of that community to everybody else if you get one chance to represent yourself I don't think they're a community I think there's a, a group of individuals because I think there's so much even disparity within the um, trans community there, yeah. there's lots of people with different political views for example Sure. Like you could be on the left or on the right. I know Jordan Peterson has a few supporters who are trans. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of, there's a, there's the, to and represent their, the views of all. That's, that's the, the mechanics of intersectionality yeah, then because well. intersectionality is the thing that is dividing people and it's the, I th- I'm going to do a whole uh, other live show on intersectionality because it's so big like Sargon of Akkad and, and these guys uh, um, have talked about it at length. It's the thing that's keeping progress from progressing. Intersectionality is the function by which the powerful elites are able to control and manipulate and divide and stall and uh, truncate the progress of, of the normies and of the progressives. Mm. So the people who want to be conservative, they're all split up into their own, like very extreme, moderate, cooperative. 
and then the liberal left side they're all like very extreme normal co- cooperative like people who are willing to intersect they're finding those things and going right those people are talking to each other and they're kind of agreeing on this thing let's throw an extra intersectional uh, uh, element in there to split them up again so you're like yeah cool I'm, I'm a black guy i'm black actually i'm black and gay actually i'm black and i'm gay and i'm disabled Actually, I'm black and I'm gay and disabled and I'm a Muslim. And within that, there's all these, like, you can't be gay and a Muslim because those things are, are fighting against each mm-hmm. other. Do you know, like, all these intersectionalities to split people up into ideologies that are really difficult to coexist inside yourself and with other people in your community. Yeah. So, like, being gay in the black community is a, a huge no-no as a man. Like, you keep it on the down low. It's mm. very difficult to come out. It's, like, you know... Much more difficult than it would be, like, to be, you know, a a, a, a white Jewish guy in New York and then yeah. you're gay. You're like, yeah, you're grand. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But if you're from Oakland mm-hmm. and you're a fan of the Rod, like, your your community is, <laughs> is not... That pro- is that progressing in any way? Mm, I, I mean, wonder. I think there are elements because I know Camaro on, uh, yeah. on, on Queer Eye, he spoke in, in uh, one of the episodes and says it's actually improving that in his church he's felt nothing but accepted. I would imagine mm. so. So, you know... I'd say there are pockets of understanding in the main street homies I just just do remember an actual it's some reference but an actual uh, an episode of Oprah and that was nearly that could have been 20 years ago and the whole hour was dedicated to how difficult it is to be a black guy and come out yeah big time yeah and it was it was all about that or in the traveller community in Ireland oh my god absolutely because it's such a masculine society and, and, and a a patriarchal society absolutely yeah And, and as well I think repeal was um, you know, it, within the traveller community wouldn't have been very much accepted either. But there's also socioeconomic so, powers behind that and the, and the willingness to to not let women get an abortion because then they have autonomy over how the family works when they're not yeah, really supposed yeah. to. And also, the more children you have, the, the, the kind of, the more work, or the more labour your family is possibly able to commit to and all this kind of stuff. So it's like old farmer rules or it's like, it's nearly like... T- like ter- third world yeah. views like where if you're a poor family have 20 kids so the 20 kids will be able to work and get money for the family and put everyone together mm-hmm. you know yeah, it's yeah. these traditional traditionalist views that are stopping mm-hmm. those kind of decisions I suppose know? when you're sectioned off from society it's easier to kind of maintain your traditions and, and to focus inwardly yeah but anyway um, but and that's why they're afraid of, of, of multiculturalism we talk about that in a little second but like multiculturalism in, in the UK people are afraid of that because there's people coming over with re- religious and societal views that may not gel with UK society mm-hmm. as as it is now mm-hmm. and they're making their own decisions and they're having their own little enclaves of of uh, religious segregation and societal segregation and people are afraid like hey you're not gonna dictate the way things yeah, go yeah you're not you're not over there doing that thing that you're not supposed to be doing <laughs> are you what are you up to sure are you you it's my it's my religious uh, my religious right to practice uh, my religion and you're like Mm, yeah, but like shaving off little girls' clitoris is, is not exactly a fucking, you know, it's not diffi- like a, a uh, prayer yeah. mat five times a day. It's a difference. There's yeah. a difference. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? What's culturally uh, yeah. normalized? But political correctness is the thing that we're, mostly we're, we're here to talk about today. And we're probably going to finish up with this and and, uh, and uh, go off the fence. And the rest of it shall, shall sojourn for another day. Mm-hmm. So much stuff. Like, there's so, so many notes. So much interesting stuff. Um, political correctness is another term for what cultural Marxism developed into. And in the 1960s and 70s, we can see it in operation in the mainstream media and in bouts of furious outrage on social media too. 
Uh, it's mainly concerned with the commentary and discussions around culture, race, family, religion, gender and, gender and sexual orientation. And the mission of political correctness is to police language, media and culture and to meet the censorship and control manifesto of cultural Marxist theory or critical theory by denigrating culture as an oppressive regime set to subjugate these declared victim classes. So what it's doing is creating a victim class and then making it impervious to criticism by virtue of its victim status. So if you're, you know, let's say if you're a, like a black person and you're doing black person stuff and then you have a white person saying, hey, don't do that stuff. It's like, why is it because I'm black? Like they're the kind of political correctness shields that are being put up. Now, a lot of the time, most of the stuff is pretty paper thin. You can watch a lot of videos online of people arguing back and forth. Very, very interesting stuff with Candace Owens where she's talking about um, slavery and victimhood. Uh, and to a lesser extent, Kanye <laughs> talking about it a lot less eloquently. But he's on, <laughs> he's on board. He's trying to do something. He's trying to do something. He's woke AF. Uh, political correctness's main objective is to minimize claimed offenses of minority groups by manipulating language, ideas, policies and behavior. And it's seen by many as the death threat to free speech. And the recent reclassifications of speech as hate speech punishable by jail in the UK, by jail, mm. make these politically correct restrictions a very real phenomenon today. It's seen by opponents as a way to silence criticism of leftist politics by classifying criticism as politically incorrect and morally wrong, so therefore invalid. It restricts debate in the guise of protection of perceived offences and silences opposing viewpoints through public outcry, protest and censorship. Some terms that you've probably heard over the last couple of years are microaggressions, which are seemingly imperceivable remarks, uh, gestures and actions that the victims perceive to be aimed at them because of their status, usually around race or sexuality. These microaggressions are understandably upsetting for people affected by the issue at hand, but the dank backlash online has been particularly salty of late. And some microaggressions you can try for yourself are, uh, where are you really from? Or touching a black person's hair? Or asking why a Hispanic person doesn't speak Spanish then? Or always giving an overcomplicated dap to your black friend? Also asking fat girls, are they pregnant? Asking gender non-binary people, what are you today? Locking your doors or holding your handbag closer when a black person walks by, saying something... <laughs> saying somebody speaks good English if they look foreign, uh, calling an assertive woman a bitch or asking if she's on her period, cat calling women in the street, wearing another culture's traditional dress if you're not part of that culture. They're all classified as microaggressions. And they're only really aggressive to the people who are being uh, oppressed. Mm -hmm. And it's only able to be perpetrated by people who are oppressors. Mm. So n for the most part, it's white people that commit those crimes mm -hmm. of political correctness. I would just say out now asking a woman if she's on her period is hardly a microaggression. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty major that's aggression. Pretty, yeah. I'd say that's overtly aggressive. Whoa. But you know, like I mean, uh, no, what, but like it's the way you, you do it. You if, really some, if someone if someone's in the in the in the supermarket and they're like they put the thing on the on the conveyor belt too hard, and you're like, oh, what are you on your period? Like it's like a jokey thing, but it's like no, I'm not, not a on my joke. Oh yeah, period. yeah. yeah. Oh, that time I'm on. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah Those okay. kind of what the world. But the, the one here, uh, what what are you today? Just sounds like That's something an old. Well, all I can hear is an old deer. Yeah. No, oh, so, what, what, what are you today? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Something oh like the, the mother and Ab Fab or something would say. Yeah. Oh yeah. What are yeah. you today, dear? Yeah. yeah. But it seems it seems to be uh, from a place of ignorance, and yeah. it seems to be a, from a place of, uh, you know, un, uneducated. Uh, Uneducated, I guess, reflect reflection or, or uh, yes, well, re reactions yeah. like uneducated reactions or reflections of of their own ignorance, going like, "Oh, cool hair! Yeah, Why yeah, are you yeah, touching yeah. my face? Touching my hair? That happens all the time. Yeah, all apparently. the time. Not to me, but like <sighs> no one to touch my hair. 
<laughs> yeah, but if it was like cool and in dreadlocks or if it was like out in a big afro, people would be like, oh, cool. I'm sure there's some curly haired white girls out there that get that get their, their hair touched too. But it's not the same. You don't touch a black girl's hair. That's a, that's that's a, a, that's a base rule. Right there. I think that, like, I'm not gonna, I didn't want to say there's two sides to it, but you know, some people like older people who just aren't up on lingo, you know what I mean? Especially like, you know, you're going to your granny's for dinner or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna say something offensive, are genuinely like, on, you that's know. what I mean by, by, by the, the old lady thing. It's just, you know, there's she plenty mean of that. No. It. But then it's not on the side of the person who's having that said to them to make that person feel okay about what they've done either. Yeah, but Do you know a, what I mean? There's a lot more to microaggressions and the fact that it's so spuriously defined means that it can be a very gray area gray area when it comes to like i watched the whole thing about um evergreen state college Mm -hmm. did you watch that yeah there was a lecturer at evergreen state college who basically protested against the students wanting to have a day of absence so usually traditionally in colleges they have a day of absence where all the black people uh, all the black students who go to that college decide i'm not going to college today and I'm going to let everybody see what the place is like when we're not here. Yeah. They'll be noticeably absent. Mm-hmm. And in there, have a protest of non-attendance. Yeah. Right. So last year, what they wanted to do was, instead of them not coming to college, they wanted to force all the white kids to stay home from college. Mm-hmm. Or, and, and the people that were already in the building at that time were asked to leave. Yeah. Because I saw people walking out with boxes yeah. and yeah, stuff yeah. going, oh, apparently I'm going home. Yeah. Right, okay. So there's a difference there, but those kids couldn't see it. And one of the lecturers fought back and said, let's have, a, let's have a discussion. Let's have a dialectic. I want to talk about this thing. Why do you think it's okay to stay at home as a proactive protest for your side? But how it's completely not the same to force other people to, to go home because you don't want to go home because you want to change how the protest is done. You see that that's different and wrong. And they're all like, no, I don't think so. You know I'm going... And every every syllable is punctuated with a slap. And I'm like, I will break your fucking fingers if you talk to me like that. <laughs> yeah, I watched, right? I watched it all right. It was, and, it was a while. Bananas. And then, he, and then what they did was they took the fucking headmaster into the library and they shut the doors and they wouldn't let him out. They wouldn't let him go to the toilet. And they, they, were asking, and they, the toilet. they said that he had to have an ice court if he wanted to. And they were, you they hear were, him say, I need to use the toilet. And the guy goes, thinks about it for a second and just goes, hold it. Yeah. So they were getting at him and getting at him and going, you're doing this. And this is the way, like all this clapback stuff, right? And then he started explaining and he put his hands up and he was like, now guys, now listen. And some woman stood up and goes, put your fucking hands down. I'm sick of you, George, with your little hand gestures. Yeah. She's mocking him like him. Mocking him, but calling these things. I say she, micro, I say this person. Micro, she was, wasn't she? Microaggressions. The, it, the hand gestures of him doing this stuff was microaggressions. And they took that and said, put your fucking hands in your pockets. And he's like, okay. And put his hands in his pockets and had to give the speech to the students. With his fucking hands in his pockets because they told him to. And genuinely like, a little that bit is, fearful. That's militant leftism. Mm. And you watch that video and you go, if that's what's happening, we're fucked. That's super misguided though. I don't really see how you're winning any argument or winning anyone over to your way of thinking. Not that that's their job. But they got what but they wanted. at the same time. And his name is Brett. Did Brett, they really it? though? Brett Weinstein. I'm sure that like other students would be going like, I really like empathize with, your, with where you're coming from. Um, let's talk about this let's meet this together let's do something together but they don't here. want to do that they want action now collect. I think that was really they don't decided. want to wait they don't want to discuss they are right they are righteous I want what I want and I want it now maybe and the they're girl, pissed and off maybe they're pissed off yeah, and, and maybe rightfully so rightfully well. so yeah. but you can't act like that in a exactly. fucking civilised society but what they want to do is tear down society mm. and tear down culture where they can act like that because they, then they get what they want and, the, the girl, and it's all along the lines of the Frankfurt school yeah. of 
infiltrate the fucking Corridors. universities mm. and rule from the top down. Like it, it, it's untenable. It's un, unsustainable. The, those types of behaviors. They interviewed the other girl as well, and she, she genuinely looked terrified. Yeah. By she was like, you know, these people kind of scare me. There, yeah. you know. Mm. I Talked haven't up, seen man. it. I didn't see that one. Uh, uh, and then the, 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 the something you should definitely watch. Like everyone should go watch that. I'm gonna link it up mm. um, on a fuck on free YouTube speech. Channel. They're saying if that means fuck free speech. Yeah, that's what people are saying. Fuck free speech. And then everyone applauds into yeah, and, breaks and, into uh, this it's, because of it's, trigger warnings. We go through trigger trigger warnings are a relatively new phenomenon for the gentle youth, and they're disclaimers, indicators of potential perceived offence and distress that may result. If they stay involved in that activity. It used to be just there may be flashing lights in this TV show movie kind of warnings before a movie. So epileptics won't fit out in the cinema. But now there's loud noise warnings, content warnings, visual warnings, emotional and sensitive topic warnings and warnings from lectures that may want to engage the class in a dialectic. But the topic may be sensitive to some. Now, if you're a victim of rape and they're talking about rape in the classroom. That's fair enough. Fair enough. But if you're getting trigger warnings for stuff that maybe traumatic you're talking about like world war Two, and you're like that reminds me of war i'm traumatized you're like D- what are you doing a history fucking degree for get the fuck out of here does mm. that happen though trigger warnings are uh <laughs> i'm i i may be exaggerating it may be to yeah. prove a point but they're the types of situations that trigger warnings and safe spaces end up being utilized in yeah i think a general consensus is they are being ridiculously overused and trigger warnings are also being used i haven't seen them in ireland as a silencing tool yeah because ireland are all like shut up you cunt we use cunt as a term of endearment so i don't think trigger warnings are going to fucking affect us but what's happening is they're using them as a silencing tool for for messages that are coming that are not congruent with their politics so they're like you're disagreeing with me and that's a trigger so you're not allowed to say that stuff just be sound do you know what I mean? That's Just be a general sound rule. And respect people. That should be a general and ru- rule. You know, rule yourself by a, a decent morality. If you're not moral, then you sh- you know shut the fuck up. But also, mm. if you're if you are moral, sorry, and if, but if you're and you know what I mean, be a good person, be mm. sound. That should be the baseline for how everyone behaves. If you don't behave like that, if you're doing things deliberately to upset people, or you're saying things, I mean, then. You know, you deserve everything that's coming to you. Or there, there, happens, there's yeah. a, at least, at least fundamentally, there's there's something wrong there, mate. And you, yeah. you need to look into You're it the yourself problem. because it's not uh, the, yeah. I don't care how uh, misworldly that sounds, but it is. Yeah. Look, just be fucking be nice. Sound. Just be nice to each other. You know how f- good it feels to be nice. And yeah. Normal. Yeah. Also, you can't go spouting off whatever you want to spout off to people that absolutely would trigger even the least sensitive person and then say oh you're being oversensitive no take responsibility for the fact that you're being a dick but the thing is trigger warnings are being used in situations where people are obliged to stay for example in colleges or in buildings of education somewhere where where people are like involved and and in workplaces you know trigger warnings in workplaces or trigger warnings for uh, entertainment that you may not be fully aware of the content of right and if you're in a cinema and you're watching a movie or if you're listening to a podcast, let's say, yeah. and they say something objectionable, you fully have the right to switch, off. switch that off and go away. Do you know? Yeah. Like that's that's the thing that people are forgetting, that they're like, I want to enjoy this despite the things that are in it. So censor those things that I don't like so I can enjoy this thing like everyone else. And you're like, well, due to the nature of the thing that we've created, you can't enjoy it if that's going to offend you. So that's like saying, you know, uh, in a comedy club that the comedian has to not swear. And if you're talking about like a, a comedian who is known for swearing, you're probably not going to see him in that comedy club. So you're just going to have to do without that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the problem. Right. I, I, if I they want to listen to this show, but they don't want to have mm-hmm. me talk the way I talk, 
Or I, I want to study uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. It's a great book. It's a great story, but yeah. I want the N word removed. <laughs> yeah. Or, or <laughs> yeah, like uh, Huckleberry Which Finn or some shit. That yeah. yeah. Sure. But yeah. It's, the, it's the thing. Like, um, I, I've <laughs> I've had emails going. I really want to like your show, uh-huh. but just the way you go on is just I can't. And it's like, well, what part do you really want to like then? I'm not going to. Cu- I'm not going to cultivate something to suit some person who has. You know, um, this is what it is. This, you know, get on yeah. board or get out. Either, either like it or fuck off. Yeah. yeah. That's you have the choice. Don't buy it. Don't read it. Don't say your opinion's yeah. right. Anthrax. Attack of the Killer Bees, 1988. <laughs> uh, so uh, some colleges, like the University of Chicago, were criticized for banning safe spaces and trigger warnings. They sent an acceptance letter to all students saying that the rigorous debate is essential in the college environment and hiding from opposing views in safe spaces is not the norm. So critics say that the racial and sexual violence and brain chemistry mean that some students are at a disadvantage and cannot just engage in these debates as the, the, the college wanted it, wanted them to. Uh, the perception of a student that needs a trigger warning as weak in and of itself is a trigger, so you can't really win with these trigger warnings. So if you're saying, oh, yeah, you, you suffer from trigger warning, you have to have a trigger warning, like that's a trigger warning. You have to have a trigger warning about a trigger warning. Yeah. And that's where it gets super meta and bullshit. Mm-hmm. Trigger warnings usually contain the following subject matter. Uh, uh, Misogyny, the death penalty, calories in a food item, terrorism, drunk driving, how much a person weighs, racism, gun violence, stand your ground laws, drones, homophobia, PTSD, slavery, victim blaming, abuse, swearing, child abuse, self-injury, suicide, talk of drug use, descriptions of medical procedures, corpses, skulls, skeletons, needles, discussions of isms, neuroatypical shaming, slurs, uh, including stupid or dumb, uh, kidnapping, dental trauma, discussions of sex, even consensual sex, death or dying, spiders, insects, snakes, vomit, pregnancy, childbirth, blood, scarification Nazi paraphernalia slimy things holes paradoxia and uh, anything that might inspire intrusive thoughts in people with OCD so if you're if you're triggered by any of that stuff just like put a fucking bag over your head and don't ever 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 turn on the TV or internet yeah or open your eyes or open your eyes or breathe yeah so what do you want to talk about today not a fucking thing my friend just in my bag man I'm good well, like sorry, it's I use bad language for us to trigger. <laughs> another, another one of these uh, 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 useful terms, safe spaces, similar to trigger warning. Safe spaces are there to protect the sensibilities of the youth from perceived harm and trauma. And safe spaces are now generally viewed by right-thinking people as a barrier to free speech too and can be problematic and lead to the marginalization of minority groups and colleges. The no-platforming trend that has hit social media and the liberal left is a weapon used often and without a forethought, like people protesting speakers like Milo Yiannopoulos and Ben Shapiro. They've all had violent protests at their university speaking engagements. And in this is all in the name of safe space politics. It's like, you can't come here and, and bring your, your bigotry. And it's like, is it bigotry or is it political discussion? Do you know? Instead of, the, uh, instead of protecting the vulnerable groups, they were intended to protect as a shield. Safe spaces are being used like a sword to strike down the political ideologies and speakers with whom the left disagree. And that's happening. It's dangerous, it's reductive, it's regressive. And they're all about progressiveness. That's not great. Man, you're fucking silencing people. Like, you're, you're, you're destroying free speech. And what about the people on the campus who wanted to hear uh, Ben Milo comes speak? to Berkeley and like, you, you, you tear the place apart. Burn the place you down, really. apart. And hold that up as a badge of pride. In yeah. Berkeley, the, the birthplace of, of the free speech movement. That's right. Like, come on. It's like complete full circle, complete bananas, regression. Bananas, bananas. Uh, safe spaces are a place where a student can retreat and remain unchallenged in their worldview from ideas at odds with their own while simultaneously deriding people for being immoral and getting to communicate their message unchallenged I know that safe spaces have a use Mm -hmm. I know that they're a useful tool for people who feel overwhelmed people who have mental health problems you know people who are uh, in a vulnerable place yeah sure great to have a safe space 
some people don't have any safe spaces in their life at all and that's a terror that brings a tear to my eye mm-hmm. to think that nowhere in your life from the morning till night time can you go to a place where you feel fully safe i live in a house that has walls and a door mm. i have a jacks that i can sit on do you know i have food in the fridge i have the capability to cook and eat my own food at my own leisure i have i have an income like all of those things make me take safe spaces for granted i know this yeah but i don't like the fact that sometimes safe spaces are being used as a sword instead of a shield mm-hmm. and i think it's delegitimizing safe spaces and the concept of safe spaces in the eyes of right thinking people who would agree that sometimes people are vulnerable and they need a fucking place to go for a minute just to be like get away from me mm-hmm. we all but they're being derided and they're being vilified by right-wing media as this poppycock uh, uh snowflake snowflake leftism <laughs> yeah so I put safe spaces on the list, but I do agree that in some circumstances, safe spaces are great. But when used as a an ideological bubble to keep out opposing viewpoints, man, you might as well hook that hosepipe up to your fucking back passage. Because that's what's happening, man. I've seen umpteen, like dozens and dozens of videos of college campus arguments where lecturers are fighting with students and the students are like, we want, you can't say that. It's like, dude, it's a fact that happened in history. Yeah, but you can't tell us that. Are you absolutely serious? This is bananas. But, but it, it happened. It, was it happened in real life. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't want to hear about President Kennedy's head coming apart. Well, it happened. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, well, uh, well, for me, it's spiders. Oh, I need to go into that yeah, room full of questions. Yeah. What? In a safe space. <laughs> My friend set up a, 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 what he called a safe space in the 90s in the college he went to. He, he canvassed for it, he campaigned for it, and he got it. And it was for simply for somebody in an abusive relationship. This was a place they could go yeah. mm. and, and, and be safe. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, oh, he got very angry about the overuse of safe space when it comes to the likes of Because it does delegitimize it for people who, yeah. who need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's it, cultural Marxism. I mean, as you probably, I've complained, I I just spent the last few minutes complaining about how how much time uh, we took to to get through all the stuff. There's so much to talk about. You could talk about it for hours and hours and hours. And I'm sure we've touched on some stuff in our casual conversation towards the start about, you know, something that probably uh, triggered you, that got you into your safe space mode that you wanted to, uh, I guess, uh, uh, discuss more so if you want to if you want to discuss something you can get us on all social media uh, Facebook Twitter Instagram Reddit uh, we have our website thoseconspiracyguys.com uh, we also have a Discord which uh, the lovely people of Patreon are typing in right now because we're live streaming this show on video uh, and the Discord folks are commenting I'm going to get in uh, Ash is there and Northern Guard is there uh, and uh, we also have use of this wonderful wonderful app called Anchor so if you want to get into Anchor, I know they're doing a lot of podcasting stuff. I'm not using it for that. What I'm using it for is discussion. So I'm going to put up some stuff uh, about this topic during the week. And you can get onto Anchor. You can get it on iPad or iPhone. Uh, I think it's on Android now too. And get in and, and, and leave little audio messages uh, as a reply to me. And we can have a, 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 t- a hither and tither. And then it's left up there as kind of like a little audio episode. It's an audio version of Instagram is the way I'm, best way I'm describing it. So get onto Anchor and have a go. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel. So you'll be able to watch clips from this show from the studio of uh, Colette schooling me on uh, on a few little things. Um, so the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash those conspiracy guys. We also have a bit shoot channel uh, where there's loads of documentaries and all the stuff that we talk about in the show. Uh, I'm going to be putting up a load of Jordan Peterson stuff. I'm going to be putting up some uh, little uh, 
uh, old like Pat Buchanan uh, 1990s documentaries about uh, post-colonialism and po- 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 um, uh, post-modernism and stuff like that. Like it's it's interesting to see it from a from a, pa- a past perspective. Um, and we also have a little a little place on minds.com, which is a great little blog site if you want to get in, if you're into reading some blogs. Um, all the stuff on the website is on there too. We do have a sister podcast called White Press Play. It's on a small hiatus at the moment, but it talks about videos, computer games, and TV shows. So if you want to hear me talking about stuff that's not heavily political or conspiratorial, just having the gas about old 80s and 90s movies, White Press Play, you can find it on, on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, Instagram, or on uh, any podcast app. There is two sets of people that I want to uh, give shout outs to and props and thanks. Uh, the first of which are, or the first of whom are uh, the Patreon folks. So Patreon folks watching live, hello and thank you so much. You are the lifeblood of the show. Uh, Patreon.com is a crowdfunding service where uh, people donate a small amount each month to help keeping the artists that produce the material that they like producing material. Uh, this is my full-time gig. I'm doing this stuff the whole time. And uh, the people at Patreon make that possible. And I really, really appreciate you guys. So if you want to donate to the show, uh, you get extra stuff like early access to YouTube videos. You get access to a, a private Discord server where all the fans can come in and hang out and have chats. I'm very active on that, much more than I would be on Facebook or Twitter. Um, you'd be able to get access to the live show. So now we're live streaming. What up, uh, Patreon folks? We, we stream live now. I'm trying to get two or three cameras in here and get it like Joe Rogan inside in the, in the place. It's getting dark now though, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is. It's like one of those green days where you <laughs> stick, you're fucking smoking weed all day and playing the, playing the PlayStation and then you look up and you're like, fuck, it's really dark. Your eyes just get used to it, you know? Mm. Um, so yeah, if, if you want to help out uh, uh, patreon.com, you get loads of extra stuff. You get like discounts on, on, on the t-shirt store at Public. Um, you get uh, uh, video time, you get FaceTime on our live chats. So there will be a live chat at some stage, uh, like Thursday or Friday next week. So if you want to uh, keep an eye on social media, keep an eye on Patreon, donate $2 and you're in at the ground floor, you get all the stuff. Mm. Uh, you can donate 2 5 10 20 whatever you like. And there's a, a bunch of wonderful folks over there, great community. And I really, really appreciate everything you do. The second group of people I want to give shout outs to, and this is a, a proposal for support. So if you've listened all the way through this show and you like what we do and you like what I do, um, I'm fucking busting my chops here to try and make this show happen. Uh, we're getting hundreds of thousands, if not millions of downloads uh, uh, every month. This this thing is really happening. And what I'm doing is I'm going off on a documentary road trip to America for six, seven, eight, nine months, as, <laughs> as long as the money lasts. I want to make 12 feature length documentaries. I want to hit the 48 continental states and I want to be able to get out there and uh, meet these people that are fans of my show and also the people that are the subjects of my podcast. Like, I'm here, like I said, in a room, as you can probably tell, quite uh, insulated, isolated, and uh, removed from what's actually going on and the stuff that I research on the internet. And I want to change the remit of the show from looking at widely available sources to going and meeting these sources, meeting these people, having conversations firsthand, uh, the fact that Google has changed its algorithm, you can't search for stuff anymore, YouTube or silence and material. This is not the same show that it was in 2014. It's become this behemoth that the original remit can't maintain. They're keeping this information from us. I want to go to America, get that stuff firsthand, meet the people, go to the places, visit like Amityville in New York and then head to, you know, the Aurora uh, uh, cinema where the shooting happened with James Holmes. Like video that shit, head to Las Vegas, go to the, to the, 
uh, the the Mirage or what was it the the, the Pulse uh, go to Pulse nightclub in Florida like go to these places see what was going on ask the people in the area I'm making 12 documentaries so I'm making one about uh, racism sexuality uh, economics gun control food and health medicine like all the big broad topics that we talk about here we're going to be going to Colorado talking to the weed farmers and weed smokers we're going to be going to uh, California we're going to be going up Mount Shasta in California looking for Bigfoot uh, we're going to be going to New York and trying to find out about uh, uh, racism and how race relations between a very multicultural society packed in compares to somewhere like Missouri, where there's a much wider spread rural uh, interracial community and how those kind of things uh, gel off each other. If you want to find out more about all of those projects, go to GoFundMe.com slash TCGTV and consider donating a fiver. If you've ever thought you want to buy me a beer and you're like, it's fucking gorgeous that sound. Give me hours of entertainment. I'm listening to him on the way to work, on the way home from work. I'm getting 20 messages every day going, you make my day better. You would make my day better by getting a fiver, rolling it up, and poking it up the internet <laughs> into my pocket so that I'd be able to make this thing happen. If 14,000 people gave me a fiver, I'd be set. I'd have my full complement of funding for this project. It's 14,000 people. The last episode I released on the Federal Reserve, within 24 hours, got 38,000 downloads. That was a personal record for the show. So if less than half of the people who listened to that show in the first 24 hours donated a fiver, I'd have enough to do this full project. 12 feature-length documentaries and a daily vlog. It's not a lot of people. That's a reasonable amount, right? Oh my God, and it's so worth it. 14,000 You're buying me a coffee. Like how much? Like an expensive... lads. An expensive coffee. Fiver. What's a fiver? 14,000 people. Done. So yeah. if you haven't done it yet, if you're planning on doing Do it, it and you're like, and oh, I'm going to save up and give him 20, 20 euros, do, don't, don't save up and do, give me what you have. Yeah. Do it now so I'll know I can make some arrangements to make it bigger and better. If people are waiting till the last minute, the last minute is too late. <laughs> Jump on it now. Send what you have. Five bucks. One time. Mm-hmm. You don't have to sign up to that. You don't have to just five bucks one time. Bang. There you go. There is a PayPal link if you don't want to use GoFundMe. But in order to be kept in the loop and stuff, there is a Discord server for TCGTV and you get all the, the updates so you can join a Discord server. There's also a, a private Instagram uh, where I'll be doing Instagram stories from the road and there'll be a daily vlog that's going to be going out on YouTube and on uh, Twitch and Facebook and all that stuff as well from the road. So when we're out there, you can keep along with what we're doing and the crack we're having. So now with all that out of the way, let's get off the fence. Guys, Kalesh, let's girls, let's do this <laughs> thing. Uh, off the fence then. We talked about so much stuff. Uh, it's very hard to pin that, oh to God. pin it all down. Like, as far as cultural Marxism itself goes, mm-hmm. uh, cultural Marxism as a term, do you think that it's inherently anti-Semitic? Do you think that the conspiracy community have taken it and are using it as a stick to bait liberal politics? Uh, uh, to yeah, death? I think I think it's been used as um, I think it's been used as a distraction and something to shut down what are very feasible and valid. Um, re- re- not requests, but demands in some instances from people who have felt very um, marginalized. And I, I think what they're asking for is not un- unreasonable, but it's been presented as unreasonable. And the, the thin end of the wedge to bring in full Marxism, which scares a lot of, you know, people, especially in the United States. I know they don't they don't have an affinity to Marxism at all. So I think that it's really um, it's just a big bogeyman and it's a load of nonsense. Wow. OK, so what about then? um the fact that the leftists okay, have goes. have infiltrated the mainstream media. I don't think they've infiltrated. I think the mainstream media is made up 
definitely in Ireland, from what I can see, of predominantly right leaning people um, and people who are definitely not fiscally and uh, socially on the left. If anything, I think that it, it, it marginalizes those voices. We can see that. I mean, even you're, we were talking earlier about water demonstrations in Ireland. The people who were involved in that were kept off the television. You know, it, it's it's I think it's um it's a, a very much a nonsense to say that our media is entirely left. I think that you've got Fox News, you've got all of these other channels um, and, and also they are run by corporations which are very much rooted in, in right wing ideology. You've got we've talked about Murdoch, etc. So I just can't get behind that idea. I just don't think it's a it's a reasonable or rational uh, proposal and it's not something that I'd take at face value. What do you think about outrage culture then? The uh, public uh, <laughs> flagellation of people who decry or criticise leftist politics or have anything critical to say about, uh, you know, the, the, the liberal agenda in general on social media, in the likes of like YouTube and, and Twitter and Facebook, who are traditionally, uh, now traditionally uh, liberal platforms. What do you think about outrage culture? Is it justified? Is the behaviour of of public destruction of someone's career or someone's livelihood uh, justified for some of the things that they say? I think if you're going to say something, you should be prepared for ramifications, especially inside the way it is today. And I, I think that it, it, if you're, you have to be able to stand behind what you say, if a lot of people don't want to accept it or don't want to buy your, whatever it is you're hocking after that, well then that's tough titties. Yeah, it's it's a weird, I, I feel like I want to answer back, but it's not, it's not, it's off the fence now. Yeah, it is. I suppose it's market forces, right? Yeah. So um, people have, People who talk about uh, cultural Bolshevism and, and uh, equate uh, cultural Marxism with, with Nazism, is that just a, a convenient way to, I guess... Uh, shut down the conversation. Yeah, shut down the criticisms of the left. Um, it is rooted there. I mean, that's what the, the history shows. Is I mean, even the terminology is pretty similar. Uh, that That's not to say, if you say that, then you're a Nazi, because that shuts down the conversation even further. I, I don't know if I'd necessarily agree with it. I think it's reactionary. I think it's hysterical. And I think it's an inflated reaction to something that people are uncomfortable with and don't want to delve into. So it's it's a, it's a both sides kind of thing. <laughs> no, no. I, I I don't think it's but I think it it like created the, with the, Nazis. Like the left are going, "Use are a bunch of Nazis," and the right are going, "Use are a bunch <laughs> of fucking weird Marxists." As soon as you bring the word Nazi into anything, you find that all reason and ration rationale goes out the window. It's better to just leave that out and play the man, you know, play the ball and not the man, and yeah. just d- go straight into whatever nonsense someone is spouting what whoever's spouting it i don't care and just get straight to the facts and bring people down on facts not on you know trying to pin some sort of historic marxist or um nazi kind of ideology onto them to shut down everything they're saying it, would you know that's happening that happens all the time and i mean even with but from the left to the right it's the, happening much much more i don't know about that right-wing I mean, people by left being called Feminazis is sure. another thing that's been thrown out like the like the Nazis were really feminist. Um but like, you know, it's I think it's you know, it's the right wing are as much guilty of it, you know, and you they're definitely not whiter than white. Um Well, traditionally they are. Yeah, yeah, it's true actually. <laughs> traditionally they are. Uh so what about the Frankfurt school then? Do you think that those guys were, you know, cool rebel kids who were trying to like circumvent uh society at the time and that they're older writings have now been uh, kind of reconstituted in the 60s and then regurgitated again in the early 2000s as part of this uh, liberal uh, revolution. 
No, I don't think so. I think that, well, I know the Black Power movement grew out of um, Angela. I, for, I always forget her second name. Angela Davis. Angela Davis. Yeah. Um, and grew out of the... Who's, um, who's a great woman to listen to speak. She's a great woman to listen she to speak at Powerhouse. So cool. She is extraordinarily cool she and was doing something really way. important at that time. Yeah. Yeah, fucking brilliant, man. An incredible, Davis. powerful woman. And she's a woman who stands behind what she says. She went to court and she went in an afro yeah. and she did her Black Power yes. thing and she came out the other side of it and she was like, What it is, motherfucker. <laughs> what it is. Yeah. And I say right respect onto that. For and Davis, I would have man. had massive respect for her. Um People who are espousing um, identity politics at the, at, at the moment. I mean, I'm I'm a feminist myself. You seem a lot more balanced than a lot of people I see on the internet. I, well, maybe you're in the wrong internet. There's only you one know? internet. There's well, only you're one in internet. you're in a corner I'm of not it. Exactly I think like in 4chan, fucking like flicking away through like I the, know, but like the worst <laughs> boards. Ever. Like I'm on surface level YouTube watching stuff when you type in yeah. protest. California. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not exactly... And then, and then you go, what like, the fuck? Yeah, it's not exactly fucking uh, uh, the dark web. I'm looking up crazy videos. Like, this is nor- This is what's being put out there. And I, I totally... It's funny what you put totally in, what comes accept- up, because I, some yeah. people don't feel like commenting on it because yeah. it's their life and they're living it. But uh, people who want to denigrate it are going to bombard the, like, you know, <laughs> I don't leave YouTube, YouTube comments stuff. unless it's like, this is a great video, well done. That's yeah. the only comment oh, I leave. I miss Prince. Yeah. 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 After yeah. a night of watching his videos yeah. Yeah. again, oh, I, miss, I miss you too, man. Yeah. You you do a great Prince. You do. No. You well. sing Prince really, really, really. Oh well. yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> amazingly well. I love doing that. Um, so the, the Frankfurt School. You, you, do you think that they were just like a bunch of like rebels? Do you think that they, at the time they were like the kind of the Marxist Breakfast Club? They were going like, guys, let's change the world. The lecturers who came over from Germany. The lecturers who came over from Germany to the United States and started. Well, while they were in while they were in Germany, uh, uh, they were, they were rock and roll and writing some fucking crazy stuff. I like, love anyone who thinks. Let's think of a new way of doing this. Mm. I love people who have the balls to go. This is a we we have a. There's another like way this Pot. can be done. Yeah. Well, come on, listen. If if what's it's rooted in is what's for the betterment and and the best of people, you know what I mean. That I I love mavericks. I love people who stick their neck out and who are individuals. Um, I've nothing but admiration for people who want. Everyone to be treated equally, so but, but, it might seem like a bit doe-eyed and a bit idealistic. Yeah. But Would you I see think the all good things of these, come out. Of, I'd rather it came out of that kind of goodness than yeah. a dark place. Would you see these writings that these people have been misappropriated, similarly to the writings of Friedrich Nietzsche and how Hitler took his writings and applied it to his own Darwinism? Everything can be misappropriated. You can take yeah. one line of a book and say survival of the fittest and everyone that's all they remember Darwin for and, and it's to- not even that's not even true it's, it's not even survival not of the even fittest true. it's the most adaptable like, and people forget that shit you know you can twist anything to mean what you want it to mean um, so I wouldn't I'm blame the, the source I'm going to the gym to get adaptable that's what I yeah there you I mean, go survival of the adaptable <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's 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 hard to pin it's hard to pin down and I know you're very much in a certain camp you're on a certain side of the fence yeah. and it's kind of uh, uh, immovable. What about postmodernism then? Is is the critic is the criticism of everything justifiable? I think it, it, we should all strive to be open minded and to be um, potentially wrong. And I I don't think there's I think when you are a fundamentalist and you live in the past and you want to maintain the past and you, you build up a little safe wall around you talk about safe spaces you don't want anything to change. Well then you know nothing's going to happen. Nothing's nothing. We'll make no progress. So I don't see anything wrong with questioning. Now, questioning everything for the sake of questioning yeah, is a nonsense. Yeah, the incessant questioning of everything in postmodernism. I think any rational, reasonable person would say that's absolute nonsense. But I think the ordinary, you know, person will say every not ev- everything is uh, nothing is black and white. 
everything is grey. Mm. Fifty shades of grey, you could say. Mm. But like, you know, there's there's like Oh Miss Shannon. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, I just think like, you know, it's better to um be adaptable, to stay open minded and to not get caught up in these absolutes. To expect to accept that you could potentially be wrong and you're open to, to learning. And I think that that's what'll get pr- progress for all of us. Cool. Um, and in political correctness, do you think it's a, a useful tool or is it a superfluous weapon of silence and criticism? <laughs> Microaggressions and trigger warnings and safe spaces included in that question. Do you think they're they're a, 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 like a useful tool or a, uh, a, an, an insidious and covert weapon? The tool is only as good as how it's used, isn't that correct? Like in the wrong hands, a tool can be a weapon. Um, but... You know, I'm going to look at it from the space, from the place of being reasonable, which is that the oh, I can't I hate saying that because I'm not going to say, you know, another person would say I'm being unreasonable. But what's wrong with having a safe space and let's acknowledge people suffer like experience microaggressions. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think we, you know, it, 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 this is and they're terrible things. And I wouldn't want to go through my life with people constantly want to touch my hair or commenting on, you know, what food I eat or whatever. You know, and I think we should all, it's about being but sensitive does it, but does it to warrant, other people and respect. But does it respect. warrant the control, does it warrant the control of other people's actions towards you? Would it not be more beneficial to you and society to change your attitudes about those things rather than change society's attitudes and you stay the same? Well, you know, in Buddhism, what they Pro- say. Progressivism seems to be pointed outwards. Well, a lot of the time. why should I have to adjust my behavior to suit the attitudes of bigots i know but there, there there are a couple of ways of looking at this you can you know they say change yourself you can change your environment or you can change your attitude towards things obviously you could be gandhi and try and change your attitudes towards how people are behaving towards you but that shit will wear you down people need to understand that like you know be respectful like these are things that people don't want to be spoke don't want to hear so let's how about just don't do that how about just don't talk to people like that and we can all go yeah that that'd be sound let's just be sound yeah but would it not be better to teach people not to do that than to legally force people not to do that yeah it seems it seems that the 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 legal compulsion to protect people who suffer from microaggressions is the thing i have a problem with I haven't seen that in action, so I don't really know how to comment on well, that. Well, we're talking about like... C-16. The le- yeah, the legislation around p- people's pronouns and this kind of stuff. Well, like people are going to make mistakes and it's not universally known. But to punish people to the nth degree of the law... It's been debated as to whether that actually was... People were going to be punished by using the wrong pronouns. I know certain people fell down <clears> and said that they would actually be punished. Other people disagree. It's with in that. action in New York at the moment where in a corporate environment if you do that you're, it's punishable by up to fines of two, do 250. What, like, what would you have to, to say? I'd like you'd to have know. to like, uh, continually misgender somebody. Yeah, is that not a bit of a shithead move though? Yeah, but I mean... Get fired <sighs> but don't get sent to prison. Fair enough. 250 grand they get, the company gets fined if it's if it's done on a on a bit, but I suppose you could do that for like is there a number how many times dismissal or yeah, that's like the three thing. strikes it's you're out yeah it's the same well that's a baseball term and that could be a microaggression to somebody who doesn't understand sports oh come on yeah. but that's how deep it gets though, well like, I think people it's are been extrapolated to its end degree in order to d- d- discount everything that's been you know but it's also, the micro making it's the also micro. An e- a very easily manipulated tool to control other people's speech based on an immeasurable 
uh, uh, metric of my feelings. So you're hurting my feelings. There's no way to tell if that's true or not. But if I say so, you have to not say those things. Do you not think that that is? I think that that's wrong. And a, I, I think a, that, a, you know, political correctness weapon. gone mad is a thing. And I, I do agree that there is a point beyond which it becomes unreasonable and it just comes down to some, you know, it could be anyone who's a little bit unstable could say a certain thing. There has to be something, some parameters we're working with in here. It can't just be all, everyone's afraid to say anything. But at the same time, if you're afraid to speak, maybe some of the stuff you're saying is actually pretty shit. Yeah, that's another thing. Two sides. Hmm. Yeah. So the last thing then, I guess, I mean, political correctness. Um, we talked about a lot of stuff at the start that I, I, I'm trying to pull back like t- like toxic masculinity or red pill or like like those people that are pulled back from this. Um, I, I use the term like rabid liberalism. Do you think that you could ever be changed in your worldview or your liberal your liberal worldview? Is there anything? Is there anything that you think could or should or would happen that would change your political opinion? Well, did Muhammad Ali say if you're the same person you are at 70 that you were at 25, then you haven't lived? Like, obviously, I I didn't, I wasn't born having the views that I have. They're evolving all, all the time over time as they assimilate new information. And I think that anyone who is dogmatic or um, cloistered in their views really i don't know it, i mean it, it, black and white thinking it's very it, it's terrible it, whatever respect whatever contingent you're coming from it's not progress we're not going to make progress and they, we can only make progress really by developing understanding by listening by sharing information and empathizing with each other mm. um i have a dream yeah no but is that not true though where we sit at the table you know but i don't really i don't like people trans I, and I can't relate to people who are inter- who are not open-minded yeah. i just cannot could you ever see yourself changing your mind? Yeah, because I have over the years. So it's a, it's a, you're not, you're not a, in a in a black and white situation right now. Because I can see your, there's some of the things you're like, yeah, that's bullshit, or that's essential. But some of the things you're saying, they are super, super libertarian, like personal responsibility things that you're like. Well, I agree with I agree with people getting affected by microaggressions, but I also think that people should be compelled not to be arseholes. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the compulsion that I don't agree with. That you should be allow people to be arseholes and show themselves to be such. Yeah. And well, then the market forces should be enemy. take them out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that. That's that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, do you think that that's how it should be, or should we be compelled to force people not to be arseholes by law, as is proposed in so many legislations coming up? Depends on the degree of asshole, doesn't yeah. it? You know, if you're if you're inhibiting someone's wet life. If you're like, you know what I mean? Because if your behavior follows your words, that's pretty shit, isn't it? You know? Yeah. Like, uh, uh, we, we, what we didn't talk about in the show was like the, the phenomenon of virtuous pedophiles, which is Ugh. one of these things that's being, that's go- going to be adopted into this right. super accepting society. Like the US just put out this, uh, the US Senate put out this ban on the importation of child sex dolls into the US because it said it will normalize be- like sexual behavior with minors. But there's a whole fucking movement called the virtuous paedophile movement. And we talked about it at length in, in, in the, the Jimmy Savile episode or whatever. And there's these, there's one video of a guy from uh, Barcroft TV on the YouTube channel. And he has like one arm. And he's one of these guys that's like super weird, creepy, greasy dude who's like, yeah, I'm a paedophile. I'm sexually attracted to children, but I don't act on it. So you should like accept me. And I, I want to be out. I don't like the stress of keeping those secrets in. And you're like, dude, 
are you trying to be accepted by society? Is this, are you, have you been, have you and your people been waiting until like liberal <laughs> politics he's took over? Out. He's coming out now yeah, as part of the, <clears throat> yeah, but it is. And no. that's what they're putting it down as. And you can understand then when that shit is on the internet, if you're like a 65 year old Republican man who, you know, fought in Vietnam at 17 and, and you're mm-hmm. coming home and you're like, I don't like them queers. And you're like, why not? Because they're end up fucking kids. In your mind, those two things are, are, equatable because you're seeing these kind of things happen like because I don't, you're I don't, a bigot not because you're saying I know but you start off as a bigot but you're not going to change if the, the, the left is allowed to have all of these all of this like blanketed acceptance is that in the left I wouldn't I wouldn't cur- put them in the left now those guys are it's com- a bit of a stretch I t- I, they're coming out Get, put, not from the left put your sweats on because we're stretching right now this is happening they'll That's, soon get the smack down don't yeah. worry about them very odd Emmett let's get off the fence uh, 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 so it's cultural Marxism to fence cultural Marxism is it is it a is it a real thing is it a, is it a a conspiracy theory is it a right wing tool to chide uh, uh, leftist accepting politics uh, I think it might be a, a conspiracy theory. Yeah, I think it might be. You don't uh, think you don't think it's a a genuine critique of the functions of a, a, a move from economic Marxism to cultural divisions. Cultural divisions well, based on uh, based on cultural classes rather than economic classes. Cultural classes, like as in left and right media, as in like. Um, uh, you know, you're part of the gay community. You're white. You're you're yeah. you know you're white and privileged, or you're black and oppressed. The change from bourgeoisie and proletariat economically to oppressor and oppressed. Mm-hmm. That the politics has changed because it didn't work economically. You couldn't mobilize a workforce yeah, to yeah. rise up against the one percent, but you can mobilize. Oh a yeah, bunch yeah, of, of course. Yeah. Identify. Well, I, I think there's evidence for that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah, cultural yeah, Marxism is a real. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Not to put no. words in your mouth. Right? Well, I, I, you know, that's how it's, that's how we go. Those conspiracy guys. But, it, but I think there is there is evidence for that that they shifted over to uh, uh, what what you see in the media. Yeah. And try and sway your thinking that way. Like cultural Marxism, then is it a a, a rehash of an old Nazi, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. anti-Semitic, uh, uh, Juden Juden pride or whatever they call it. what things when they're against the Juden 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 Krieg or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Is this a is this a, like a, a I don't know about the anti-Semitic uh, side of things to it. Like, uh, the, well, they're saying that uh, the people who were part of the Frankfurt School, the lads who came up with all of these liberal theories, originally were Jews, and this is like a Jewish plot to take over media and um, the the humanities in colleges. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that that's part of it, or is it just an easy so. way to shut it, down cultural Marxism? I think it's by very, going, "You're Nazis." Yeah, that's it. It's very easy to say that. Just mm. to say that, and you see it all the time. People just like shutting down arguments by saying you're a Nazi. Yeah. YouTube comments to videos, protests. I'm here today to protest. What are you here to protest? Well, uh, there's Nazis everywhere. The guy pans around the camera and goes, "Where are they?" Yeah, it, it's just white, a bunch of white dudes. It's, that's it. Um, what about the Frankfurt School then? Is the Frankfurt School something that do you know that was a bunch of, of rebels who were trying to think differently? No, or? it reminded me of uh, of our episode of the Illuminati when yeah. that started out with the, the Enlightenment. Enlightenment movement. Absolutely, it just sounded. Well, they were like inspired it. by those guys. Yeah, yeah, completely. So you know, a bit of forward thinking, a bit of progressive thinking, and let's see if it'll work this way. You know, and do you think that they and and the fact do you think that, that they their writings didn't... have been co opted now uh, from like people in the sixties who then. Mm. rallied it on to people in the 90s who have now created yeah. this 
kind of liberal well, it did, it did spill out people. from their classrooms into the you know the students who then went out and we had the whole 60s movement you know which yeah. was again another you know uh, it was a nice thing it was it was it was enlightened it, it seemed to have the right i'm sure it was pretty scary at the time though oh yeah it was absolutely terrifying for them because they genuinely thought this is a this is a we are changing the world the world will not be the same after this movement you know yeah just on the 60s thing, they didn't last, ask Colette, like, do you think that the abdication of responsibility by the people in the 60s kind of hippie movement, they all started taking acid and checked out of society? Similar is happening now with a lot of people who are like, well, I'm not going to get a traditional job and I'm going to go and, you know, uh, live in a van and drive around the place and take a load of Xanax. And this is the whole, like, I'm, I'm taking pills, I'm checking out. It, it, is that part of the protest? Is that part of the, like, um, passive non-inclusion or non-cooperation with how society's run. It's like, well, if society's not going to change to how I like it, I'm just not going to participate. Yeah, there's a lot of that, isn't there? And that is a very 60s sort of a hippie, uh, you know, way of thinking. Mm. But uh, people are probably just going to, like, uh, divorce themselves from that life and say, no, nah, that's not the norm. I'm not normal. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what about the uh, the, the uh, co-option of, of the, the Frankfurt School's, like, critical theory and how they want to criticize everything postmodernism, like is that is that being used as a weapon? Postmodernism to criticize everything and also used as a shield to prevent criticism, uh, and used as a sword to critique everything. Yeah, uh, to critique everything. I think uh, to, you know the question incessantly is, critique, yeah. incessantly critiquing. If somebody actually was incessantly critiquing you just for one on one from one end of the day to the next, that's going to get on your tits. <laughs> as simple yeah. as that. All right, if I want to bring it down to a microcosmic level. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know about that. Uh, it's criticizing everything, the questioning everything. That's healthy. That's fine. Sure. But it just seems to me that every everything that we're discussing here, there's always seems to be uh, a, a part of it that you you go along with, and you go, "That's logical. That's until, healthy. That's okay." Until they just push it and it goes yeah. over the edge, and you're like, "Oh, what? Come on!" <laughs> and then you find yourself going, "Am I being closed-minded by you know, yeah. I, or do I just sit there and go, yes, you know what? You're probably right. The Earth probably is flat, and we are <laughs> living in one of those snow globes. That's how that's how Jim Jones got the lads to Guyana. Yeah, oh you know, just like a little bit in. Oh, yeah, this looks great. Wow, the weather is lovely here. Yeah. Huh? Drink what? Oh shit! Like uh, yeah, they get yeah, you at the yeah, end. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, not likening leftist politics to uh, a suicide cult, or or, or Sheila, <laughs> <laughs> Sheila is the best. Yeah, to, uh, <laughs> she is the ultimate bitch. <laughs> yeah, he actually said that line in that show. But oh can God. I just say, I really would much rather have spent time with those guys that were in that cult than ones. any of the feckin' townspeople. They were all squares and boring. At least the people in the background were living their life in yeah. wild, wild country. Yeah, yeah. they were wild. Wild. Right, they literally were wild. They, were, they sounded like great crack. But they the, did, but it got. Do you know what happened? Got it, it, got, it got commodified. Yeah, yeah. Mm, mm, got commodified. It got industrialized. They saw how much money was in it. There was millions of dollars floating around in that motherfucker, and there a was, lot of yeah. those people in Orange were not getting any money of it. Money corrupts. Money but corrupts. There's a, but there's a whole section of society now that that, that you know the norm has been. They would love that for for, for a, a long. There's time. another wild wild country. Go, waiting to happen it's yeah. probably happening yeah waiting to fucking happen yeah, man yeah. absolutely but again like and, and they will be uh, you know be. running along parallel with a, a very normal what's perceived as a normal society you know mm. can we all just get along <laughs> yeah they have that kind of stuff going on little small subcultures running mm -hmm. um, but not on a large scale I guess 
they wouldn't let that happen. Not a city, like, yeah. Yes, yeah, a town and all that stuff with legislation. Like it's, it's against that. the constitution. Like they wouldn't let that happen again. Yeah. No fucking way. Yeah, yeah. Um, political correctness. Then, with the last thing, yeah, is political correctness a weapon? Is it something that's going to silence people? Microaggression, safe spaces, all yeah. that stuff. Um, PC gone mad, as you know. And, and Since you, the '90s, people are saying that. I know, yeah. And and you're Since in. stand-up comedy <laughs> changed from. Um, you know, the lounge guys and the, oh, take my wife, please. I don't get no respect. What any danger if you no respect at all. Since those guys, since it changed into what stand-up comedy is, we know now, like early 90s, Bill Hicks yeah. stuff, yeah. like political correctness gone mad. Yeah, yeah. Those two words always follow political correctness. But for a good two decades there, that was like a punchline, a joke. It's yeah. PC gone mad. It's yeah. an actual catchphrase in the Moncrief show yeah. and on News Talk, you know. Mm. Yeah. But it's definitely here now and I think it has been used as a weapon to silence people. And I think it is, is a danger to free speech. Do you think it's being and, and, used and to it, stop criticism of liberal left politics? It can be used for, for any sort of censorship. I don't like think that. the right are using political correctness. Because mm. they're all politically incorrect. <laughs> yeah, but, but according to who, though? Do you know? They're well, again, they're standards, to, moral, basic moral standards of how to interact with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> no, that's a sweeping statement. I'm just joking. I know, yeah. No, it's, but it, it's, it seems that it, that's, but, and I defend, that's the general... Uh, you defend your right to it. I know, yeah, yeah. It's when Consensus you, as well, yeah. though, you know, because there is an element of truth in it. There, there's a lot of people on the right who don't treat people well and then go, yeah, well, if you don't like it, just don't be near me or around me. And you're <laughs> yeah. like... Again, like, again, here we are in a, in a normal little area here where you go, but mm. that's a bit, you know, PC gone mad. You can't tell them not to say that, you know, yeah. and then the person who you're saying can't say something says something fucking outrageous. <laughs> you're what, like, okay, what? look, there's nothing I can do. That guy just says that. Yeah. There's nothing I can do about that. I'm, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to listen to him. I'm not going to repeat it. I'm not going to fan his flame in yeah. any way. Just Be don't pay look. Any attention. Just don't But then look. you're deplatforming him. I'm deplatforming him by not listening to him. But you're not taking away. I'm not taking away. if you block and mute him. Yeah, but you're not taking away his right to say it. You're taking away your uh, uh, audience yeah. from his stuff. You're not. If you block him, you're you're blocking him from talking to you. But you're not reporting him to Twitter to get him blocked from everybody. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the difference. It's just you're, you're just hiding him from your own personal. Exactly. Feed. I don't want to. I don't want to see that shit. But I'm not you saying can block away. nobody should see this. That's the difference. Yeah. That's the difference. Nobody should see that. You're making a judgment for everybody else's sensibilities. Yeah, what about yeah. microaggressions then? Is that a, a, a useful tool to stop trauma? Or is it a, an easily manipulatable, uh, immeasurable way to control somebody else's actions? I That's think, a loaded question, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, microaggressions, they do. <laughs> it's like, God. Microaggressions, they do exist. Cardo. They do exist. And it's, just being, it's just being a prick. You're just being rude. If you, if you in any way go along with that list there. Yeah. If you say anything on that list, you're a court. You're absolute, what the hell are you thinking? But you know? microaggressions, they, I, were, they were the ones that I Microaggressions, that I, I always thought with. was... You know, again, like you're, you're learning as you go along. I always heard microaggressions, and it was always like the tiniest little, you know, backhander. You you winked at me, you know. I put one in the middle of that list, slapping which is somebody on the ass, or a cat calling, or touching somebody unwarranted. I put that's, one in that's there. More than a microaggression. I put one in there. That's a, a woman who's in the car, and a black guy is walking up by the car, and she just goes. And she oh, does right, the okay. central lock. Or, or, or that's a microaggression. Or holds her hand back closer. Or holds her hand back, clutches yeah, her hand back yeah, tight yeah. to her. Mm -hmm. Like if you're a black dude and you're How walking you up feel? and you saw a woman like clutching her handbag a little bit tighter, you're like, bitch, yeah. I ain't gonna rob you. Yeah. What do you got in that handbag I, I, yeah. I want? I'm Fuck actually, you, my, my, my brain just gave me a flash of a memory crossing Parnell Street one day. Mm. Uh, and uh, as I passed the car, I heard clunk. All the locks go down. I was like, 
What me? Oh. Yeah, but really? how did you like, feel? Like, I, like, I look at myself in the in the reflection. Is that a thing that should be policed? Is that a thing that should be stopped? Uh, like you can't really, you can't really control people's fears and and prejudices. No, no, no matter how silent or loud they are. Yeah, yeah. And if you have a silent prejudice, there's no way you're going to police be able to it as in police, police it as in as in it's a sort of an arrestable offense or something like that. Oh God, no! Well, it's a, a, so. At least a publicly shameable offense. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's too much of that going on as and, well. And what it? about safe spaces? Safe spaces. No dice. Yeah. It's just, when I hear about safe, space, safe spaces, the more I hear about safe spaces, it's the overuse of it. Like, like if you just say spiders and, the, and somebody needs to go into a room for, for a half hour or something <laughs> like that. Obviously, look. Yeah. Uh, there was a time there when uh, there was a, the su- subject of, of rape or something, uh, abuse or something like that in, let's say, the storyline of a soap opera. It was in the soap opera's credits role. It would say, if you've been affected by anything, uh, yeah. call this number now. But now they're just saying at the top of the show, yeah. this show deals with this. That's fine. That's all I'm okay with. That was wrong with that. Trigger you know? one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, like, if you are listening to something, if you are in a cinema, they can't just put up a whole bloody list mm. before the yeah. movie for you to go, hmm. <laughs> Yeah, somebody dies at the end of this movie. And you're like, spoilers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What the fuck, man? But like, the, the, one of the ones from the... Okay, end. there's somebody in this is a ghost. Okay, let's call him B. Willis. No, <laughs> that's too obvious. Let's call him Bruce W. Uh, I see leftists. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I, you know, I don't think it should be policed or, yeah. or anything like that. Okay. Don't, you know, slapping a huge fine on somebody for being a dick. Just don't be a dick. Yeah, it's hard to make them not be, though, I guess, right? Yeah, policeable, no. Teachable, yes. Yeah. Probably. Publicly teachable. Yeah, yeah. So, yourself, uh, Gordon, cultural Marxism. Cultural Marxism. Yeah, I think it's absolutely a thing. I don't think it's a a, a, a Nazi construct of anti Semitism. I think it's an easily identifiable conspiracy theory phrase. I will say it is a conspiracy theory phrase used predominantly. Uh, and most Bye. conspiracy theorists um, I don't hear it that often used in the mainstream media I do like the term because it succinctly describes the change from um, it, like economic class structure into cultural class structure and uh, we didn't talk about it but like multiculturalism intersectionality these kind of things I'm going to have to do another show on this uh, maybe a private show or a live show to get through all that stuff this was a big conversation. Yeah. And we we unpacked an awful lot of stuff. And I kind of needed that. Like, I, I even said when I was booking you guys, when I was ringing you up, going, geez, we might need to stay, we might need to do a double show. Didn't mm-hmm. I say that shit? Mm-hmm. Like, we, we, I knew, I knew it would come to that, right? Culture of Marxism, in the change from economic Marxism, where it's taken the, the, the poor versus the rich, now it's taken the oppressor versus the oppressed. It is absolutely the fact they've changed the term racism to not mean one race against another. It's like black people can't be racist towards white people. That, you hear that shit on the internet all the time and you never used to hear that. And now you hear it because they changed these terms. So they're subjugating oppressive cultures from having a say, from having a voice, from having an opinion, from affecting change in order to take the power from them because that's all they want is power. It's not equality and it's not change and pro- progressivism. It's just a function to be able to move the wheels of power into the hands of the minority. But the minority being the majority, uh, the people who are feeling disenfranchised, all these terms are being changed. Like the, the, the proletariat is now a bunch of collectivized minorities into a big 
lower class majority mm. that are all fighting against this white privileged uh, uh like christian conservative ruling class yeah yeah and everybody who supports that ruling class like America's split in half now because of cultural Marxism. How long has it they been? They hate Trump and they hate Trump supporters. Yeah. It's been split in half for so two long years, now. Man. Well, yeah. two years officially on paper. Yeah. And they're like, anyone who voted for Trump is a cunt. Yeah. That's what they're saying. And that is totally unhealthy. But it's... Uh, unsustainable. Unsustainable. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the shit that spurred on the 1905 and 1917 revolution. Yeah. Like, you're, you have a whole lot of people who support the monarchy and a whole lot of people who are like the Bolshe- Bolsheviks who are like, we don't want this shit anymore. And you end up with a lot of people dying and yeah. a lot of civil war. And yeah. America's on the brink of something serious, you know? Yeah, it is. And even in the media, right, there's an absolute divide yeah. and that's yeah. it. You, you get your... It's black and white. It's, it's black it's, and white. It's, it's a, left and right. It's an introversible no man's land of political ideology. And if yeah. you put your foot in there, you're fucking brown bread, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, like trying to get across the East Berlin. It's not happening. Yeah. It's very hard to bridge the gap and it's very hard to talk to both sides, especially when one side is shutting you down with tools of uh, uh, political correctness. You know? Or especially when, uh, you know, this is, this is new for them. This is all yeah. brand new and everyone, everybody's struggling with it, you know, even from the outside in. It's like, well, yeah. people now say, they're learning people all the now time say they're oh, I wouldn't go to America, you know what I mean? Like, I know yeah. you're going to America. Lo- I can't here. wait to go. Yeah. 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 Can't wait to but go. Because I want to see that shit. Say, it's such a good country and, with and so many nice people. You're saying, I don't know these people and I don't know these people and I sit in a room and I'm seeing it through the internet. It's not, I know there's part of it that's not real. I, w- I want to really see it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because I know I won't do what those YouTube guys are doing, which is show the thing that proves my point. Mm. I'm not going to do that shit. I'm finding the thing to go, ah, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. First that's the hand. feeling I want firsthand. Yeah, yeah. So uh, an outrage culture, do you think that's... Uh... Outrage culture is de- a definitely a real thing. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is superfluous. Mm-hmm. People get outraged over an awful lot of stuff. And because it's so personal and subjective, you can be as outraged or not outraged as you like. Yeah. I watch an awful lot of... Um, know social fails you know these these like public freak out youtube videos where there's people just mental going out fucking freaking out about such and such a thing or a slight indiscretion uh from someone in the shop and you get some people going like i want my money like banging on the fucking counter like that screaming and being totally justified and having people supporting them going what happened girl she didn't give you your change Mm-hmm. I, I smashed this place up, motherfucker. Set it on fire. And you see, like, there's, a, there's a culture like this because the camera's there. The camera's, camera's there, and they there. see the camera, and the it's almost there. like you're on. You're on. Do it. Perform, and it's it's supported, and it's propagated, and that shit goes viral all the time. But but now it's just part of the the the, the, the norm, isn't it? That the every you argue, the cameras come out, and that's it. And you know you have to put on. You're being recorded and you know it. Yeah. yeah. And and the other side know it too. So yeah. they're like much calmer and they're like, I must, you know, yeah. be, be contrite and controlled and I can't be seen to be, you know, telling somebody who is of a decided minority class mm-hmm. to fuck off with yourself. Yeah. Because then you're going to be seen as racist or bigoted or some, yeah. some narrative will be constructed to delegitimize your point of view yeah. because you're not of that... Uh, uh, political ideology. So the outrage culture is is supported by this whole structure of um, culture of Marxism, p- p- uh, postmodernism, uh, political correctness, and and you, you know going into um, multiculturalism and these kind of uh, uh, over overarching political ideologies. Yeah, yeah. It's well, all supported. It's 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 a it's a, t- a house of cards where all the cards are are kind of stuck together with super glue, so it's never going to fall over. But when you turn it sideways, it's all real tin, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, Frankfurt School. 
the Frankfurt School lads, I think like were rebels. I thought they were intellectual rebels. Yeah. And I do, I, like, a lot of the stuff, like, I was studying Gramsci in, in college, like, a lot of that stuff is like, fuck, this is deadly. You mm. know, if we lived in that world, if we paid attention to that, just like from our Tesla episode, if we all listen to Nikola Tesla and didn't go with the, the neoliberalist uh, fucking capitalist agenda, J.P. Morgan and uh, Thomas Edison, we'd all be living in a super future world with flying cars and time machines and mm-hmm. fucking, you know, uh, uh, maglev trains that go everywhere and free transport and free electricity. And we wouldn't be, you know, uh, uh, slaves to the fucking to the wall socket, you know, working in little office cubicles and shit. We'd be able to create if if the world was listening to those guys back then mm-hmm. and we created a society based on that rather than on um you know like personal personal wealth accumulation and greed and neoliberalism yeah sure the world would be a better place but we would have never known stuff like you know uh uh walmart we would have never known stuff like you know uh, uh the christmas mornings that were now like replete with presents we would have never known stuff like uh, a tgi fridays on a friday yeah we would have never known stuff like you know 300 rolls of toilet paper for 12 dollars. like those (laughs) things wouldn't exist and they're really handy to have or ipads and iphones and Mm. playstations and broadband and And we we seem to be be as a society quite comfortable with that sort of a lifestyle you know what i mean yeah if you said somebody that might not been the case they go shit you serious Trade your iPhone for your real freedom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing. I mean, iPhone's really cool, though. They are handy. No, I love them. We'll keep these. (laughs) We will keep them. But like I said, but not not everybody has them, do they? As we said earlier, you know what I mean? I mean, you see monkeys in the trees and they're fucking happy out, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy out. We're quite close to that. Even when I go up for a walk in Glendalough, I'm like, I want to bloody like... Start flinging your own shit now. I've seen you. I've seen you do it. So you think uh, that that's moved on from the 60s, that, that it moved into the 90s I think they tried it in the 60s and, and it turned into a failed social experiment in the because 2000s. It, was, it was unsustainable. They weren't, yeah. you're not going to be able to have that society full of burnouts yeah. that aren't going to be willing to work or partake in society at all. They're checking out, man. Because this part two of that was the dark side of it, the 70s. Yeah. And after, I mean, after, after Manson and Jonestown, mm-hmm. the 60s fucking died of death. That was it, absolutely. And the yeah. 70s turned dark. Very and, dark. and that was the end. That was the end of the dream because it wasn't. They knew it wasn't going to happen. And then what began then was the eighties of uh, neoliberalism. Mm. Ab- yeah, absolutely capitalism. Absolute capitalism. Yeah, yeah, well, I yeah. mean, they, they just waited until all the hippies just ran out of juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just ran Maybe out some of steam. Of the hippies became. Oh, absolutely! I yeah. would imagine. And yeah. this is what happened in the hippies who were around in the 60s who were teenagers living the dream in the 60s all went to college and became lecturers and then taught all these people all through the 80s and 90s yeah. and now those people are adults and their their kids are going to college so it's a generational uh, uh, like uh, copy uh, like uh, communication of this message a generational communication of this message to push those ideals of cultural Marxism and the teachings of the Frankfurt School into the minds of young students mm. And they're let out in a, a world full of social media and like ubiquitous connectivity. So their message is out like this. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the 60s, you had lads like 200 people going at Berkeley having a march. Now you have, it goes around on, on Twitter, like a march, blah, blah, blah. And there's 9,000 people that show up yeah. in a town where 5,000 people live. Yeah, Like that's a tool for social change absolutely yeah. but you want to look at the fucking m- models and methods behind it yeah 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 see it's it's if I, you know let it get so out of control like yeah. keep it on uh, what about the post-modernism, post-modernism questioning thinking, everything question perpetually is, is and the, really uh, reductive I think correct, like to, to not believe reality you end up with shit like flat earth 
you know, and birther theory. I know Trump is, you know, birther theory on, on Obama and stuff like that. I don't believe that you're that you're from America. I want to see your birth cert. Yeah, both of those things are equally ridiculous. But like, is there any element of truth in it? Is there an exercise for the brain for always asking questions? Sure. Mm. Is postmodernism a fun thing to do when you're not talking about the lives and and works of of people? Do you know ruining somebody's life because of like a a postmodernist examination of their political ideology and then a public shame and to take away their job? No, no, that's not cool. You can't use that shit as a weapon. You can't use uh, uh, political correctness as a weapon. You can't use microaggressions as a as a shield to criticism of your fucking bananas political thinking. Yeah, and you can't use a safe space as a hiding hole away from people trying to pick apart your uh, uh, militant views against you know, capitalism, however legitimate they may be, if you can't fucking engage in conversation, you need to go off and hide because you're so emotionally fragile that you can't understand what you're saying, never mind what someone else is saying. Mm. There's something wrong and there's no there's no connection in that thing. Yeah, or, or will at some point you be able to come out of that safe space and engage somebody in a conversation? I, I really hope so. Yeah. I really hope because there is a middle ground yeah. to be found. Yeah. But as long as they stop using these tools of social analysis and social constructivism or social um examination as weapons to silence mm-hmm. opposing viewpoints yeah which is what they're being used for as long as they're not being used as weapons to silence other people's critical opinions of their critical opinions yeah then we'd be grand but if yeah. it's being used militantly like the way it is and laws legislation uh, uh, social norms and all that stuff is being put in to stop people from fucking talking about it mm. It's wrong, man. It's a tool that you have a tool. You can use a tool to create something, as you said, or you can just yeah. be a dick with it. Yeah. Yeah. Chisel. So uh, that's it for those conspiracy guys for this time. Um, that's cultural Marxism and identity politics. Didn't go in as deep as we wanted to. Uh, you know, that's a, <laughs> I've never been accused of that before. Well, but I will go into some other stuff uh, in the future. Like I said, it'll be a live show. If you want to come and talk about this kind of stuff, if you're a trans person or if you're a person of color or if you're a person of, uh, uh, you know, minority status and you want to come and tell me your story, Please come on to the live show. Send me an email, info at thoseconspiracyguys.com or get me on all the social media. Uh, I just want to thank Colette for hanging around. Thanks so much, Colette, for that. I know we're kept you late, but uh, thanks so much. And Emmett, thank you as well. Thanks for having me again. Go um, yeah, this has been Those Conspiracy Guys. Uh, my name is Gordo. Colette. Emmett. And uh, we'll see you next time. Goodbye.